Yeah. Mike check Rome. Talk to me. How we feeling? <laughs> How we feeling? Let's get a roll call up in the realm right quick. How my levels are sounding? Let's see what's going on. Talk to me. You know what today is? <laughs> what's going on, man? Oh, man. Okay, okay. I see what you do. We got the LFGs. Y-N-W-A, never walk alone. Okay, okay. I love the energy. Jimmy Equin, what's going on? James, can't pronounce your name, but I'm going to try. Arsenicue. <laughs> this is my favorite project. What's up? Punty, what's going on? Okay, you see Sarah Vaughn in the future? I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah, yeah, the Hoodie Canuck, what's going on? Gerald Mack, I'm going to read you Super Chat now because... The way the day's going to go is going to be maybe Super Chat after the situation kind of day. The OG $10, all hail the ILP salute. Lords, Lord Cognito, Lord King, Sovereign Attic is the Lord's Day. Keep it respectful. Great get Lord, great get for Lord Peter Moore. Hashtag great beards. Hashtag we them boys. We outside. For sure. This is, a, this is a day for the realm. This is a day because of you guys. Because of everyone here. Y'all made this happen. Y'all definitely showed the support. And uh, we shot our shot. And this is beautiful. Legend, you already know what's coming through. Uh, Barry, the I can't pronounce Exalian. What's going on? Boozy the Crown, what's going on? ZGL7, let's go. ILP, gonna be a great show. What's going on? Official Young Dreads, the artiste. What's going on? I see you. Good to see y'all up in here early. Astro Cyborg, pop nap. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. This pain, my man's. What's going on? Parker, what's going on? Oh, y'all in here. It's Timmy. What's up? Y'all in here. Hustling. Oh, motivate. Y'all in. Wonder it. Oh, y'all in here. With the soldier. I'm seeing faces. Lucius Augustus, let's go. Let's go. How hype you? I'm hype. I ain't gonna front. I ain't even gonna hold you. But yeah, this this is a big one. This is a big one. Um, very humble. Very humble. You know, the the legend has graced us. City will come through, so we're gonna get him in here. We're gonna show him the proper respect. You know what I mean? We got some fun. We're gonna talk some games. We're gonna talk some history. We also gonna help hit y'all. Shout out to my man Hip Hop Gamer. Got a new oh Sinjitsu Sage up in. Oh man, we got family up in it. It's crazy. Oh man, Jovar's in here. We got Iceland in the building. Oh everybody, the Kissin Vendetta's up in here. Let's go, Jigga J. Oh y'all showing love today. Let's go. I'm hype. I'm hype. Yeah, yeah. So we, we definitely gonna um show some love. We got um thank you, thank you, Pop Now. Say we deserve it. Yeah, we've been grinding a long time. We've been grinding a long time. This is these are the moments as a podcaster you, you live for. You live for moments like this. And you wanna have fun, show respect. Um <laughs> King David won three K. King King won a lot. Robin Kelly, what's up? Thompson Sega, Thompson three sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk of that. We're gonna talk that EA. We're gonna talk we're gonna talk a lot. But I also want to show some love to my brother, hip hop gamer. Lloyd Metro, what up? Um, we're gonna play debut one of his uh his new video as well while y'all, you know, chilling and stuff. We're gonna get that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. So we're gonna get the legend up in here. He should be coming in soon. I'll send him a little reminder. Because you know the man got a million things going on, but he was able to bless us the realm today. You know what I mean? <laughs> God's father is here. Listen, y'all know how I feel about Peter Moore. I've I've stated it many times. Stated it many times. So um, Shady, what's up? Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all got me hyped, man. It's good to see y'all, for real. Anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to try to get the legend up in here. And uh, looking forward to a good show. Really appreciate y'all. This could not have been done. And I repeat, this could not have been done without the realm. We shot our shot, but you guys made it happen. You, all of you, said, look, this is the place to be. 
you know, and I really appreciate y'all. This is we gonna celebrate together. We gonna have some fun together. So anyway, enough of me rambling. Let me go check on the legend, see how he's doing, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like why use a video game Just be original Y'all too dramatical I know it's random but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga fire flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no let's switch that Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog thing, very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't heard the boy You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, Whew. let's do that again Oh boy, oh boy Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original Y'all too dramatical I know it's random But I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga fire flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim y'all not supposed to hear that <laughs> stop stitching go back to it Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog thing, very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't heard the boy You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. 
Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't wanna be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they wanna compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame Still I be running, collecting them rains You just a target when I'm in the range I was the hardest to start regardless Back when you was messaging people on AIM Check my vocals All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social Love my city, but I'm still by coastal I got you Man, let's switch that uh, What I wanna do Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't here to boil ya You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places, better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame. Still, I'll be running, collecting them rains. You just a target when I'm in the range. I was the hardest to start regardless. Back when you was messaging people on AIM. Check my vocals. All on Twitter, but I'm anti social. Love my city, but I'm still by coastal. I got you. Now, let's switch that. Uh, what did you do? Don't stop. Nah, that was dope. Keep that. Keep Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't here to boil ya You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places, better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame. Still, I be running, collecting them rains. You just a target when I'm in the range. I was the hardest to start regardless. Back when you was messaging people on AIM. Check my vocals. All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social. Love my city, but I'm still by coastal. I got you. Now, let's switch that. Uh, what did you what do? Don't stop. Nah, that was dope. Keep that. Keep that. Keep that going. Keep that going. <laughs> 
Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled. For them to be your dogs, they ain't very loyal. But I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't here to boil you. You ain't gotta say it. I'm embarrassed for you. Always been a nerd, never been a loser. Making Voltron with a gang of cougars. And I'm going places better tell a Uber. Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger. That's. Whew. Let's do that again. Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I am addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo- yo- yoga fire This is that yoga fire flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call it department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no, let's switch that Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled For them to be your dogs, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to It's a game 660 with hip hop gamer. 660, baby. It's on now, son. The go to the game, baby. Ready for war, ready to core, never ignore, sweating your pores, breathing is all, allergies war, time is all, time is all. Fury of esports. Fatal Fury Fatal Fury Pay the jury Murder, murder Try to sue me Try to move me Never, never, ever Can you make this movie Real life I'm real nice In real fights I'm Bill right. Hip-hop gamer Versus everybody Got a night Devil barrel Breaking later Ultimate decapitator Holding up the ratchet Cause your casket Is my generator Never was a hesitator My greatness Is getting greater Best to ever do it As a gamer Damn, my name is major Gonna try to battle Don't make me go back to jackal My status should be A statue division With the classroom Student and a teacher I'm the leader Better follow me You look 
thinking and you living through the reason I'm anomaly. Dominant and prominent, merge and merge. Profit hits my confidence, consists no eight kiss for compliments or promises. Anybody can get it for anything, there's only one. Go to the game, they'll say my name, King Hip Hop. Better believe it, dog. I'm the illest, the realest game of the spit it. The best to go independent now. Esports be furious, furious. You gotta feel it, cause we taking over every corner, the corner, the business. Oh, you're right. Oh, yes, you're right. I know I'm right. Disgusting. Disgusting. Better believe I got the keys. I am the one that you want to be. Deadly can speed, paying the sea. Lyrical kills the NEMC. Anyone need elevating? I am the bar, raising degrees. No one can stop when I'm a beat. Now then I'm the face of gaming. Rapidly anticipating, patiently the patient waits. The more they hate me, builds the greater. Who I am or what they ain't. The picture paints of flying stains. Truth is real because I remain undefeated. No deletion. My mission completes the game. I'ma just chillin', watch them and eat snacks in the attic. I wanted to chill with the pack and be like a young whoop, but then they would mistake me for attic. If I can imagine, it's cool to get you some advice and invite your girl to your squadron. Cause if you don't give her that option, you gon' be single player like Siren. You gon' get tossed in the bushes by King David. Royalty and not a pretender. Detrimental to an elemental, what's an avatar to a knee bender? I gotta be me though. I know it's my destiny, work to Carnito. Who cares if you fly, if you still a mosquito? You swear you ain't something, but really be Steve-O. Yeah, yeah. You like to collect stuff and that's cool, but I got bad news. Even if you really was that dude, King David still be the king of the statues. Since a juvenile, I've been cursed with a curse to be musical. And if you hate it, we'll meet in the crucible. Other than that, then it's cool and it's beautiful. We let you know that your dreams are pursuable. Whatever you want to do, then it's doable. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. over switching over let's get a mic check from the legend we are live but let's get a mic check from the legend peter moore how are we doing sir we're doing great sega Woo! sega okay sega. Oh, oh that's ready that's right i feel the marketing coming in i feel the marketing. <laughs> no question attic real quick mic check because you, you came in through you came through Hello. Yeah. Can people hear me? Back yes, yes. To back. back to back. Let's go. Let's solve. Let's get a mic check real quick. It's thinking. Oh, it's thinking. <laughs> it is definitely yeah. thinking for sure. Lord King, mic check real quick, sir. Nine, nine. Ooh. <laughs> we are feeling fine. We're feeling fine. Let's go. All right, let's go. Hear ye, hear ye. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast, LLC, and also live on lordsofgaming.net. Episode number 318. And it's another glorious Sunday. We're back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm beyond honored about our special guest. And we've got the golden era of Sega Dreamcast. Xbox 360, and EA Sports. Starfield going gold, 
Embrace a group shrinking cost and the CWA on the ABK merger to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord whose illustrious career is not only stunningly remarkable to reflect upon, but whose journey is truly beloved by hardcore Sega and Xbox faithful as a natural showman who understood pride in the challenger brand and the essence of the big moment. Introducing the legendary corporate vice president slash head of Xbox, the legendary president of Sega of America, the legendary chief operating officer of EA, and the CEO who will never walk alone from Liverpool while owning the skies of Santa Barbara FC. And of course, the Lord directly responsible for gaming's greatest launch lineup on 9999 and ushering in one of the golden eras of Xbox history. Live from California and gracious enough to make his debut into the realm of the Lords, my man, Lord Peter Moore. How are we doing, sir? We're doing great. Thank you for that intro. Um, it's an honor and a pr privilege continuing. We're, uh, as I say, in the teeth of a hurricane here, so it'll be coming through. So we'll we'll see what goes on over the next 90 minutes or so here. If I have to run for it, my apologies in advance. <laughs> you gave us the heads up. We appreciate it. We're going to try to survive this storm, man. You, you are a legend and a lord at what you do. It's only right to show you the proper respect in the realm. You've got so much going on. Has there been time for any game playing these days with so much with you going on? You know, the only, it, it, it's a good point because um, I travel a lot as well, but mobile games uh, are, are what keep me going on flights. My wife and I just got back from Bali about mm -hmm. four or five days ago, and uh, you have 16, 18 hour flights from uh, San Francisco to Singapore. And uh, you after about eight hours in, yeah, exactly, you, you get going <laughs> on there. So, bunch of stuff there. And I've been very involved uh, in the last couple of years with a couple of mobile game companies, Nifty Games mm. out of the Bay Area and Motorsports Games out of Miami, who got the uh, NASCAR license. So, helping those guys uh, go to market in, in a tough environment right now, mm. coming out of COVID and yeah. trying to figure out how to make a dent, getting their engine right, getting the economics right. So yeah, very much into the mobile side of things right now. Respect, respect. And we're gonna keep things moving because we gotta respect the storm and, and it's Peter's time. So you know we got the four horsemen of gaming, those original lords of the realm here at the round table with our extra time sensitive intros to maximize the time. <laughs> my co-host with the co-host, my brother from another mother. The difficult game conqueror, lord of his own world, and the how of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict of the Addict Show, back to back. How are we doing, sir? Doing pretty good. I'm going to put my uh, my intro on Peter Moore. You know, I, I want to thank you especially for coming on. First off, you don't understand. Like, Cognito puts a lot of research in his guests. But he ain't playing Starfield, putting research out unless he respected you. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, you know, I love Peter Moore. If I ain't play, because <laughs> I, I hit him up last night. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, I gotta go. I'm still working on this this interview. And, and you know, shout out to you because you and your team on the 360. That was like a really sensitive part when I was playing games. And like, you could argue that the work you and your team did for the 360 is like the whole reason I got back in the game because because like the whole online infrastructure. Yeah, but that that's all my intro is going to be. Appreciate you, appreciate you. And of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience and also the Sostradamus, the lord of clarity and lord patron of the Iron Bank. My man, PC Master Race's own Lord Sovereign. How are we doing, sir? 
I'm good. I'm good. Uh, very excited to be here today. This is this is something. This is really something. I'm super excited to have Peter here with us. Um, I actually finished a game. Oh, fin- <laughs> what you do? I told you guys I was trying to finish Alan Wake uh, remaster before Alan Wake uh, comes out. Now, mm-hmm. 10 days later, mm-hmm. shout out to Sam Lake and the team for, for recognizing that, hey, it's best to get out of the way of some of these big games in October. <laughs> <laughs> so I played, I beat Alan Wake remastered again. Fantastic game. Shout out to the 360. The 360 was a, where that game initially came out mm-hmm. um, and it was special then. And it's still a special game today. Like it really mm-hmm. is narrative wise. A, a wonderful, wonderful game, and it's it's not a, a you know a long commitment. It was like ten hours, I think. Very, very good game. And then uh, as for whatever else I'm playing, I'll, I'll see oh. you on August thirty first. Yeah, you're one of those NBA guys, I see. Yeah, <laughs> Beta Boys, Beta Boys. <laughs> but but uh, extremely humbled and honored to have the opportunity to to do that stuff. Um, yeah, again, yeah, amazing stuff. So. See you on August 31st. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And of course, we have the Incredible Hulk of this, a.k.a. the Access Gamer. Ooh. The prophet of Xbox. Swami. King of the statues, who demands nothing less than that premium experience. It is the leader of the Hold the Line movement. Ooh. Beloved Lord King. How we doing, sir? <laughs> Today is a day that I thought would never come. Yeah. I've dreamt of this day for so long. Preach. And it's incredible to have the great Peter Moore here. I swear it's like a dream. I've never researched somebody this hard in my life. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. But what I Don't I've look too hard. Don't go back too far. Too <laughs> not, not too far. Don't you dig too I deep. Found, I found out some stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> like this this is gonna be great. But um what I've been playing this week, Texas Chainsaw uh game is that's insane it's like the movie is nuts mm-hmm. uh shout out to game pass for doing what game pass does okay. giving you the best in gaming business okay, okay. um my m my nda dude is in effect i'm in full effect mm-hmm. shout out to bethesda for giving out those uh review codes mm-hmm. of the premium stuff the premium not the regular the premium. regular oh premium my stuff. and um <laughs> yeah Right, I could just say being an NDA dude right now, I'm a little bit of a beta boy today. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good playing these games. It's fantastic. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it on the 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll be right back at PAX. Oh, now we'll be at PAX. Well, shout out to Hip Hop Gamer in the chat. Peter showed you mad love, by the way, Hip Hop. I see you in there. He said he got stories with you in the belt. <laughs> but we had to play your video. We played uh, Hip Hop's new video earlier before we went live. Also, shout out to Danny Payne. He sent some love. Wanted to say uh, hi to Peter and some others as well. But um, yeah, and of course, uh, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito, spreading the realness in the realm of the IOP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Shout out to Mr. Matty Play. Shout out to Fran and Duke. Had a good one talking about Starfield going gold. Shout out to Ebontis. Had an old school talk about Bungie and what's going on in the world of Destiny and all that good stuff. Obviously, most of the realm knows I'm playing Starfield. Uh, shout out to Bethesda for uh, blessing us with the codes. We're under embargo. We will let you know our thoughts. I believe the 31st. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. So we're not going to waste any time today. Solve. Let's set the rules of engagement to the realm before we talk to Peter. Yes. Apologies in advance, ladies and gents but uh you know we only have peter for a short amount of time and maybe even shorter if the weather uh doesn't cooperate with us so uh we're gonna leave all super chats for after uh peter's time and and his interview and then we'll read everything if we have a little bit more time at the end i'll try to get some that might be uh specific questions to peter Mm -hmm. but uh 
but we'll see where we where we are. <laughs> and, nope. and your best bet to get super chats right at this time is make it actually make sense to what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be yeah. difficult. So all right, now we got the rules of engagement. Let's get to it. So now we got what the laws are playing, all that good stuff. We got to focus on Lord Peter Moore, his video game history, history, his journey in the games industry at Sega Dreamcast, Xbox 360, EA Sports, and of course, we'll let him become the CEO of his hometown club, Liverpool FC, and now owner of the Santa Barbara Sky. So, uh, Lord Peter, let's start from the very beginning. I know console gaming came much later for you, and it seems like the conduit was getting your son a Saturn, but I always want to ask you, um, did you have any experience or affinity for the arcades at all? Yeah, like everybody at my age. I mean, it, it, it goes all the way back to my dad being one of the early adopters in the pub we owned getting a Pong unit. And when I say a Pong unit, this thing was the size of a dining table. And, 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 and he, he thought it would bring people in, which it did. People were fascinated with the interactivity of turning a knob and, and actually being able to put spin on mm. and and I know I'm probably talking to a group of people who have no idea what Pong was probably, but this was. Oh no, we're old men. Oh, we're all old. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of us here, except Addy. Most, yeah. except for Addy. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> played Pong, but but it, it's been like it's been like at, at like little restaurants that have it. They would have yeah. like Pong on one side and like the um and uh what's what's the one with the. Pac-Man. Uh, Pac yeah, Pac yeah yep. Pac-Man on the other. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is a Pac-Man machine in this house, a full <laughs> Pac-Man arcade machine. Yeah, let's go. House. But you've got to remember, games like Pong are the previous... Everything that we play today, it, it comes from somewhere, and it comes from changing our mentality that, wait, wait a second, instead of everything being physical or board games and, and requiring you to, to do things physically, you can start doing them digitally and having fun. And games like that and battleships and, and mm -hmm. gosh, space invaders, you go back to those days, this started to teach us about what is now $200 billion industry, mm -hmm. that we can have fun digitally together, socially, competitively, and the arcade is the roots of that. And of course, at Sega, when I joined, arcade was still very much uh, yeah. the, the major source of revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the Dreamcast, let's not forget, was built on the Naomi motherboard. Oh, yeah. Which was the arcade game. So we were the business model in those days. And I would go to places like Joyopolis and what have you in Tokyo and get a feel for what was going on. But mm -hmm. so many of those games, Crazy Taxi, you know, came out of that arcade. And the business model that Sega had, I'm talking the late 90s, is, mm -hmm. is, you know, build it for the arcade. That would be sustainable revenue that would go on for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And then port it to console. And in, the, in those days, remember, and the tables are turned now, the arcade was a superior yes. experience. That was the next gen experience by and far. And so you would have, you, you would have those graphics. Yeah, yeah. I, and and it, look, you could have some fun at home with some things, but you wanted an next gen experience. You had to go to the arcade. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love to hear it because yeah, we we come from that. Totally understand now. Again illustrious history you're a footballer physical education teacher you come over you know to the united states as an immigrant and and you know you didn't get into athletic footwear so just briefly like how does this all get you closer to the games industry you have such a amazing journey to get here and then transition 
all I ever wanted to be was a physical education teacher. And that's what I ended up being uh, in, in the mid 70s, went to college in England to be a physical education teacher, taught high school in, in North Wales uh, from 1977 to 1981. But during that time, and this is this is how our lives evolved, these little moments, these crossroads, these intersections. Um, I was invited over to the United States to coach soccer. I, I had met a soccer coach who was out of North Olmsted, Ohio. Ohio. And that kind of took a shine to me and my style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I came over and fell in love with America, as so many of us do, from the perspective of um, it was tough in Britain during those days. And, and it was a Labour government, strikes, Thatcher coming in with a completely different view of how the country should be run. So... So for me, it was that moment where I could make a hard decision to leave teaching and take a risk on myself uh, and uh, come to America, uh, which I did in, in the summer of 1981, which turned out to be permanently. So ultimately, I've lived here now for 42 years. Wow. And that teaching taught me so much from a being a teacher growing up in a pub, uh, interacting with other people <laughs> and being born and bred in Liverpool. Um, with a certain personality that we Liverpudlians have, Ooh. all of that, um, you know, kind of fuels who you are and informs who you are. And, um, you know, I, I needed a real job. Coaching soccer was not going to put on the table. Um, and so I started selling shoes. I started selling shoes right here in Southern California, lived in Long Beach, went to Long Beach State to stay legal in the country at that time and did my master's degree. Wow. Eventually got my green card. My mom was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Zali. Wow. <laughs> and went back as a baby. My grandparents came over during the Depression to work in the Boston, the Quincy shipyards. Mm. My mom was born here, but then work ran out. They went back to Liverpool. Mm. My mom never to return, but she had an American birth certificate. Oh, and that was the key to getting a green card. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I started working for a company called Patrick in those days. And, and, and many of your viewers and listeners will, might remember Patrick if they've kicked a ball. That was a great brand. Mm -hmm. um, and, and worked my way up through the company. Started off as a rookie sales rep and ended up being president of Patrick uh, in the uh, late 80s. Got spotted by Reebok. That's how my New England adventure. Um, yeah. And then moved to Boston with the family um, and spent nine New England winters in, in uh, Boston working for Reebok. So your Reebok, the, um, yes, you were there with the D Brown Pump It Up. You was there absolutely. during yeah. the, the um, what was that? Uh, what was that classic? Uh, All-Star Game, US Slam Dunk Competition. Yeah, slam yeah, dunk. Slam Dunk. Mm -hmm. And he pumped it up right before he dunked. So Reebok <laughs> is on a high. And right, I mean, well, actually, the juggernaut is Nike. And you, you have a history of working with and being with the underdog. Yes. Right. So and this is where the underdog start, started, really started right here. But my question to you, when Michael Jordan put the um the flag and covered it up, he's like, I know y'all was hoping that leave that, leave it off. Let's let's see that Reebok <laughs> on the jersey. <laughs> that moment yeah. right there solidified that y'all was going up against Giants. That was a real good point in your life. Like how was that? How did y'all uh conceive that in Reebok at that point in time? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy being the challenger brand. I read a book a long time ago called Eating the Big Fish, and, mm. and it informed a, lot of the, um, informed a lot of the mentality. I think when you're a challenger brand, I know when you're a challenger brand, you can throw a lot more punches. You can be a lot more irreverent. You can do things that the incumbent number one 
um, is probably a little afraid to try because they're living in this world of being top of the heap and they don't want to disturb that. Right. Whilst the guy who's trying to crawl his way up can use some different tactics. And that's certainly at Reebok what we would try to do. And yeah, I mean, to your point, um, Michael Jordan over the Reebok logo. Yeah, for, for those that don't know what we're talking about, that was the uh, Barcelona Olympics, Olympics and team. And uh, he uh, he was already deeply into his Nike deal and mm -hmm. did not want that Reebok logo to be seen associated with mm -hmm. his face. So he put the stars and stripes over there. It was disappointing for us, bluntly, but it is what it is. But, um, you know, moving through Reebok, I was in the console wars and learned... Uh, learned how to throw punches and to bob and weave and to try to be that feisty upstart against, to your point, the, the juggernaut that was becoming Nike. Yeah. And may, people may not remember this, but at one point, Reebok was bigger than Nike. And Reebok mm. was riding the aerobics boom, the leisure boom, the Instapump boom to the yeah. point deep down, uh, who got a nice check for that, by the way, um, you know, bending over as he's oh, yeah. about to do wing check. And so, and just pumping up on the tongue of the, of the shoes and um you know the rest of that is history and the pump did very well for reebok and they, still, well. yeah. they still sell pump shoes to this day so yeah. but yeah i think being the challenger brand gives you a lot more latitude and leeway to do interesting disruptive uh irreverent things and, and i certainly, <laughs> certainly took that into my career into into video games absolutely yeah, I, I, it directly goes from there i know you know uh Cog. yeah yeah we remember yeah, the commercials so, it was he's talking challenger brand and i remember like the dominique wilkins and the d browns mm -hmm. and yes. they would have the sneakers it was like all right michael you pump it up and air, air it out they throw <laughs> it was a whole he's right it was they, yeah. reebok was going at them it, they, it was competitions like where i was from the hood i was from we weren't wearing Reebok. When D Brown did that, and he did that pump, yeah, I got me a pair of Reebok pumps. I mean, we had the classics though, King. Like, was it Reebok yeah. Classic was always? Well, yeah, Reebok Classics was good, but I'm mm. talking about as a pure basketball. Oh, shoe. Oh, it's a basketball shoe, yeah. Because yeah, we was looking sure. at Converse, yes. we were looking mm -hmm. at Nikes, you know. But then that pump, absolutely, and you thought that it gave you some type of lift. Yeah, you felt you you, you had more hops. Yes, I, you needed it. D Brown was really hot at that time. Yes. Reebok really capitalized on somebody that was able to dominate the dunking contest. Mm -hmm. Like that it, it just was all separate serendipitous mm -hmm. to, to that point for them. No but doubt. you got a, a recruitment call. Yeah. That's how did that recruitment <laughs> call go? That, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and all of us that have careers eventually recruiters, whether it nowadays is through LinkedIn, but you know, you'll get a phone call from uh, what they call a headhunter, an executive recruiter, and uh, things were tough at the end of the 90s. And, and I started to think, I, I don't think we're going to make it to where I thought we would do at the beginning of the 90s when I joined Reebok. And so an executive recruiter calls me and it can see what's going on. These guys are very clever. They're watching companies. They're starting to see where they can pick off talent um, when companies start to really struggle. And so he calls me, he said, um, what do you know about video games? I said, nothing other than I'm still slightly upset with Sega um, because of, I bought my son a Sega Saturn, I don't know, 1997 or something. And uh, a year later, a year later, and it's like, they're not making any games for it. And I, and I think I paid $499 for that yeah. thing then. So, so it was, um, and he said, well, funny you say that, Sega is looking for a head of marketing for its wow. new console launch. So, um, I thought long and hard and, and talked to my family and, and we, you know, it was a 
uh, at 45 years of age, a yeah. risk of trying to jump into an entirely new industry that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. And so, but we agreed that going back to the Bay Area where Sega was headquartered in, in downtown San Francisco was attractive mm-hmm. uh, because we'd been there with, with Patrick prior. Right. prior. And that something intrigued me when they started to explain what this console was, and they didn't tell me the name. It was still a little bit under wraps, but no code name. Yeah, it didn't take me long to figure out that they'd already shipped something called the Dreamcast in Japan. So it wasn't exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but the idea of it being online, and and you know, you've got to remember still this concept of the internet in the late '90s. We're still finding our way around. Mm-hmm. And it's all dial-up, obviously. And right. uh, as I always say, that you know, with the Dreamcast, that was great playing until your mom picked up the phone in the other room, and there was the end of your game right there and then because you you only had one line that was going into um, into your home. And so um, I talked. I got shipped off to Tokyo to have an interview with um, with Sega of Japan, and sat um, sat for about two hours in a restaurant. I always remember near the Imperial Palace and um, was grilled by the Japanese executives. And in those days, the belief was that if you could sell sneakers to teenage boys, you could then sell video games because teenage boys were the de- target demographic. Right. Completely completely different to where we are today, where everybody's a gamer. But from the perspective of then, it was still very much teenage boys. It was a phase you went through as well. Um, you know, we're talking, what are we talking, nearly a quarter century ago here in which you moved on to other things because there was nothing, there was nothing engaging enough, mature enough um, that at, at, because the GPU and CPU power was was insufficient then. But this idea of it going online really piqued my interest. So uh, I thought, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. Reebok is is not going to make it to the level where um, I had hoped it would when I joined them in 1992. Right. And so, you know, took the plunge and moved back to San Francisco. Uh, I think I arrived in January of 1999 and learned that 9999 had been very <laughs> quietly discussed. And I'm thinking we got less than nine months wow. to figure this thing out. There'd been no marketing. There had been no uh, engagement with advertising agency, no positioning, no packaging built. And it was very unclear when I arrived what the launch lineup was going to look like. Mm. And perhaps more importantly, what the lineup would look like in 2000 and 2001. And mm. so I quickly immersed myself uh, into the industry and just was able to just through osmosis figure out who was who. Who are these guys, Capcom, Konami, (laughs) Namco, that I keep hearing about, you know? And uh, why won't EA uh, develop for this uh, Mm -hmm. thing? Um, So it was, um, and I finally said, we need a a full-on press conference here where we make the announcements of the launch because if we're going to launch this thing in September, um, you know, uh, Pan uh, America, then we need to have a positioning. We need to apologize in some way for... For the Saturn, we need yep. to rebuild trust in the Sega brand, but we need this sense of irreverence to to come back to the old Sega that would poke Nintendo. Mm. Sega does but Nintendo. Genesis, there we go. You remember? Yeah, in the Genesis days. And so, the more I dug in to the history and learned, I thought we can do this. And so we we built a manifesto. This is what you do. You, what is our positioning? Why why should you trust us again mm. when we let you down with the Saturn? Why do you believe this thing in the, in the eye of the storm of the PS2 
right. is something that you should have. And so we built advertising campaigns. We built a positioning its thinking. And the yeah. idea was then that, as explained to me, that, that there was enough AI being built into the operating system, which was a Windows CE. Yes, yes. System. A lot of, lot of Microsoft, Microsoft organic uh, relationships yeah. back then. Yeah. And so we started to say, it's going to learn from you. you when you play it, and you come back and play again the next night and the next night, it knows, it learns like AI that we're all familiar with now, things like speech recognition and whatever. The more you do that, the more it understands who you are. But this was this was pretty revolutionary and not everybody believed it either. But we built this this concept of its thinking in that it's learning from you. And with the theory being the more you play it, the better your experience will be because it'll figure out what you're good at, <laughs> what you're not good at. So, and then the online thing, um, people would say, that's fine, but, but it's going to cost you a fortune yeah. to do this. Who's going to pay for online? I always remember this. I would Ooh, meet with analysts and we'd go, it. you know, how, how are you going to make money out of this? Because all you're doing is repositioning gamer from sat next to his mate on the couch to 10 doors down and and who's going to pay for that what's the difference other than all of the infrastructure costs you've got right. you know nobody's going to be paying for this but we truly believed in it and i coined the phrase in 2000 taking gamers where gaming is going right. and that was that was our positioning for e3 2000 with the dreamcast and you know and at first that you know that launch lineup for 9999 the marketing campaign we put behind it the VMAs that night in New York City, you know, yes. uh, the amount. And, and then as I was leading up to that with my sales team and traveling to retailers, because this was very much Toys R Us, yep. Hollywood Video, Blockbuster, oh, yeah. maybe a bit of Target, maybe a bit of Best Buy, yeah. certainly Walmart. Those were our customers, not not the gamer himself or herself, which they are today for, for game publishers. And so we had to convince them, first of all, that we were in this for the long run, unlike the Saturn, that we could take on the PlayStation 2 and win, and that we would have a launch lineup, unlike any other, that would be there on day one that would give gamers massive amounts of choice with new intellectual property, not just recycled versions of previous games that may have been on the Genesis or even on the original PlayStation. And so a phenomenal amount of work went into building what I still believe is the greatest launch lineup oh, ever. Oh, yeah. it's it definitely and, is. And, and it will never be repeated for so many reasons, but no. but anything like that. So so that was it. And and you know, we went into nine nine ninety nine and I'd done a little bit of research. It occurred to me this could be the biggest twenty four hours in retail entertainment history from mm, a right. volume perspective. Yes. And I looked at that the previous entertainment uh, number was uh, Star Wars. Uh, um, Phantom Menace, I think it was, right. and, and you know, it's like forty million dollars. I said we're going to blow through that. So we then <laughs> positioned that, that this is going to be the biggest twenty-four hours in retail entertainment history. And as it turns out, we ended up just shy of a hundred million dollars in sell-through on that day of hardware and software and peripherals. And, well, uh, my my question to you: We got to get um, solving that again after you. You 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 would have the um the metrics. What was your attach rate? Because this is the first console that I purchased that I purchased every game for launch. I think it was like uh, 19 to 21 games oh, yeah. at launch that I went home with, with an extra controller. Um, what was your attach rate, your average attach rate? 
first week was about three to one. So you're oh, going in God. there. Jesus. Yeah. And, and you're going in. So you're spending some money. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. It, we, we priced it to lose a lot of money, but to build an install base. So there was a lot of conversation prior to launch. Should we be at 249, which would give us a chance of maybe breaking even on the hardware if you get some peripherals sold alongside it. But we felt, I mean, go big or go home here, as uh, Bernie Stoller once said, is that go for 199 build your install base, and then your attach rate, where the real money is, obviously, right. um, grow exponentially. And so that, but that first week, when we got our retail numbers in, we were seeing a three to one attach. I mean, the games, I don't know how you walk in there and just choose one game uh, with a Dreamcast, right? Oh. And so you could see... Uh, and you get the units and what sold through. In those days, you would make a phone call to a retailer. There's no databases you could look at. And they would read off an Excel spreadsheet what they'd sold through. And, and it was obviously Sonic, Soul Calibur, uh, Hydro Thunder Tricks, that, you know, Trial, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Stinger, you know, yeah, all of these Stinger. things. And so, yeah, but I mean, the big guns would be Soul Calibur and yeah. Sonic mm-hmm. um, because we put a lot of money behind those in, in, in our marketing. But then you just spoil for choice. And, and I defy you to just walk out of there with, with a Dreamcast on one game. And right. so we were seeing a great attach rate of, of three to one, which is which is pretty substantial in the first week. No doubt. So if you want to get in on that Dreamcast love, man, we, we were there, $9.99. Yeah, it was, it was special. It was special because, again, after, as somebody who, as, as a Saturn apologist, I love the Saturn, but it's, it's <laughs> largely because I imported a lot of games because it was yeah. fairly strong in Japan. But here, it, it's like you said, Peter, you get it. And unless you're looking for first-party games, a lot of the stuff that was coming to the console was just superior on the PlayStation. And um, and then and, and there was just that much more of it. But for the for the Dreamcast, I have to ask you, because the Dreamcast, again, obviously you going into it, you're 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 you feel strong and, you, you, and you're like, we can take on the PlayStation. But when you look at things like the play, knowing that the PlayStation was coming in with a DVD player and you guys sort of having to launch a little bit earlier than you might have launched a next gen console because of the failure of the Saturn, do you think things maybe could have gone a little bit differently if you had been able to maybe it was there a consideration about putting a dvd player into the dreamcast uh, you know it, pre- it preceded me but i think with the dvd format sony having ownership of the yeah, dvd right, format, right. it was going to be expensive for you guys yeah and so we created this gd rom thing if you remember yes. yeah with with like duct tape as a security <laughs> layer. Uh, yeah, yes, we know. We yeah, we, we know about that. Yeah, uh, and, and, and I think that was a little bit of intra-Japanese rivalry. In in that, I don't think, and I don't know whether the consortium would have stopped Sega from uh, making it DVD compatible or using DVDs. Uh, but I think ultimately, I think that that kind of. I don't know stubbornness we can create a format called the gd-rom mm-hmm. which was fine i mean it was for, for good enough for what we needed during that period as regards memory but the security layers as everybody knows were, were yeah. just not there and yeah. and straight away you're just burning cds um pretty quickly and and you had emulators and <laughs> crack boxes and, and and it was very much we were just chasing our tail for a while there but but i think that ultimately you know, our, our decision, 199, we put the modem in the box. We knew we had the broadband adapter coming and games like 
Quake and Doom Quake. and Counter Strike. You know, we're going to be there. Quake in particular. And so, but that was going to require, because obviously a Twitch shooter was going to require broadband, which was um, still only in about 20% of U.S. homes at that time. But we, we, we worked towards that and we thought we could get there and we thought we could then move. Um, of course, the VMU was built into the controller as well. Yeah. So it was, oh, the VMU was so good. Yeah. So the, the innovations were there. The cost, though, the hardware cost. And I talk about the Saturn mm -hmm. because... I know intimately how much money we had to launch the Dreamcast mm. and what would be required to, to sustain in the, in the teeth of the battle with the upcoming PlayStation 2 the following March. Mm. Um, and Sega had spent a lot of money and the balance sheet wasn't there ultimately mm. to support the Dreamcast in the way it needed to be mm. um, in, in, in what became now you know a big slugfest. And to Sony's credit, and I talk about this a lot. They footed us, you know, fear and certainty, <laughs> doubt, and um, mm -hmm. they, they they positioned the Dreamcast as what they called a transitional platform, and said, "Yeah, mm -hmm. you can have some fun with that thing." And then, but when you're ready for real gaming, you'll come over to the oh, PS2. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, just the way that that they did it, and then um, and the emotion engine and, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. all of the things. So you know, and, and that's just part of the game. Uh, whether it's true or not, you say it, you put it out there. Um, and it gives you time to deliver against what you're promising gamers, you know, yes. and, and this was a period where we're doing TV commercials that are not really in game. They're not in engine, you know, right. and, and, <laughs> vertical uh, slice. Yeah. <laughs> and, we know and, King, right? <laughs> yeah. If that, and so it was very much, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but you were, you were uh, faking it till you make it because it, you, <laughs> you needed to win hearts and minds. How frustrating was it um, not to have EA, you know, yeah. sports backing the box? I mean, I know you, you guys took that and said, you know, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that ultimately turned into something absolutely amazing. amazing. Sega Sports amazing. was amazing. But I just well, want to talk about the initial EA <laughs> not supporting. Yeah, I mean, the sports in those days, if you were a first party, you needed your own sports brand. Uh, Sony had 989. Uh, we had Sega Sports that we had. Uh, and we had acquired Visual Concepts, uh, which uh, Bernie Stoller, uh, mm -hmm. you know, went and spent 10 million bucks, which is a lot of money, <laughs> to, uh, to buy Visual Concepts with the idea of it being, and it was our both football and basketball mm -hmm. development house. And so we knew we could build a sports brand and being a sports guy, I, I, I said, all right, let's, what are we going to do? All right, go get Randy Moss for NFL 2K. Yeah. Go get Cyrus, baby. Mm -hmm. go get Pedro Martinez for, for, for baseball. Go get the Williams sisters for yes. virtual tennis. tennis. I mean, just, and then it was, you know, getting into the end of 99, we were Sega sport. We needed a name. And so what, what the naming uh, conventions were in those days, you had your publisher and then you had something in the middle and then you had NFL, NBA, NHL, blah, blah, blah. And so I said to my marketing guys, we, we've got to go to market here with NFL and in particular NBA, which is going to be the first real mm -hmm. online game. Uh, and we're going to debut that in LA. And I said, we need a name. And I always remember I, I had two very talented women, Heather Kasher and Martha Hill. Martha had come from Nike mm -hmm. and Heather worked with me at Reebok. And um, <laughs> he came back the next day and said, you know, this Y2K thing we're all worried about. Mm. Why don't we play on that? Wow. And we'll just call it 2K. And I mm. went, 
All right, we got no choice. I wasn't thrilled. <laughs> we'll we'll call it 2K, Sega Sports NFL 2K, Sega Sports NBA 2K. And, you know, if you remember those games, and, and, Ooh, and they were great I? games. For, so we spent a lot of time. And those are the games that you can take to the broader media and try to legitimize gaming to the New York Times, to the Wall Street Journal, to the Financial Times. You go to New York with your NFL game and you put it up on a big screen and you talk about footprints in the snow and you talk about the player's breath. Mm -hmm. It's easier to do that with sports games to the broader media, which we needed in games in that period to legitimize ourselves because we were still very much boys in their bedrooms and nerdy and it was a toy. Yeah, we yeah. were still showing up at Toy Fair in New York every February. And so I would start to do, I thought NFL is the game that I can take into any boardroom or any uh, newspaper office or magazine office because that's who we were dealing with in those days mm-hmm. and put it up on the screen and demo it pretty easily. And the, 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 the thing people always say, it looks like a real game. Yes. Now you, yep it now and you go hmm does it but but, but back then graphically back then absolutely and i always remember the two things we talked about was a little bit playing on the ai was the footprints in the snow which Mm -hmm. would as you would let the snow come down and you put on the new york jets for the patriots something Mm -hmm. like that and then you see the next play and you still see the footprints because the kind of ai had remembered where the linemen were as Mm -hmm. they were come into the line of scrimmage and that blew people's minds i know it sounds somewhat ridiculous oh, now and then seeing their breath which breath and anything to do with water in video games still to this day is always a little challenging but that was that was the those were the platforms we used mm-hmm. the sports games sonic because of its visual oh, and yeah. the speed and the fps that that you could show mm-hmm. and it was not that difficult to to put a, a controller in in a journalist's hands who generally they would go I, I don't know how to do this this is this is my son's you know uh, area don't embarrass me but you could say look it's sonic just hit that stick he's gonna go yeah. and just go collect all those gold coins oh, but man. football and basketball for us were the tools that allowed us to say this is an industry and this is a medium and then we started to say we're going to be bigger than movies and music and television mm. uh, and, and people would laugh at us but yeah. of course that's the way it's turned out yeah no absolutely i mean definitely i'm glad king brought up um the sports in 2k because 2k is like, like a verb now like it's funny because you you got, you are the originator of that you, your team you know the visual concepts and then obviously what it's become now and let's be honest we know the history later madden had to buy the license <laughs> 2k became that disruptive you know to what they end up becoming but i, I do want to give the flowers there because sega needed to establish themselves there I also want to give you flowers on the VMU, you know, from a competitive standpoint, being able to not look at some of your buddies' plays and you could use that VMU. I believe two NBA, they had the stamina, very creative ways of utilizing that. But I also want to back up, and King will really appreciate this, where for me, another area of peak Dreamcast and Solve as well, you remember, is, you know, I'm, I'm a Sega kid, you know, born and raised, but the thing for me was seeing Yu Suzuki's new game. And, oh God. you know, we come from the era of the 70s, you know, karate flicks and, the, and virtual fighting was huge at the time. So it was basically like a 70s karate movie 
with 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 AM2's you know amazing virtual fighter graphics in this cinematic pack. The game was so amazing. We would invite friends over, turn the lights off, and watch the opening cinema of Shinmu and be blown away. Right. So like, tell me about Shinmu, the impact working with Suzuki Zan. Like, how was that transformative for Dreamcast? It was. It was a little late to be transformative, mm. and, and, and I say that, and very expensive, but it certainly was transformative, I think, for the industry. I mean, if you remember the game, um, he's avenging his father's death, you know, you could spend hours driving that forklift truck around the docks and then go to the Coca-Cola machine, because as if, if gamers don't remember this, it was all in real time. You started mm -hmm. playing and like, you know, I got to wait 15 minutes yeah. here for the photo <laughs> Let's go get a Coca-Cola and sit down. A little bit of uh, in-game product placement in there. And it was so much exploration, as you recall. You're opening drawers. You're finding interesting things. But it was. And you sang brilliantly. And the, the challenge a little bit for Sega was it was unbelievably expensive. Why? Because we had to create tools. This wasn't something you plug into a game engine like Unreal or something. You had to create tools that didn't exist before. Um, and if I remember right, we created a company called CRI. And again, we're quarter century in the background here, but <laughs> what, what Yu Suzuki had to do, and yes, he, he made many great games in the past, but mm. this was revolutionary. Yes. And we got behind it at SOA, at, at, at Sega of America, really big. Um, the challenge a little bit is, is getting time to understand the game. Now, yeah. once I got to Xbox and certainly at EA, You'd fly out to the studios and you'd sit there for two days and immerse yourself with the devs and, and get the, for me, the talking points that I needed so that in four or five minutes with a journalist, I could nail everything in there. But getting four or five minutes with Yu Suzuki, who, who really doesn't speak English, and yeah. I'm sure probably still doesn't either because there's no need. Um, it was not easy and, and so technical. And it's like, okay, we, we need to distill this. But Shenmue... We, I thought we did a good job of creating uh, the anticipation and the hype. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, once you put it in gamers' hands, and this concept of real time uh, was fascinating. And that, that would be something that I would explain again to the broader media. It's like, you don't just skip time like you do in most games and yeah. jump on the boat. No, you've got you to hang around for a while and you've got to explore. So it became obviously a, a classic role-playing game in, in, the, in, the, in the very quirky Japanese sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think, Ryu, was it? The, yeah, the, Ryu, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so, you know, but it was it was a bit late. And, and, and it was a bit niche in those days because sure. this was this was something, you, like to your point, you just didn't play for 30 minutes oh. and, and put down and go have dinner or something. No, you better be in for the night on this thing. <laughs> and you better have the patience to explore, the patience to wait as you do in real life. And then the intrigue and the inquisitiveness to go find things yep. that were hidden um, that would help you in your journey and give you clues to, you know, who was who was responsible for this dastardly deed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and so it was. And, and, and but it, it one thing it did as well is it created tools that Sega was then able to use in, in other games uh, yeah. as a result of that. So it started to build a little bit of a game engine that was Sega proprietary and get away from the arcade base and get into a full old console based or PC based game engine.
No, absolutely. It was it was super transformative. Good point about the the, the cycle as far as being late and but we yeah we we definitely remember it and and it was definitely transformative. I remember it had arcades in the game and I was just blown away by that. I was like I could play Space Harrier and hang on in this game <laughs> like it was crazy. But um, we go move on because we got so much to talk with you. You know, towards now, obviously the end. <laughs> the, 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 I do I'm sorry, please add it. Please add it. Yes, please. I'm sorry. Um, you know, forgive me, I wasn't around too much. <laughs> you was a youngin'. You was a youngin'. I was I was pretty young. I re I remember those days, but I didn't really have access to stuff like that, so I didn't play a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Uh but I guess I'll bring it back to like the roots of now. Uh, you know, we've seen the original Xbox, uh they had access to i think it was one of the gta's but they turned out found that you know i remember playstation had access to be able to get titanfall before and they turned that down was there any scenario like that during you know that era that you had the opportunity to get a game that maybe you didn't think would catch off as big as it did but you turned down and ended up being like a phenomenal or anything like that i wish no. <laughs> <laughs> What you have to remember is, you know, it, it, it's we kind of like we kind of threw everything at launch. And, and again, greatest launch. But then you start looking all right, what does year two, year three, year four mm -hmm. look like? What's in development right now? Because you're looking at two and maybe even three in the case of Shenmue. You're looking at development cycles that say, all right, Capcom's working on this. Activision's working on this. Acclaim is working on this. Interplay is working on this, mm, and interplay. and there was no working on this because mm. my good friends at Sony, to their credit, had then recorralled their um, the people that had made a fortune on the original PlayStation, mm -hmm. and said, "Okay, it's time now. You started building out your lineup for the PS2. That Dreamcast thing, you've had your game, and it was fun, but." then you go forward here with us. And so it was difficult for me as I started traveling the world and saying, okay, and we still had a little bit of money to incentivize. You'll go into a developer or a publisher and say, okay, I've got, I've got co-marketing funds or I've got development funds here, but we need either this piece of IP, you know, kind of a, another Resident Evil, just plucking right. something out of yeah, the air. Like Veronica. But their dev teams, one thing that, you, that it's, it's not infinite resources in there. And then I think that, the uh, publishers, in particular the Japanese publishers, had agreed uh, a lucrative deal to, to launch new IP on the Dreamcast, but then their dev teams were then focused on the next thing, which was going to be the PlayStation 2. Yeah. And okay. Sony, again, both to the consumers as well as to the development community, had done a great job in marginalizing the Sega Dreamcast and, and, and harking back it's going to be just like the Saturn. They're going to, they don't have the money. They don't have the resources. They, they have nine first party studios, the mm -hmm. AM studios, absolutely amusement machine studios. Oh, yeah. But is that going to be good enough to carry them through without true third party support? And they don't have EA. Mm. So this was, this was always the challenge. So in answer to your question, there was nothing really offered up to us that I can recall that, um, that, that I would regret turning down in those days. And, 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 a lot of that work was being done in Japan. This is still very much an era where most of the innovative stuff was coming out of Japan with, with the big dogs, the Capcoms, the Namcos, the Konamis, uh, the Segas, the Nintendo first parties, the Sony first parties. 
Um, but Sony, to their credit, had done a great job of saying, all right, you've had your fun there. You've, you've made some money mm -hmm. on that. But, but the real volume is about to come in March of, of 2000 when the PS2 ships. Yeah, because yeah. I noticed um, with the launch lineup of the, the Dreamcast, after that, it was like uh, you had Cole Veronica or you had a D2 that had come out. And it would peter out in between uh, for less work. But um, my question is, so Sony had a lot of stuff in place and pulled everybody closer. And that took a away from Dreamcast. And the arcade couldn't keep you guys afloat. So when the writing is on the wall and you see a little bit of stuff going down, what was the harder decision? Was it to cut price or was it to uh, double down? on uh, video game infrastructure? Well, infrastructure was where we then moved because we knew we needed to build a platform for online gaming. And we built right. something called SegaNet and right. started to deploy uh, some of the tactics that the PC manufacturers in those days, you guys may be too young to remember that AOL would give you yes. a four oh, credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and a CD with the AOL app on it that you had to upload for your desktop. Mm -hmm. And we, rather foolishly in the as it turned out said you sign up for two years of sega net and we'll give you a free dreamcast <laughs> yeah and, i remember yeah. That. i remember yes. that which was great till most of these people disappeared uh <laughs> getting a dreamcast and it just didn't work out for us but it, the idea was right you build your online platform and again you look at it today and that's exactly what you do you you, you spend your money build your platform and then down the road, you start to monetize this massive funnel you have opened. And, and you know, Sega, as always, ahead of its time, so even in, with its business practices, the idea was to build SegaNet, kind of like Xbox Live or PlayStation Network is, is today, and, and build this thing and invest. But we didn't have the capital to do it and sustain it and keep it going. And that was always going to be the issue. So it was, um, it was something that... This is by by 2000. Then we're getting close to that tough Christmas in, in, yeah. in Christmas 2000, where we know what we needed to hit as regard an install base mm -hmm. and the tension and the pressure and the anxiety that surrounded that Christmas was intense. Yeah. And, and I want to transition to that because, um, you know, two, two, two kind of follow up questions. One very tough, I have to ask you, but, you know, obviously the challenges and lessons learned, you know, how I interacted with you on Twitter was obviously your response to an IGN article about, you know, Dreamcast killed Sega's hardware reign. And then in your tweet response to the IGN article, you said, sad to reflect, even 24 years later, what might have been for the Dreamcast. We were take truly taking gamers where gaming was going. And for the record, in my humble opinion, it was the financial trauma created by the Saturn debacle that led to the downfall of Sega's hardware reign. And I wanted to follow up with that in reference to, and this is going to be a tough for me because I'm a Sega kid. I have Sega here, but Sega J Japan leadership were like heroes to me. But you have an account of, of you kind of going and, and polling focus groups and trying to get a temperature of the room of how Sega is being perceived, how they're felt. And, you know, the, the thought, thought was, it wasn't really positive. And you had to sit in front of a... Uh, my beloved Naka and, and, and you, Suzuki, and I uh, heard it was, was it easy? They, they, my, my boys were a little stubborn there. So please take me through all of this at this time. Well, the structure, so it, you had Okawa-san, who was the benefactor and, and the ultimate owner of Sega, who owned the biggest call center company and loved Sega and loved it and put so much of his personal 
wealth and fortune into Sega to keep them afloat. But it was insufficient when you're taking on a consumer electronics behemoth like Sony, who were in their heyday in those days, a little different now because this is this is pre-Samsung. This is pre the the mm-hmm. LGs and the companies coming in and these smaller companies punching Sony in the nose in televisions and music <laughs> and cameras, right? All of this stuff, which were cash cows for Sony in the billions of dollars in those days. But video games, Ken Kutaragi in particular, mm-hmm. had elevated video games much quicker up the Sony corporate ladder than, than, than anybody expected because mm. I think the power of the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And then Sony's smart enough to understand one day these consoles are going to get out of the bedroom into the living room. Right. Yeah. And then we will have the television, we'll have the speakers, we'll have the video game console, we'll, we'll have all of the necessary consumer electronics in billions of homes. And that was the grand master plan. And that entertainment would start being the driving force of consumer hardware, not necessarily productivity stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. desktops and what have you there. And so, um, but, but, but in that fall to the question, Mm -hmm. I I could not convince. And I also saw as graphics and the PS2, you can credit it, graphics get about it. There's more mature content happening. And and all of a sudden gamers who were 15, who would go, all right, I'm done with, Donkey Kong and Duck Hunt and Legend of Zelda or whatever it happens in Mario and even the, the the Crash Bandicoots and what have you and and moved on to other things. They're staying with it now because now all of a sudden you kind of got GTA 3 and things that go, wait, this is, you know, I'm loving this. And so and that was that was an inflection point that mm. was very unique here because it was something that you played and enjoyed and maybe had a Game Boy at the same time, but then you moved on to other things. And and obviously nobody does that anymore here, but you can point to the graphic power, to the CPU power, to online starting to take, so you could play with your friends, no matter where they were in the world, take a little bit of a grip on it here. Um, And so I could could smell that we needed a radical change and, and not easy to do for a company that had been around for decades and had done just fine. And this is this concept of what's known as creative destruction. Mm. And, and you've got to just blow yourself up and reinvent yourself for, for what's coming down the turnpike uh, before somebody else does. Right, right. And creative destruction, you're selling things well and you're, you know, you're comfortable and but but you're not willing to change because you know darn well mm. that it's gonna be different. And the creative destruction here required us to start investing in, in, in Western content. Let's go get some studios uh, around the world and, and let's put more money into North America and Europe uh, where, where the real volume is going to be and start pushing most of the money into um, Japan. And my point would be on this fateful trip to Haneda. Yeah, let's talk about so, it. I was waiting for I was going to, I didn't know if you were going to dance around it. We're going to talk about it. No, no, I'll talk about it. No, but you had nine studios with nine demigods, the Yu Suzuki's, the, mm-hmm. the Nagoshi's, and these guys, but they, they didn't leave Haneda. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, and we didn't get to see these games until sometimes in, in alpha, wow. you have no idea what they're working on. Wow. And so they'll, they'll say, we'll, we'll let you know when it's ready. Wow. And, 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 and so we didn't have the benefit, which we all take for granted now of like from the moment 
that we're green lighting again, we, we start working on it, working on the positioning, working on the financial forecast. Now, we, we were, you know, coming over once every few months for a, a review and we'll show you what we're working on. Mm -hmm. And we were never allowed input into, we need to make this game, mm -hmm. never. So, um, so in San Francisco in the fall of 2000, uh, I mm -hmm. did focus groups and, and the question for the focus groups, and this would be about 20, primarily males, 18 to 21, um, old enough to be able to um, communicate their thoughts. Uh, if, they, if you got too young, they, they really couldn't communicate well that you could use that data. And the question was, I needed to prove to Sega Japan that we were falling behind, that we're being seen as, as not being innovative and creative anymore. And so the question was, if, if a video game publisher was a relative or a person, what would they be? And so EA was the quarterback, 6'5", came in, got the girls, swagger, arrogant. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, when he walked into a room, everybody turned around. That's who EA was. Mm -hmm. Take two, I always remember this, was your drunken uncle who would show up from what? Vegas with a woman of uh, <laughs> some disrepute <laughs> on his arm and and then disappear again for for another year <laughs> those and these are verbatims this is not me these are the verbatims <laughs> sega was your granddad used to be cool but there's a little bit of dementia crept oh, in now. And, oh yeah these were the words and damn. so as you do i said all right let's package this up with the video uh -huh. and let's go let's go to sit down with yuji naka and yu suzuki Ooh and to the executives, Aguchi-san and, and the executive in Japan oh, and show boy. them. Because if you don't believe me, and this was my, what I call my manifesto, and if you don't believe me, then this is your customer talking mm. right here. This is what they think. And well, that did not go down well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was accused of doctoring the video. Oh and no. Nobody, wow. nobody would talk about Sega like this. And so one of the few occasions in my professional career where I kind of lost it and, and, and just, I just said to my translator, I said, tell him to go F himself. To <laughs> oh, the, sc the Scouser came out, the Scouser came out. Liverpool came right out right there. The red mist started to rise right there. So, and and the, the, the translator was just a kid like, 20 year old and, 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 and a good kid. And, and I'd known him for a number of years already. And, and he said, there is no word in Japanese for that. I said, I'm sure there is. And this was, this was for me, the beginning of the end. Uh, yeah. It was very much uh, this myopic view of a time gone by when, when Japan was the cradle of video right. games, both hardware and software, all of the wonderful stuff that was coming out of there informed as global gamers, because that that's where, where the top developers in the world were. And, you know, and, and you would go out with these guys if I was in Tokyo and go out for a beer in, in Ebisu or Shinagawa or, or in the Ginza, they'd be mobbed like rock stars. Yeah, they were rock stars. They were. The yeah, yeah, so they was in their and, own little and, bubble. Yeah, they was feeling themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, a dichotomy <laughs> between two states. It's like, it's two minds. You have the Sega of, of, of America, and then you have the Sega of Japan, 
And it just doesn't seem like they're both connecting because one is, you know, one sees itself superior to the other. Right. One. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it sucks really bad that they finally, you know, you had to bring the information to them. Like, you know, listen, this is what they think about you guys over there, opposed to where they're at in their mm-hmm. space. They're gods. Yeah. Yeah. Was there no one in, the, in that meeting that kind of, Pulled you to the side, like I kind of get what you're saying. Like I, I understand Naka's reaction. Was that the reaction across the board from everyone? Yeah, Naka and I had a little bit of a contentious relationship anyway, and, and, mm-hmm. and a little bit of a hot head. And, and you know, we had Sonic Team based in San Francisco, uh, oh. you know, which was interesting because um, 650 Townsend, which was mm-hmm. then I think and still is the Zynga headquarters there mm-hmm. in downtown San Francisco, that was where I went to work every day at Sega of America headquarters. Mm. And when I was leaving at say six o'clock, 25 young Japanese men would be showing up for the night shift to work on Sonic games Mm. from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. to get in sync with Tokyo time. And so that's the way it worked. And so, and Naka would come over, learned very little English, but um, we just, he believed we needed to do better with, with his IP Remember, he did Fantasy Star Online as well. Right. Yes, yeah. it's hard but, to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, but but they didn't want to listen. They there is listen. that bubble. Yeah. There's, there's myopicness. There is the I love Japan, but you've got an island mentality. Circle mm-hmm. the wagons and, and look after each other. And the the when you lean back on your own history and think you will be forever successful, mm. then and you don't throw the grenade in at some point of creative destruction and blow it up and figure out this is what happens yeah and so um we could see it and we're living and 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 breathing and doing business in the west we were at the forefront we could see what was going on and um and sega very rarely did they ever travel outside of tokyo and the game developers i don't want to say were arrogant but they were stubborn in their view is i know what games to make Mm. and many of them say i'm going to make games that i want to play um, which is great, but there's about five million gamers I sell that <laughs> yeah. as well that want to play the same game. No, and, and, it, and it's weird because you look at it and you still, I mean, you look at Naka's last game, which is uh, Battle and Wonder World, is very much a game that did, did not hit. Yeah. And you look at what Yu Suzuki, Suzuki has done, not, and yeah. it is not, it, you know, came back with Shenmue 3, and that was a moment, but ultimately the game proved that that idea's time had passed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, even to this day, they kind of can't get out of that bubble. It's like, these are the games we make, these are the games we understand. Uh, we can't move past that. Yeah. It's, it's like well, that. Yeah, and the other thing as well, Sega was not built to scale and volume because they were still taking things out of the arcade. And, and right. their, the quirky games, which were great, but had no scale and volume. C-Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, but the, the, great, loved it. Bad day when I came home from work and Seaman was floating yeah, at the top of my yeah. television. <laughs> and, and, and then, David, you mentioned D2, one of the more disturbing yeah. games I've ever seen in my yes. life. Yeah. I mean, disturbing. But, um, and then Sega Bass Fishing. You know, I always tell yeah. the story, you yeah. know, we had, an, we had a peripheral for everything. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and so, and, and you remember games in the old days and the peripheral business in Japan was immense. And, and 
somewhere I think I've still got my steel battalion ring. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yes, I remember. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and gamers today would just laugh at this stuff, but, but yeah. you know, there was peripherals for everything. And, yeah, we'd sit there blissfully casting our fishing rod, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and my son Tyler, and, and you know, I always tell this story, he and his friend Mishari would be playing in the living room. This is 20-odd years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, if I walked in and said something, they'd go, shh. You're going to scare the fish, right? So it's like, so I'm not sure they can hear me, but it was one of these where, and, and, and this, and, and, but at the same time, this is the golden era of gaming. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. could play all this quirky stuff, and and um, and it was just built for fun. And if it sold some units and made some money, then so yeah. be it. Yeah, no, no, we got. What, wasn't you know, Seaman voiced by Leonard Nimoy or something like that? It was. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. It was. So he yeah. goes from mm-hmm. one underdog to the right. I'm about to set him up right now. Let me. Yeah, let, I, got yeah. you, I got you. I got you. I got you. And then he goes to say, "I'm about to do it right now. I'm about to do it right now because I know time's limited. We got to get to it." Yeah. So look, like King said, you know, you know, we, we you see the writing on the wall. Obviously, the the fateful meeting. You know, you're frustrated, and you know, looking back, you know, this is now we could have set up your tenure to Microsoft because looking back, as a Sega kid after Dreamcast, I was depressed. And 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 for me, we us saying kids, we like orphans. Like I didn't have a home. I didn't have a home anymore. Now I like PlayStation One. It looked cool. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying. But I remember seeing Xbox, and it felt familiar, right? I started to see some Sega sensibilities, right? As a Sega kid, you know, obviously Shenmue Two went there. A couple of stuff. So then we hear rumblings, you know, of a new Xbox project. That you know, there, there's something's going on that's going on on there. So. Talk to me now your transition from Sega to Xbox and obviously the birth of the Xbox 360. Yeah, so um, we started to build as we moved to third party. So that fateful day, January the 31st, 2001, I had to make the telephone conference call at the behest of uh, my Japanese superiors to inform the world that we were getting out of the hardware business and from the next day onwards, February the 1st, we would be a classic third party and we would not only be developing games for our own hardware for a little while afterwards, but for, for Sony and Nintendo. And one of the more humbling things for me to do was have to travel to Tokyo and to Kyoto and, and get some dev kits, you know, and work with, um, work with the, the companies that I'd been throwing punches at, <laughs> uh, Sony in particular, and, and trying to get the company up and running as fast as we could because we need to drive revenue. We need to keep people employed. Unfortunately, I had to let go that day on on January 31st and still hurts me, uh, 50% of the workforce in San Francisco. It was, that was a bad day. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and so it was very clear that somebody like me who, who I, I was not one to be going back into to Japan all the time, which was just killing me from, I mean, literally every two weeks, getting wow. on a plane from San Francisco to, to Tokyo and, and, and working through it. And it started to build a good relationship with Microsoft. The Sony relationship with, with Sega was just never going to happen. <laughs> but Microsoft, um, you know, we caught them, if you will, at the right time. We, we already had a relationship with uh, Microsoft because the operating system on the Dreamcast was Windows CE. Yes, right. And so I started to build relationships there. Then we started to move a lot of our content towards this project of which you referred a little bit on the original Xbox, but, but you know, that they were trying to get from under that as fast as they possibly could because they were losing a fortune mm-hmm. on those boxes and certainly not getting the attach rate on the software. And so, um, 
I got a phone call from Robbie Buck, who had st I'd started to do uh, a lot of business with, and said, hey, I, I'd like you to come up to Redmond quietly, if you would, and meet with Steve Ballmer and have lunch with Steve and you know, talk about what the future holds here at Microsoft and see if you're interested. And so very quietly, and I was still working for uh, Sega at the time, jumped on a plane to Seattle and had lunch with Steve in his office. And he said, look, we're, we're going to go hard at this. We're committed to this. We, mm. we do worry, or Bill worries intensely, that Sony is going to own the living room. And we, mm. Microsoft, don't want to be just desktop computers and, and, and Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations and Outlook calendars and NT servers and everything that Microsoft would do at the time. We need to be in the living room. We need to be more of a consumer-focused company than we currently are. We This was during the period of time, you remember the TV commercials, Apple versus Microsoft and the two yeah. actors mm -hmm. who played theoretically Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. And this was, this was just making us look silly. Um, and Steve said, we don't have people like you that right. uh, right. we're, we're, we're engineers, you know, we're, we're salespeople, but what we don't have is people that are built to take on uh, as a challenger brand, mm -hmm. um, you know, the likes of a Sony and his words to me is, I need somebody that can help us take on PlayStation. Mm. Uh, so again, you go back and uh, talk to your family about the move to rainy Seattle. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and for the first year, I, I went back and two during the week. But my son, Tyler, who I was mentioning earlier, was a high school uh, senior at that point, didn't want to take him out of his uh, high school in, in, um, in Moraine County, uh, San Francisco area. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, I'd come back, you know, Thursday nights and then go back on a Monday morning first oh, thing wow. and work out of Redmond. and did that for a year. And then we moved up to Bellevue, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then we got into it. Then, then it was like, all right, we're going to build this thing. Let's talk about uh, it. We're, we're going to, we're, the first thing we needed to get right was the silicon. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, the, the Intels and the, a little early in the NVIDIA days and the AMDs and all of these companies that were, that were doing chips, figuring out how to be able to, to build that out. Because we're not a hardware company. Right. We're I mean, just not really a hardware company. Softly. But started to build out. Um, Xenon, as it was known at the oh, time, yeah. uh, and uh, it was fascinating to me watching everything start to come together and, and the idea of building out online as the USP, you know, the mm -hmm. unique selling proposition right. here was key because I always felt that, that Sony, hardware company at its heart, if there was an Achilles heel they would have initially was building out robust um, scalable online platforms mm -hmm. and, and software that, and infrastructure, exactly. Global billing systems and customer service, all of the things, because it's very clear to me, once you got online up and running, you could then build a direct relationship with the gamer. You didn't need retailers anymore. So you, and so that, you, you learned that from Sega when you was at Sega. The right. roots of what, yeah, was, was, was SegaNet. You look at the hardware, software services, and that's right. what gaming is today. And we had it first, if you will, with the Dreamcast, SegaNet, and those great games. Right. You've got your hardware, your software, and your services. And it was a little early to call it SaaS software as a service, but that's where right. games are to this day now. But yeah, we learned, I, I absolutely learned that at Sega, and I could see what online was going to be. And I often say 
the Dreamcast, as it was stumbling <laughs> to the ground, passed the baton right. to the Xbox, what became this, the 360. This is my question to you. All right, so now that you, you was in that fight with, with, yeah. with Dreamcast, and Dreamcast is your baby, and you, on your, you, know, you had to go there and you had to let go 50% of the staff, and that stuff yeah. is still feeling inside you. Then you have the conversation and the job offering. How 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 are you licking your chops at? I'm gonna get a shot at this this champion one more time. Ooh, I'm gonna do it with more bucks and a better fighter. Uh, that that that. Tell me about that fire right there that was lit. Well, that was the attraction. Was to you know I felt bad that Sony and look I would if I was Sony I would have done the same thing. But but right. that Sony had killed my Dreamcast. <laughs> you took it personal. Yeah. Well, you do. You do. Yeah. When, you're, when, you're, when you're sat down with 60 people in one afternoon and telling them they no longer have a job, mm. you take it personally. That hurts you. And these are not only – we were a tight group at SOA. I mean, we had, we had gone and we'd fought with SOJ and, and got to where we felt we needed to be and had a phenomenal first few months. But then, you know, it didn't get – we didn't get to the top of the mountain that we needed to be and we had to let go of it. And you're you're saying goodbye to your friends, and so is it Sony's fault? Not really, because because they're doing what they needed to do, which was crush the competition. Yes, but you do have that little bit. I'm going to show them, and yeah, to <laughs> to your point, Liverpool. King. Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then when you can go to a Microsoft and sit down with a Steve Ballmer, says we're in, mm. and, and you know, when he says when Microsoft says it's in. This is not just we got a few million bucks sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what this is going to take. And the thing that, that I always resonate from that conversation is this, this could take us 10 years, but mm. we know what we need to do as a company mm. because we have done this uh, for, for decades in building out things that some instances didn't exist. You go all the way back to MS-DOS and then, of course, yeah. Windows and, and what have you. But, but he convinced me in classic Steve style, you know, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that they were in and i thought here's, here's my chance to work with them and i started to initially meet with all the people who i i knew because i've been working with them in sega and, and really admired the team there and i thought all right you know i i i, I took on sony in a, in a freaking chevy impala let's and go, all let's go. Tried, yeah now i've got myself a, 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 a at the very least an aston martin, an aston martin. <laughs> And probably a Ferrari F1 car here, you know, and <laughs> and, and the pit crew uh, and the resources to back it up. Mm. And the interesting thing, unlike what happens now, is that we had said goodbye to the Xbox. We were out of the business. Right. We were, you know, we were like, all right, leave us alone for a couple of years, hmm. right? And we we kept a very low profile. We had actually were operating away from the Microsoft campus and. Uh, mm. Millennium Campus, at, at, right at the end of the 520 Highway there, and we liked it there, being away from the Borg, as it was called, and being building a brand, building an entertainment brand separately from Microsoft. And I had many of these conversations with Bill, with with Robbie Present. We had these two and ones. I said, "Look, we we've got to build the Xbox brand," right. and 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 Microsoft has come a long way since those days. But you know, I said, "Bill, you're going to see packaging, and you're going to." really have to look hard to see Microsoft on that packaging, you know? Mm. And so we need to build as Sony does. I mean, I'll still say Sony PlayStation, but they don't, you know, it's, right. it's PlayStation. Right. Right. And so, um, 
and and so that's what we embarked upon doing and mm -hmm. those were fascinating times for me i was learning on the job look i'm not, i'm not a microsoft employee i mean just i'm a pe teacher but I, I do know how to throw punches. I can hold an audience. I can convince people of a product and its attributes, and I can build marketing campaigns. And perhaps most importantly, I can corral teams yeah. and, and oh, yeah. say, "All right, oh, we're, yeah. we're going for it." Mm -hmm. And and you know, and different than other Microsoft employees who were highly technical. And so, what we built was a team that all had our own roles in 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 figuring out how to build not just a piece of hardware, but software and services that would complement that. So you weren't just selling a game and that somebody would play the game. You were building a 24 hour always on experience. Mm. And that was what I got. And, and the marketing line that we worked on that, that every, I hope still to this day, every Xbox employee would say, we built a living entertainment experience powered by human energy. That was the right. line. Mm. That was the line we built. And, and everybody knows that, right? And so when you think about that, and it may sound like marketing speak, but it was alive and it was entertainment, not just games, but everything that then could be. Remember, you could play music and look at your yes. photo. Oh, yeah. stuff, stuff at times that you go, I, I'm not interested in that. But but these were this was what we needed to do to, to just go one step past Sony, mm -hmm. get to the PlayStation, and then get on that march to deliver before they delivered their next version of the PlayStation. Yeah. I remember the first time seeing you, we get our E3 tapes and we're watching and you came out. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. Like you automatically captured the room, like Trip Hawkins. Like I remember the first time I met Trip Hawkins and he captures the room. You captured the room and this is our uh, brand of choice now. Xbox is our brand of choice. Sega's past and you're a brand of choice and you're up there. And I remember Cox said, that's who we need. <laughs> that's the guy we need right there he's the showman that's who we need that guy so um i just want cog to take over from yeah, there yeah. That, no that it's true i mean we yeah. used to buy the e3 tapes and back then it was you know still consumer facing we, we couldn't uh, you know attend so we would get it like a year or whatever six months later and watch the e3 presentations <laughs> and i was like who is this guy i like this guy because he's out there he's a showman Obviously, we know about the tattoos, and yeah. it, it just brought a, a swagger and an energy to the brand. And I guess that's from your experience of being the challenger brand and saying, hey, you know, this is where we need to be. You usher, I, let's be honest, and Sov could appreciate this. Like, mm -hmm. during that era, you know, you helped us usher in, you know, getting that stable broadband connection because you wanted to play on Xbox Live. You ushered in, oh, we got to step our TVs up. We got to get this 720p, 1080i, 1080p. We, we would... They, we would get games just Surround to see sound. Yeah, just to see the back of the box to see what it was capable of. I think Xbox really pushed that forward, and they don't get enough credit. Games like Cameo and you know all these games that you like. Wow, you know I could push my TV because let's be honest, other mediums wasn't pushing it like that. So you got that Japanese games, obviously one versus one hundred, and I just remember obviously one of the pinnacles for us is. Gears of War and, and Attic, you might appreciate this. You know, the, the, the Mad World trailer. And at that time, I never seen anything that looked like that on a home console. And it was just stunning. So, like, tell me just. You have to mention, even yeah. though it was stunning, 
It was it had a good narrative. Had oh, a good it made you care. It, made it was everything. Yeah, it, it was the whole. Package. It was a thing. Like three sixty was a thing, and and, and as an again, Sega kid was often come to Xbox, find a home, and now I'm like you know you're the face pushing the brand and getting the pride up because it was really quality stuff going on. Like looking back at that moment, like did you realize the revolution that you you guys were creating? I, we knew we needed to create one. We just couldn't recycle what the playbook of, of, of PlayStation or in days gone by, Sega and, and Nintendo. We needed to break away from the consumer's perception of what Microsoft would be right. if they were a video game company. Back to my focus group. God, God only knows what the answer to that one would have been at the time. <laughs> but, but, but games then, so then, and, and getting up to the launch, I spent six months with every journalist that, that could make it to Redmond, Washington under strict NDA, demoing really just two games, Gears of War. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a big vertical slice from Cliffy B and Tim Sweeney and, and the team there, Jay Wilbur, I always remember. These guys at Epic had created this thing. And remember, and this is important. Yeah, Cliffy told us all about it. We had them yeah, all. We once. had Cliffy on. He <laughs> said it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but this is also the debut of uh, UE4, right? Unreal yes. Engine. Mm -hmm. yes. Wow, right? And the thing that whether Cliffy talked about it, I'm sure he did knowing Cliffy, is that these guys, <laughs> to his to their credit, said, We don't want we don't want advanced funding from you, Microsoft. We don't want, you know, millions of, we're gonna like build this, but the royalty payments, because we know this thing is gonna be immense. Mm. And the royalty payments that you're gonna pay us will be I can't remember the percentage, but it was mm. very unusual. They went, don't need your money, Microsoft. We're, we, we're going to build this thing. It's going to be immense. It's going to launch your platform. And you're going to owe us a lot of money as a result of that. <laughs> so, but I demoed, I demoed Gears of War and Cameo. And mm. Cameo, I mean, could there be two more disparate game experiences? Yeah. Gears of War Cam but I sat in, in Millennium conference room B1216 for six months with a controller, with, with a humming dev kit that was on fire underneath my <laughs> Was it the 256 or the 512 version? <laughs> I'm trying to, well, it would probably be the 512 for Gears of War, let me tell you, but it would be, um, and then the Gears of War story, we knew we needed to do something different and, and marketing reported into me then, and I shall never forget this moment in that very same conference room, uh, McCann Erickson, our, our, our agency uh, of record that we're building everything. And these guys were great and they were gamers. And they said, we want you to, we want to come in and we want to spend an hour with you because we're going to do something a little different than you might imagine for Gears of War. And it's going to be pretty disruptive and you've got to buy into this. So um, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, let's say it is, uh, they come in and typically when you're pitching something, uh, you, you, you build these big sketchbooks and this is how it's going to work and you flip it through and this character is going to do this and this character is going to do that. Mm -hmm. I got you. He said, let's turn the lights out. Let's turn the lights out. We all sat in the dark, very uncomfortable. And <laughs> it's play and it is the Gary Jewell version of the Tears for Fears hit, yeah. Mad World. Mm -hmm. But in this iconic soulful you know that oh, you know yeah. that's and they said oh. they said imagine imagine um the action is not the usual you know shoot 'em up big explosions acdc metallica <laughs> def leopard style video game we're going to use this version mm. um and it's going to be our hero taking on the boss character Whew. uh 
but almost in a somewhat operatic moment, not fast action. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there'll be a lot of self-reflection in the characters. And, and I bought into it straight away mm -hmm. uh, and said, all right, let's go. And then just to take you through the chronology, we went to Digital Domain, who are still a very well-known uh, mm -hmm. digital effects house that supports Hollywood. And they said, we're, we're not going to do this in CGI. And I went, we can't do this in CGI. We've mm. got to go in engine. We've got mm. to go in engine. Well, mm. that's going to cost, I think it was another $600,000, I remember, <laughs> because we've got to get the dev kits in there for the creators right. to create. Now, and that scene um, in, in the TV commercial does not exist in the game. Right. That, right. that is right. not in the game. But that TV commercial combined with... Um, the stuff that we were doing that was broader with kind of the jump in stuff with mm -hmm. the double dutch rope and then the infamous railway station standoff, uh, which never <laughs> saw the light of day, which just still upsets me to this day. <laughs> uh, you know, that that gave us a nice balance of what we needed to do. So supporting mm -hmm. Epic with Gears of War, knowing that this thing was going to drive hardware mm -hmm. at an unprecedented level. The flip side of that a little bit is it, it kind of made us a shooter box pretty quickly. Yeah. And we needed to we needed to balance that out. Yeah. So, with Halo as well. Yeah. I got I got a question and I don't know if you can answer this, but I know <laughs> people in the community are gonna be very upset with me being the JRPG person I am if I don't ask this. Uh what would to 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 your knowledge and to what you can say, what was one of the reasons that we never got like a Lost Odyssey 2 or a Blue Dragon 2 or like anything else from Miss Walker. Because I know they made Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. They made a game for Nintendo, but they never came back to the Xbox platform. And I think a lot of the community is just wondering because we haven't even got like a remake or anything like that. Is there anything you can enlighten on that? I could only speak about the days I was there. And, and, and uh, RPGs, JRPGs were tough sells for us. And we, we needed to build a broader box. Um, we, we had our share of RPGs. I think Panzer Dragoon Auto, if you remember, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, not, not necessarily a deep RPG, but we needed, and we weren't getting the support. Lost Odyssey, I'm trying to think, racking my brain now, um, was phenomenal. But, but did that just appear on the PlayStation? Was that the... No, it was an Xbox oh, yeah, it was Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a moment in time where you start looking at, all right, where are we going to put our money? Now, right. this is the other thing. Is you're writing really big checks to get content at mm. this point because you, you don't have an install base you can point to. You have forecasts if anybody's going to believe them. And so you've got to start saying, all right, Mr. Developer, Mr. Publisher, Ms. Publisher, um, <laughs> can – if we give you five, 10, 15, 20 million to, to support your dev team to get it out there, can we at least get day and date with the other guys, if not mm. an exclusive? And, and we would do a lot of that because we needed to. We needed to travel the world to prove ourselves to the development and publishing community who were very much at this point in, in Sony's pocket coming out of the, the, the Dreamcast falling off and Nintendo kind of, you know, completely first party focused as they always where and probably always will be for the most part. And and who are we to come in and say, I want your PlayStation dev team that's currently working on something. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. so we spent we spent a lot of money and it was money very well spent to make sure that we were at least uh, a parity 
in most instances and most genres. Um, but, but, you know, we were a shooter box for a long time and that's why, you know, I spent a lot of time going over to rare and working on games like Viva Pinata and, and yeah. trying to mm-hmm. like broaden things out the other side so that we were not perceived as purely a shooter box. And, and that was important. Yeah. No, that was huge. So that, so, so that 360 is, is beating up on this PlayStation 2 something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> From, yeah, because y'all was doing it. This Y'all are balling on all cylinders and you're leading the ship. And right now you're the captain of the ship. And you hear about the PlayStation 3 getting ready to launch. And when they said that price. <laughs> Six had it. I, you pop I bottles? will never forget. Obviously, it was at E3. In those days, then, you could stream the other guys' press conferences. It was a streaming platform where you could watch what the other guys were. And we're, it was me, Robbie Bach, Jay Allard, if you remember Jay. Oh, yeah. George, legends, George, legends. Yeah, George Peckham was head of third party. We're all in there kind of watching it. We're also, we're distracted because we're getting ready for meetings on, on the show floor that afternoon. Right. And then Jack Trenton uh, wanders out. Uh, then I have this vision of Kazarai kicking him on from the side <laughs> stage and saying, you go, you go tell him, you go tell him. And he goes, you know, and it'll be five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I can tell you that in the Microsoft room we're watching this, there was stunned silence. And we're all going, did he? Just say. <laughs> did, did you guys get like any insight info, no. or was it completely blind? No, not no insight whatsoever. I mean, you know, you do. So what you do is is you war game going into a launch, and we had right. war gamed uh, about six months out mm-hmm. in in a hotel in uh, in Bellevue, Washington. I actually played the role of Ken Kutaragi. Oh, you were the, you were the father of PlayStation. How to destroy Xbox. <laughs> and and so what you do is you war game your strategies, your price points, you work with developers, your marketing, and and then you go in front of a panel uh, of consultants and you present, uh, you know, what your plan is versus and then somebody else did Xbox and I, and it scared me that I won, <laughs> so it just <laughs> uh, it's like but you learn from that. Why did I win? Well, here are the things. That, that I presented, you know, whether it was the lineup, the price point, mm. uh, the launch positioning, the narrative, the PR, all of that. Um, and so we, then you break that down and say, okay, they won because of this. Now, what do we do to forestall this? And this is where we needed to create the console wars. We needed right. mm. because mm. you need to create, if you're, if you're, down, down below, trying to climb up mm-hmm. that ladder, you need to be disruptive. You need to be, uh, you know, a little bit uh, uh, more irreverent mm-hmm. uh, because you got nothing to lose. You're, right. you're not, you're not number one anyway. And mm-hmm. so that's what we started to do. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I had never high fived so many people in such a <laughs> time when, when that price point came out. And then, just to add salt to the gamers' wounds. I remember Kudaragi said, well, you'll just work overtime to afford that. <laughs> oh, you had to get an extra job. You'll yeah, just get an extra job. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. Ridge Racer. I, I can see the office talk at that time was was legendary. Did you hear what PlayStation said today? <laughs> that was insane. That was insane. I, 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 I'm sorry. Please, Peter, yeah. I'll jump in. Yeah, no, no. But but what you do is is you there's there's always point and counterpoint and you're planning out this is a battle this is where you position your troops and your Mm -hmm. troops are your pr narrative ready to launch a game that people weren't expecting 
tattooing your body for effect. All, right. all of this stuff that, that always comes in. There. So, so yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I mean, and I'm glad uh, Addict and King brought this up because, you know, again, you in your role, the nat, the challenger brand, you're going up against the, the behemoth that is Sony, you know, and the thing that I want to kind of give extra context is not that you were fighting with one arm behind your back, but similar now what's going on with regulate regulators. Like you guys were under regulated scrutiny at that time, from my understanding, you know, whether it was Microsoft had to, they wanted to split Microsoft into two and then, Obviously, you have that challenge, and then we have to talk about, which I feel is one of your greatest moments, and people look at it as a dark ball, but I actually look at it as one Red of your Ring greatest, of death. was Red mm -hmm. Ring of Death, because at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> this is something that you realize was going on. You, you could choose not to be transparent about it. You can choose not to be customer first, and then you have to put your literal job on the line, and Steve Ballman ain't the smallest individual <laughs> to to really be going up against talk about i need all this money to solve this real potential issue so i want you to talk about the regulators that you were dealing with with the xbox 360 and obviously what we consider and you yourself consider the tylenol moment of the red ring of death yeah so uh when i arrived at, at microsoft in the spring of 2003 Microsoft was operating under consent, consent decree from the Department of Justice of the U.S. government. Wow. And what that means is um, there was an investigation going on of whether Microsoft was a monopoly. Mm. And that monopoly would be the combination of Internet Explorer and Windows together that did not allow. And, and uh, you know, it sounds sound strange to, to tell people today, but Explorer was like 95 percent of all of the web browsing. There's no chrome or firefox or anything in those right. days if you wanted to get on the web you went through explorer mm -hmm. and you wanted to operate your desktop or your laptop you did it through windows and so the belief was that this created an unfair monopoly and what the u.s government was trying to do was to split up the company in two with the internet explorer company and the windows wow. company wow. Um, in the end it didn't happen uh, thank goodness. And, and and why didn't it happen? Because Microsoft funded Apple um, to keep <laughs> them in business. Oh, right. to keep, seriously. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, whilst I was there, I think they put $150 million in and go check, but just to keep Apple afloat. Um, so at least in the, um, in the OS space to, to keep somebody alive. And so um, it's laughable now that 150 million was needed to keep him alive. And I think, I think we got 10% of the company for that. Again, I, <laughs> I, we look at it, but, but then, um, yeah, I mean, so, so I was, so what did that mean for, for video game? You couldn't buy anything. You, you couldn't acquire mm, companies. I'm glad so, you said that because a lot of people feel like what, why didn't they do more during that period? But continue, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't acquire because if you're already a monopoly and investigation, well, you can't go buy more things that would even right. you know, underline and validate that monopoly even further. So, so anyway, and and to to, to King's question, <laughs> of course, yeah, I mean we uh, we started to ship and ship hard uh, as as we were catching up with production from the launch quantity, which is always restricted, um, and then we started to get a little bit of concern in the QA of our product mm -hmm. that we were getting failure rates on the production line. 
Mm. And then uh, starting to get little smoke signals from retail mm. that our uh, failure rate returns coming in was a lot higher than expected. There's always returns, but we're, we're starting to talk double digit numbers. And at first we were completely puzzled as to, and, and somewhat skeptical, I remember thinking, how can this be? Mm. Uh, but then um, you go look at our, our warehouses and the graveyard started to pile up. The graveyard mm. is, is hardware that just doesn't work and failed its QA test coming off the line. Mm. And then we're starting to inspect returns from Best Buy and Walmart and Toys R Us and go web. And uh, as everybody remembers, the, the power ring at the beginning oh, yeah. is all green, everything's fine. Uh, but those red rings, uh, you got a problem. And so we then, uh, you know, tr we had to then huddle together because we couldn't just, you couldn't just say we got a problem. Uh, you needed an answer to the, and a solution. <laughs> yep. And so it, an incredibly long, complex story short, we figured out that what we needed to do was take back every impacted Xbox uh, you know, from around the world, wherever we'd shipped, we would send you FedEx, you overnight, you a, a custom box, which we had to make uh, with padding. If any of you were impacted, mm -hmm. you dropped in your, your Xbox 360. You either kept your faceplate and or your hard drive, mm -hmm. depending on what you wanted to do. You had a prepaid overnight shipment to wherever. And then the moment we either put a replacement Xbox 360 in the box or fix the one you'd sent us, then uh, we would uh, overnight it to you. And we had done a calculation that this was going to cost somewhere in the region of $1.15 billion. And a lot of that was not a lot, but a good chunk of that was was just the operational end of shipping back into the repairs that the number of people required that had to be hired to manage this at the customer service level but this is what i called at the time and still talk about the tylenol moment oh, yeah. and as a refresher it, because this was 30 plus years ago now one night in chicago people bought tylenol at the drugstore and uh, six or seven of them the next morning are dead because yeah. somebody had gone in yeah. and laced that Tylenol mm. with cyanide. Wow. And this is, when you have drugs now and you've got that safety seal, yeah. this is because of that that night. Drugs weren't. You had a bit of cotton wool, you opened it and took the yeah, cotton wool out. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, why it's, and, and it's still taught today what Johnson & Johnson, the, the, the manufacturer of Tylenol did, was completely go out of business. Uh, the next morning in Tylenol, took every single mm. um, uh, container of Tylenol off the shelves, went out of business until mm. they could figure out what had happened. To my understanding, the perpetrator of the crime was never caught, right. uh, and it's a tragedy. Uh, but what came out of that was then the safety seals and yes. everything, caps that, that require mm -hmm. squeezing yep. all this stuff. In. Yes. And, and what Johnson & Johnson did was save the Tylenol brand. brand. Yes. Save the Tylenol brand. And so this is what we need to do. Because if we hadn't have done what we did that day, and Steve Ballmer is saying, what's it going to cost? $1.15 billion reserved for that, Steve. And he said, do it. Mm. Hey, uh, that mm. was... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Stanto, the hurricane. The hurricane's coming. I know. We, we go, I'm trying to speed through some more questions no, 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 before we lose you. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. I mean, and, and 
credit Steve Barmer for giving us the green light without any question uh, to, to salvage the brand. Yeah. Otherwise, that brand, which with some pride I saw, you know, is now one of the top 50 brands in the world, um, you know, um, it wouldn't have existed and, and is, you know, the, the, the driving force for Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard Ooh, for we go talk about it. 78 billion, oh, you know, yeah. and, and so from that perspective, if we hadn't have done what we did, and, and I still feel bad for gamers and all of the quirky stuff, wrapping towels around them that they had to do. <laughs> the cooling <laughs> attachments. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. No, look, brother, yeah. I want to give you your flowers on that because, um, again, just in general with your success, the showmanship, you know, the, the commitment to the brand, obviously this key moment because without that moment, there potentially is no more Xbox brand. That The brand yeah. would be done. It would be a laughing stock at that point and to bring that validity. So with all these things, in our opinion, King, we have solidified Lord Peter Moore on Xbox's oh, yeah. Mount Rushmore. We at Mount least said Rushmore, he's yeah. on there. As far as leadership, is no question. So I gotta we gotta bring it to present day. You know, what are your current thoughts on the series consoles, Game Pass, and of course, good friend to the realm, our good friend to the realm, Lord Phil Spencer. You know, what are, what are your thoughts on the current regime of Xbox? Oh, I Phil worked with me uh, during that period of time, and Phil actually um, spent a couple of years in England uh, looking after studios there, Lionhead and Rare, and uh, Phil Phil did a great job in managing some difficult people uh, and doing uh, doing phenomenal work for, for two studios with Fable and, as I said, Viva Pinata and the stuff that we were trying to drive out of there. Uh, obviously, Cameo was one of those that came out of Rare as well. Um, and Phil, to his credit, um, has been able to lead the Xbox business to be a material part of uh, the, the Microsoft business um, financially, uh, where people actually care about the business and, and look at it. We, when I was there, this was very much a strategic play, and we were not material, not mm. material in the slightest, which was actually good news because we didn't get the um, the scrutiny, I'm sure, that Phil operates uh uh, under uh, at this point but phil's a gamer um there are very few executives uh, in this world that have got the gaming roots that phil spencer has um he is a tremendous leader uh, and he leads from the front um and you know and, and anybody in his position with the things that he has to do working with inside of microsoft which i know very well um you know you've got to be a survivor and you've got to be tough uh, and you've got to uh, stand up for you and your team and your business because I guarantee you still within there and certainly when I used to have money to be in the video game business, <laughs> a waste of money. So. No, well said, well said. I'm um, going to speed through a couple more. As far as um, a big talk right now is obviously you mentioned earlier Microsoft acquiring ABK. You know, consolidation in the industry is a huge topic among gaming circles. So, like, how do you feel about it com now compared to your era? And are you have any concerns about consolidation, buying studios long term for the health of the industry? I think it's the intent of the, the of the of the acquisition, the consolidation that would concern you. It's. I mean, one side of it is, you know, when the Disney's of this world and the Apple's of this world and the Netflix's of this world and the Google's of this world and the Amazon's of this world start looking at games as something that becomes accretive to their their P&L, their stock price and their company, then that that tips your hat 
to the gaming industry because that would never have happened uh, during my time. The flip side of that very much is, um, is, is what are their intents? Are they going to just absorb the IP and churn out movies? We're starting to see that, obviously, with, with the phenomenal success of, of Mario. And then, of course, mm -hmm. Sonic, you know, just then the Sonic movie, if you had told me that was going to be doing hundreds of millions and there'd be a sequel. But, 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 and I think Hollywood in particular, and look, we're, we're, I don't know where we are on the writer's strike and the, yeah. and the Screen yeah. Actors Guild, but they're going to be looking for IP that can be converted pretty quickly um, and looking for innovative things. So consolidation has always been there, you mm. know, at, at EA, and we haven't even talked about EA, but you I know, know, we, <laughs> we need part two. Of we this. need part two. Uh, we got to get yeah, part two. Yeah, for but, sure. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we looked at, at, and whether it's acquisition or consolidation, but you start looking at, you know, Bioware and, and PopCap and, gosh, Playfish, which was a quarter Ooh. billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, all of these things allow you that not necessarily consolidation. Consolidation is usually the big guys all getting together. Mm -hmm. um, but, but growth through acquisition in any business, particularly a business that, that is in its early years, is, is what happens. You look, at, you look at companies and developers that have, do they have great dev talent, do they have good IP, are they immediately accretive, which means do they deliver profit to the bottom line, mm -hmm. and do they add, are they better than what we've got right now? Yes. And that's, that's what you do. And so, if, go ahead. I got a quick question. If you can go back during the 360 era, was there a studio that you would have just wanted and, and, but obviously those kind of conversations wasn't there but was there ever a studio that you was like man i'd like for them to be under the microsoft and xbox brand well you've got to point to something like a rock star right and go and look did, uh, our studio is easy to manage and all you know unicorn sprinkles and rainbows no 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 it's why i mean we have bungie yeah. And then we did have Bungie. And we just like, did we need Bungie? Great group. But did we need the IP of Halo? You bet. And <laughs> if Bungie wanted to go do different things, Destiny, mm -hmm. then then so be it. But we maintain Halo because that's where it was. So these are these are all things that, that have been going on for decades in our industry. And you can point to great examples of this that have worked and then some that maybe haven't no no good good point and i'm glad you mentioned that it has been going on for a long time in the industry yeah. and i know there's a i don't want to say it's fear-mongering but there were a lot of concerns but fun one because you're in a unique position because you've been at sega and xbox obviously within the the hearings of abk we saw Sega's name listed on mergers and acquisitions by <laughs> Xbox. So I was very curious, like, you know, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, obviously I'm biased, so I see an organic relationship there. And things have obviously improved. They've, you know, they're doing Azure with the, what is it, Super Game. And, and then they have the Yakuza games, the Persona games now coming to Game Pass and all that other stuff. But, like, what are your thoughts of, like, that potential acquisition and would that make sense to you being that you were at both companies when so every company uh, particularly publicly traded ones their head of corp corp dev and, and corporate affairs will have its hit list will have its list to present to the board of directors here's here's the top 20 players right now and here's the reasons why we would like to acquire them or they make no sense whatsoever so i i, I didn't see the list that I, i've read about it but mm -hmm. But, but what I think you start looking at is where is the industry going? And, right. and it's, it's clearly moving now as the tech is catching up into a streaming play 
where you know we for decades we've been worried that this is the last console generation we're all going to just get a chip in our pc or in our television that will immediately allow us to stream games with zero latency and, and lag and uh yeah we're still we're still waiting for that but we'll get there in the end. <laughs> Uh, but from the perspective of then it becomes an IP, then it's a content play. You know, it's like you just plug and play. Sega may have 500 games in, in, in its vault, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hmm, okay, if we acquire Sega, and I'm making this up here, but we acquire Sega, we get their vault. We have 500 games that you plug right in. Look, you know, we all go on Netflix or Apple TV or, or Amazon Prime, and we spend 20 minutes looking for something we want to play because there's hundreds are to listen to or to watch and, and there's hundreds of thousands on there. So it's like, you've got to build volume. And if, if, if these all access passes, these streaming services, which the big companies, the tech companies, what's known as the fan companies mm -hmm. are moving towards, then they've got to populate those services with a lot of content. And sometimes you, you need quantity, which a, a Netflix has, and you better have some quality as well, but but you need to populate uh, your your service so that you've got stuff in there. That's where the the classic, the Segas of this world, the Konamis of this world, if you will, even you know Western developers, um, you know, have this archive of content. And and you know what? There's a there's a market for Sega Genesis games to be played in the streaming service. You know, mm. and uh, go go play. I play. Golden Axe and Altered Beast and, and, and what have you, know, games like that, and and you put them on there. So, so I can see the rationale. Do I think it would happen? I don't know, but I can see the rationale because the business is changing mm. towards that. Like here it is, it's going to be up there forever, and go play it at your heart's content. No, well said. I know we're getting past time and trying to be respectful. Solve. I want to get you in and, and King any questions we may have to do a part two and then yeah, we got the hurricane yeah I, I think a part two yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah. um no I, i'm be honest uh peter like uh the 360 generation was was super special and i think that was the first time i really started noticing the faces of the industry including yep. yourself you know jack trenton over at the you know at the, at the front of playstation things of that nature i think a question why do you think that isn't so much a thing now except for xbox right xbox makes sure that all of their faces are, are are up. You know, we know Phil Spencer, we know Aaron Greenberg, we know Sarah Bond. Yeah. But yeah. why why do you think that uh, the the PlayStation in particular has gone away from that? Because I, even Nintendo does it in a way where it, they used to not do that. They used to be they used to be sort of hey, you get the games, you get Miyamoto, but you don't really get anyone else. Why do you think there's a move away from that? Whereas like it, because for me. When I see you on a stage, I'm excited about whatever you have to say. <laughs> I know something good's coming. I know I'm yeah, I'm going to be captivated, and that's such a special because this industry is special in that it isn't. It's a it's a hobbyist in you know uh, industry. This is the fans sort of drive the fandom, right? Uh, this isn't like you know I'm a fan of radios. Or I'm a fan of televisions. It's it's very different in that regard. So the faces at the forefront of it are very important to push the messaging. So I wonder if you have yeah. any thoughts about why that's that's sort of changed. I think, and I'm going back 20 years here. You know, when I'm stood on the stage for the first time with 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 Microsoft, and then certainly with EA, um, that that hardware and software needs a human face. And our industry then mm -hmm. we're still going through very much 
you know, prove it, show, you know, show me. Mm-hmm. And um, so you needed people, if you were like myself, that could be there. And, and this played into this sense of console wars that it was me, Jack Trenton, Reggie, you know, <laughs> Uh, Watasan, uh, God rest his soul. You know these these were the faces, and you need a face as, as attractive as the hardware is. It needs somebody to explain it. Right. And no disrespect to the people who make it, but but they're not the people that can stand on stage for half an hour. Um, and, and, and that's changing. You know, you see Apple executives that are very well media trained doing that. You know, with, when they do this, but. But but I and I loved it because I wanted to generate a sense of like this is war this is, yeah. this is big stakes <laughs> but but this is this is early on and look and Jack was a good friend and and, and Reggie but but when it was E3, who's won E3 you remember those yeah right. that was course. big oh yeah it's it's yeah. well it used to be but it, it, up until the very last E3 that we've had it's still a thing <laughs> I, and and so from that perspective. But it always needed it always needed people like myself, non-technical people per se, that were able to get up there, bit of pizzazz, do cool things, you know, athletes on stage, mm-hmm, uh, right. celebrities on stage, great videos, and give it some life and, and have some fun with it. You know, I I'm often mocked because I used to write a bunch of this stuff and I and I remember <laughs> writing a line about lucid dreams and and to this day you know and i wrote my fault not my pr people but it's like it'll be like a lucid dream and the zen of gaming and this is stuff that we had so much fun with because we're in the entertainment business this is not productivity software these are not televisions these it needs people to explain and for me and for my days at sega and my days at microsoft and my days at ea you needed to bring this to life in, in, in innovative, entertaining, memorable ways. Mm-hmm. Hence, tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> well, so can you want to get one in before? Yes. Uh, well, okay. Well, my thing is more of you know a statement because I know it's time. This is yeah. the time yeah. at the end yeah. of it. Um, but I, I just wanted to say that you have been on the forefront, and now that I'm watching it, the forefront of a lot of my key moments in in history and life. You've been at, at Reebok, you've been this competitor there, but even further than that, you were a young kid that just wanted to play soccer, that loved soccer, right? Yeah. And and this is your thing, and you became a PE teacher, and you're like, yo, this is it, you know? But it's the competitive nature, that competitive nature and that hunger and that drive. And then you see your parents, your parents, the hard workers, you, you, you got that hard work from them. So you go to Reebok and you're this competitor and you're fighting that big Nike and, you, man, I didn't get this one. And then you move on to Sega and you're fighting this Sony and you're fighting Nintendo, but you're the, the great competitor, the great competitors here. And I'm learning that throughout this whole conversation that you are the great competitor. And people look over and they said, if we want to fight in chance, we got to get Peter Moore. Facts. Yeah. You are the fighting chance. And you went in there, you talked to Steve Ballman, you had the situation that's coming up and you fought it head on. Everything is head on, 100% face forward transparency. And I remember seeing you on the stage and I said, man, this is the guy that we need at this point in time to get us past this point. Because I, I remember you saying, I watched so many interviews of you. I couldn't wear Nike for a year after I left Reebok. <laughs> and, and, I, and it's something inside of you. It's like it, when you take a position against something, 
you can admire the champ, but I want to knock that champ out. I want to knock him out. And I'm going to tell you, you did it. You did it. You knocked the champ out in that 360 era. Despite everything that was going on, despite the hamstrings with the government, despite the red ring of death, you solidified Microsoft at that point as a gaming power. And that's a lot Xbox. of block. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Just the and, red ring of death probably would have crippled a lot of places. <laughs> and And the fact that you 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 punched him on the chin. You wobbled that champ. You saw the chink in the armor. You as a competitor, and you get you get your team now. I'm so happy that we got this interview yeah. because you are a key point, and people need to know that you were the foundation. Like you solidified Xbox at that 360 golden era. And people go back and they say, when was Xbox great? It was the Peter Moore times. Yeah. Right and right now, Phil Dominus, Maximus Aurelius Spencer <laughs> is, is on his journey. That's his title here, for me. so you know. <laughs> would it be clear? Would it make journey. sure we got Phil's title correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's on his yeah. journey going forward because <laughs> yeah. you know our biggest contention before was who was the greater, uh, what you call it, like CEO. And now I'm getting the chance to see it. I'm saying this guy is the fighter. He is the assassin. Yeah. He's the guy that you called. Without mm-hmm. you, there is no this. And then remember, not the interruption king, Mike Mullis, well, a good friend of the world, tells his story. During his Sega days, I don't know, Peter, you can confirm or deny the statues of limitations up. Sega 99 <laughs> E3 party to hang out. I was told you were hanging off a metal girder, yelling <laughs> that we're going to kick Sony's ass. And I don't know if you want to, uh, if the statues of limitations up, are we confirming or we denying? <laughs> I, I can neither confirm or deny <laughs> that. But, but just to King's point, look, if you're going to be in this business and you're going to be a brand, and what does a brand mean? A brand needs to evoke emotion. It needs to lure you to it rather than the other guy's brand. And you've got to sleep, eat, live, and breathe it with you and your team. And you anybody that tries to take something away from you, they fundamentally become the enemy now I, I, and i'm and i don't want to talk in warlike state but you've you've got to fight to your last breath for your brand because a your, your, your customers believe in you and, and you owe it to them b the people that work on that brand um and and that's why i've always worked in, in consumer brands you know because i love that interaction with people that buy your product and love your product and whether it's shoes or games or hardware or my football team, you know, yes, where yeah. the emotions mm-hmm. every weekend of 300 million people are on your Ooh. shoulders, you know, so. But anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with one thing. I'm gonna leave you with one thing here. Mm-hmm. And so, you you know, you talk about brand loyalty, uh, cause I do have to get on the road and get out of this hurry. Go. Let's, uh, let's do a bit of a prop for you. And then you can see what a brand <laughs> guy is. Uh, so. Oh my oh, God. Oh, that Dreamcast <laughs> fit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That boy oh, came through clean. Go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Wow. The legend. I go to the pub like this every night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got to get you on your way. Peter Boisek said so much Please time with us. Safe. Just want to, again, commend you and your, 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 also your journey, EA. I know we didn't get it together. Your, your, your journey, obviously, to your hometown football club, Liverpool. The scouts are doing this thing. You know, um, you'll never walk alone, obviously. And now, Santa Barbara Sky, which we didn't get into. I want to thank you so much for taking time out your day. You are a legend in the industry, the showmanship, the aggressiveness, and, and just the pride. You know, of being a, of the contender brand, we really respect your your tenure, and I just want to give out that again. Thank you for coming on our platform, um, Attic. Everyone, just give our outros to Peter. Let him get on his way. Attic, your thoughts to Peter before he goes on. 
really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, you, you was definitely we have a we have a list. We have a blacklist, and you you was definitely on the top of that list. No doubt, soft the legend Peter Moore. I want to give up your outro. Thank thank you so much for joining us, Peter. Uh, just to piggyback quickly on what King said. Uh, the, the great thing about you also is that you do all, all of that bravado, all of that showmanship. None of it is with hubris. You came into the game space, eyes open, ears open, ready to learn and ready to sort of take take it to the next level without thinking that you knew what, it, what, what you know, coming in and thinking that you knew what it needed. Um, and that made you a great, great leader at both Sega and Xbox. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for your contributions to gaming. Really appreciate you. Lloyd King, your outro to the legend, Peter Moore. I just want to say thank you to young Peter Moore, the kid, the fighter, who, who, who gave me some of my greatest memories. And thank you. You you wobbled the champ, you dropped the champ, and you are the champ. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. You my have pleasure. confirmed a lot of stuff for me. Thank no you. doubt. Peter, be my safe. Pleasure. You will never safe. walk yeah, you alone. Get out of that brother. hurricane. You never walk uh, alone. Two things. A, we should do, because we're only halfway through. Yeah. We, we have mm -hmm. yeah. EA. We'll do Liverpool. Yes. Two great at Unity building out volumetric capture, which I'd love to talk about. Yes. So we'll do part two. Yes. And then second, I appreciate all of the kind sentiments, but this none of this would have happened without the unbelievable teams that I had at Sega, uh, certainly at, at Xbox, and, and, and more recently at EA, thousands of people who I stay in contact with that have been such an important part of this great journey our industry's been on, and will continue to be on for the next 20, 30, 40 years as our industry continues to evolve as the preeminent entertainment medium in the world. Oh, well said, brother. Again, we'll do a part two. Enjoy your day, be safe. And thank you, thank you, Peter, Peter Moore, the legend. Cheers, everyone. Gotta go. Take All care. Right. Peace, peace. Bye now. Let's get the super chats going. All Ooh, right. Wow. 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 Uh, the man never said me once. I know. This is insane. It's we. It's the team. It's it's everybody else. Like, wow. Wow. That was something. Woo. Woo. All right. All right. <laughs> see, see, but I I knew he was a pit bull though. Oh like, yeah, that's oh, the yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's I want to knock the champ out, baby. Yeah. That's the thing. He just does it with a big smile on his face. That's like, right. Yeah. You gonna catch these hands? You gonna catch these hands? When he on this side of the street, we on this side of the street. You gonna catch? You was popping off. You was popping off. I want to apologize because I did ask the the realm to get questions, but look like like it was no. I, I let them know too if, much if, if we get no, to I, it. No, I yeah. asked the actual chat, like you know, what kind of questions. There was a couple really good questions. Yeah. But I, I had to get my lost Odyssey. I had, look, we, we all had to shoot our shot. Yeah. Yeah. There's so going to be a part two. There will so be a part two. Man, bless us. going to bless us with so a part much two. History. He is so fundamentally yeah. entrenched into this. But it's so crazy that you're at Reebok and then Sega calls you. Yeah. So they, they saw a fighter in him from that, you know. To, mm -hmm. So. Yeah, y'all got to understand. And he did this at the age of 45. That's yeah. it, that, that's Think about the change in the career. Yeah, you change mm -hmm. your whole thing. And then the demographic of selling shoes, I guess, yeah. got young teenagers. And then yeah. gaming kind of fits the pocket. But that's a whole day. Then you got to learn such, about gaming. You got to learn about it. Then like, we didn't even yeah. get into the Bernie Stolar. He had to take over. He had to take yes. over from a contentious relationship that Sega Japan had with Sega of America. Yes. And he had to go in there. And then and then even then, you know, towards the end of the Dreamcast cycle, they made him the fall guy. Like yeah. for, for a lot, a lot of people who don't know the story. Mm -hmm. He's the one that deaded the Dreamcast. No, yeah. he was he was told. He was to, told to do that. No, but to do I, I like I like he gave us the 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 the, the knock of bars. <laughs> He's like, yo, we ain't doing that. This is what the focus group said. 
Yeah. Oh man. So, but we didn't yeah. get an EA. I was gonna get an Yo, EA we got, Axe. Uh, we got stuff to get into watching. next time. Uh, Thank we you got guys. 800 likes. Let's get that. Get these likes up, guys. Jay Park in the building. I see you. Wipe your feet. Hit that bell. Fact, hit on. that like button. RGT, I saw you early. A lot of y'all, man. I try to get as much as your questions in. That's, 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 yeah. That's the great it. Peter Moore. How come it's not sh more likes? <laughs> He's like, you like, yo, hit that like button. <laughs> <laughs> that like button. Kind of crazy. Yeah, wait, yeah. that subscribe button. A lot of y'all came here chilling. Got to hit that yeah, subscribe too. Subscribe, ladies. Yeah, we're gonna do this for the culture. People, I'm be real with you. They're gonna like it. They're gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. Let's get some of these super chats. That's why. I've, that's why I've gotten very comfortable with Lock and King's personalities behind a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know what he talking about. You don't know what he talking about. <laughs> anyway, I, I, oh, I like man. the fact that he, he liked yeah. the swing at Sony. That's what's up. Man. Yeah, I know you was about all that. You was all about the beef. All, all about yeah, that smoke. Yeah, yeah. I know. What's, what's funny is there was a, a particular comment that he said mm -hmm. and i and i clicked on on king and, and highlighted king was smiling <laughs> the whole time <laughs> know, because he was like he was like we knew we were inciting the council wars but it needed to happen like, <laughs> yeah. like, king oh. is all about the smoke now, yo, I'm a, yo i could have had a whole different conversation with him about the fact that he wanted that smoke like <laughs> and you know listen coming from I know the conversation coming from Sega. Yeah. And he tells you, Sony killed us, bro. Yo, he literally said, I want that you... get back. Bro. Yo. <laughs> and I said, he I told said you. that. And that this was is, and this is why you. when we had that argument about it, it's the same scenario mm -hmm. just years earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is the same. Y'all don't understand. Sony came in with their Walkman money, with yeah. their TV I money. I told you. He told you, he was and like, yo, we can't compete. And they were <laughs> operating, people don't realize, but during the regulator pressure, like they yeah. couldn't yep. operate fully. They were trying to split Microsoft up. Yep. They gave yeah. Apple bread to make yo, it a competitive God, space. Like, is, that's that, that part right there. Okay, yeah. so y'all missed that gem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said to keep, yo, to keep, the, the feds off our back, back. we fed our competitor. competitor. Yeah, bro. Safari is here because of because That's of Microsoft. Insane. They That's say insane. thank you for your iPhone. We gave them that bread. <laughs> <laughs> we y'all don't understand. Microsoft and uh, Apple had a big problem with the Zoom and the iPod. Mm -hmm. You don't remember that. So mm. to send these dudes bread to keep them, yo, here you gonna stay solvent because yeah. these dudes just on our back. I love that. But I want y'all to understand this. When that level of sentiment is inside a company, your PlayStation days are over. Oh my God, here you go. Anyway. Anyway. We knew it was going to go left eventually. <laughs> anyway, so you want me to do the I'm poll? I'm actually very, What's up? Okay, very shocked that King kept his composure. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I know, you know he wanted to go listen, off. Let me, let me tell you something. And y'all can't talk to me when it's Phil on. Phil, you next. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Cog wanted this mm -hmm. so bad. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't want it as much as Cog or the Sovereign didn't want it as much as Cog. Let me tell you something. You see how I talk about Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer, first of his name? Mm -hmm. um, Cog, I'm talking about Peter Moore. That's his guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Right? So to get this, I have to take a step back. And I'm gonna tell anybody that's podcasting, all right, um, it's not about you, it's about team. Always. Mm -hmm. it's about always. Team. always. And you team. always gotta remember that and respect that. You know, sometimes, you know, you get a little overzealous with certain people. <laughs> but, you know, I had to rein that in. I appreciate and you. As much as I wanted to have a lot of conversation, 
this is Cog's moment. This is really you. not my moment. No, I appreciate you. And look, it's 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 a team. It's a team, and I just want to make sure we all get. Uh, but obviously, you know, someone he has such an illustrious career. It's really hard to focus on just not one or anything. Two it, so for me, it is it is a shame that we couldn't give him. Yo, but you know what the bugged out part is, guys? What's up? All right, I'm not saying that anything before the 45 was whack. Mm-hmm. The 45, and then at 45, that's crazy. To do what you've done, yeah, from this point, from 45, that's insane. A lot of you dudes be like, Oh, I'm done, and I'm 25 years old. This Mm. 45, he turned into the greatest, arguably one of the greatest CEOs Mm. in gaming history, not just Xbox. I'm talking about Sega, I'm talking about uh, Microsoft, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about EA. And then to go on and own, own Liverpool, team. your home. Ta- that's like yo, yo, you go home, and come back, like bring them, the bring them to the promised, promised land, land. And, and win the title. And win the title. I couldn't even. I had questions for the realm for that too. People, it's I'm, crazy. I'm, it's crazy. Yeah, he is. He he's a dude that is always looking for the next challenge. It doesn't matter what the age says. It you, doesn't. You know, he reminds me of cool. Bill Stilwell. Like, oh, Bill's like legend. Could, could okay, definitely be where they are and be fine, but it's like, but the at next a point, it, yeah, there's the same. It's it's they, like, it's like Major Nelson going on now. I'm sure Major Nelson was 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 on a cushy thing, made plenty of money, but if there's comes to a point where it's like, I got mm-hmm. the money, I want something to yeah. actually do so for yeah, myself. Shout out to Major Nelson at, at yeah, Nintendo. And Nintendo. And visiting, man. visiting Nintendo. <laughs> Just visiting. Just visiting. Just visiting. But there, there's a saying that says mm-hmm. like, if you're that good, you're always looking. Oh yeah, 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 for You're sure. You're always sure. looking. We didn't even get a chance to do top five. We we got a lot of Nothing. stuff. We're just yeah. trying to get as much. In. I can do the poll while you queue up the chats, or you got the chats the, ready. The, I mean, the chats are right here. All so right, so right, whichever. Yeah, so cool. we got Gerald Mac, ten dollars super hat, super chat. All hail the IOP. Salute the lords, Lord Cognito, Lord King, Lord Sovereign, Lord Attic. It's the Lord's day. Keep it respectful. Great getting Peter Moore. Uh, the Lord Peter Moore. Hashtag Greybeards. Hashtag We the Boys. We outside. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then we have ZGL7, member for 12 months, Lord Bronze. Let's go, IOP. Going to be a great show. Yes, it was a great interview for Lord yes, Peter yes. Moore. We have Robert Kelly, $10 super chat. Bless day, Lords, with the original Odin in the house. Y'all dropping that right. Sega Love album. Yeah. <laughs> the, spinball, the spinball processing, the Duke and joysticks. Oh my. <laughs> Fire tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, you need 10 hours to sit down with Peter Moore yeah, and bro. talk about everything for real. Yeah. Um, we got Sith Lord, member for 12 months, Lord Bronze. Thank you, Peter Moore and Steve Ballmer, for saving Xbox during one of its darkest days. You are a true savior. I cannot thank, uh, thank you enough for putting customers first. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing that he and Phil have in common. They both had to bring Xbox back from the brink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but he told you. you yeah. know, like young Phil over there in the farm getting that yeah, together. Yo, he yeah, gave, yo, he gave it up situation. to Phil. He's like, Phil's in the yeah. trenches for Phil. Apparently, he's dealing with Peter Molyneux and like you said, yeah, yo, difficult, difficult, people. <laughs> <laughs> difficult people. Difficult <laughs> people. That was smooth. 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 <laughs> then we got Pat F. $2 super chat. Blessed day to all in the realm. Let's go. Thank Let's you, go. Sir. Blessings. Then we have Sin Vendetta, $20 Super Chat. Shout out to the one and only Peter Moore, the man responsible for leading two of my favorite consoles of all time, the Xbox 360 and the Sega Dreamcast. Thank you for your contribution to the industry and welcome to the realm. No doubt. 
And we have Pat F, $2 Super Chat, legend, yes. Mm -hmm. Then we have Nintendo on the Otaku, $2 Super Chat. No Nintendo CEO would get that <laughs> intro from COG. <laughs> jokey, jokey, oh, then we got TSWS Gaming, uh, $5 Super Chat. I'm proud of you guys. Y'all really got one of my dream interviews right here. Love it. Thank you, Thank brother. You. Appreciate that. Then we have Truckle Chuckle with the five pounds <laughs> super chat. Chuckle Chuckle. Ooh. 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 <laughs> then we have Greetings Lords and the legend Peter Moore. P.S. I, uh, PS, I skipped lunch today because I knew there'd be plenty of beef. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> plenty of beef. Then we got Dr. Strange Love, $5 super chat. Cogmito, you looking a little dry. Let me bust some homemade what? marinade on. Oh, the body to get you all nice and moist. King. Wow. Music, please. <laughs> hey. Back, Back to you, you son. That was crazy. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> no dry meat here. Oh, we got, man. Then we got TSWS Gaming once again, $5 super chat, but there's no, there's no message here. Then we have Lord Metroid, $2 super chat. Peter Cog is always crying about Sega. Comfort him. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Lord Starkiller, Xbox Series X01. He's gifted five IOP memberships. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. But the crest of the chat for Lord Starkiller. Mm -hmm. Then we got Truckle Chuckle once again. Two pound super chat. Seriously, congrats on an amazing interview. Thank you, brother. Appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Then we have Gamers Play HUD X0 with the $10 super chat. Peter Moore, my idol and the eternal friend of the Xbox community. Thank you for making gaming great. Oh, and by the way, Sega. <laughs> it's all about the zen of gaming. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Then we have Tim Purr 21, gifted five IOP memberships. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Then we have Chio Walker, $5 super, super chat. I have to bend the knee and bow my head to the greatness that is Lord Peter Moore, sir. Mm -hmm. We have Sunjutsu Sage, member for 28 months, Lord Gold. Peter used to sell shoes like Al Bundy, true underdog story. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And we have Hargit Chani, five Chani, I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna say it right from oh. now on. You haven't you haven't corrected me. Yeah, he never corrects us. Yeah, we say he it. Hargit Chani, $5 super chat. Welcome to the realm. Welcome to the realm to the legend, Peter Moore. Question for Peter, since you lead since you led both Sega and Xbox. Do you see that as a good merger? And he mm -hmm. said, well, he said, he said, if the intent is correct, it'll be fine. Sinjitsu mm -hmm. Sage, $10 super chat. Very happy for the Iron Lords. A legend like Peter Moore as a guest is historic. First met Peter in person at Digital Life at Javits Center in New York. Class act. We spoke for like 10 minutes. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Very approachable dude. God's Hitman, $10 Super Chat. Do you think that in the near future, the Series X will be the baseline console if they release a pro version? Also, will they leave the Series S behind? Thank you for the amazing podcast. No Thanks, doubt. Bro. Appreciate you, God's Hitman. Putting it down for the Lord. There we got Spartan661, <laughs> $5 Super Chat. It's my birthday today, guys. Happy birthday. Oh, happy born day. Happy born day. Being with ILP, Peter Moore interview and hanging with everyone in the chat makes it a great birthday. Thank you. Appreciate you. And we have RGT85, $5 super chat. Thanks for the Dreamcast, Peter. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to RGT. What's going on, brother? We got work. I saw the DM. We got you. Then we got Hector the Macho Man. 
$20 per tap. All hail the Lord's General King Operation Protect the Galaxy was successful. <laughs> Certain content creators didn't get a review code, and we were the reason. And we were the reason. <laughs> we were the reason. <laughs> now I'm watching the blue team move the goalposts. Macho <laughs> man out. The blue team. The blue team. Yeah, I those can't. content creators ain't going to get that. You know, <laughs> you in. Shout out to uh, Lord's Sovereign. Oh, oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. Package came? Yeah, I, I was trying to get it there to yesterday. It didn't happen, yeah. though. <laughs> thank, thank you, Lord Sovereign. Uh, I will give a review out about this auto technica. Ooh, audio yeah. technicas, baby. Yes, not yeah. getting no, no basura here. Yeah, they, they sound delicious. They sound delicious. Because <laughs> I, was, I was rocking um, the $3 buds. Yeah, they're no, no <laughs> good. <laughs> my joints went out, so I was rocking the three dollar buds. Yeah, situation fixed. Rocking the Crawfords. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good All right, then we got Chris with the five dollar super chat. Happy Lord's Day! First time listening live. Had to be here for the living legend, Mister Three Sixty, oh. Lord Peter Moore. Much love to the Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Appreciate baby, brother. that. Robert Kellett, two dollar super chat. Peter gave Naka that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He was holding. He told him to translate this word for you. <laughs> yo, I got a word said, for you. Yo, I, I got a word. You said your moves ain't as nice as you. Yeah, think. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Got like he had the conversation. We be having like, yo, you not as yeah. hot as you think you and, is. You think you are. I, I, you're, I know <laughs> you, we wouldn't do it, but I was like. What if one of us asked him about the current situation of Yuji Naka? Yeah. Oh, you I could. I, funny? Yeah. I came really close to asking him, like, I, I almost followed up with the Lost Odyssey, but I could tell, you know, that was something that, you know, it's not that he didn't want to answer, but it's, but that's the only time during the thing that I felt like a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, because I was going to follow that was so what do you think about the whole Final Fantasy thing happening now? Because up until 13, there was, I mean, I think 11 came, but there wasn't Final Fantasy on the Xbox platform. And I was going to ask him to open up on, like, how all that came to be. Well, he he did allude to the fact that he said, you know, uh, Sony goes over there and they collude with each other and they get together <laughs> with, with um, other. No, nah, no, nah, he said, it, you know, that these dudes, they, they get it together with the, um, the other developers. And like, yo, you're not really going to produce over there. Like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, it was cool that you did that little cute thing with these dudes. Now get back to business type of thing. Mm -hmm. We made you money, so shut up and go sit down. And now, you know, Sony got a little bit more savvy with contracts and stuff like that, the way that they word stuff, because Phil is a savage too, you heard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Corey Tidwell, $5 Super Chat. Before that meeting, Peter Moore was listening to No Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> yo. He had it yo. on both sides of the tape and we'll flip it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he said, I told my interpreter. <laughs> he said, yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. He said, but there's no I'm word. Because you know the interpreter sure is scared. He's a young kid, he said. So he had to be yeah. scared to death to be like, oh, I can't in, say one, that. in another interview where he mentions it, he also alluded to the fact that like he knows enough English to know what I said. <laughs> I, I, I like I like that he was like, yeah, he don't care to learn English. <laughs> that I love how really that dude was trying to save him. There's not there's no words like that. Oh, there is. You just ain't saying it. You ain't saying it. I get it. This work. I love that. I love that. <laughs> there we have Robert Kellett, two dollars super chat. How did you handle Sega of Japan versus America, Peter? 
Yeah, that's yeah. that had to be contentious, uh, especially, especially after that interview, after that mm-hmm. little uh, meeting. Yeah. You know, that had to be horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Because, you know, I mean, he and he told you, I guess he he's done dealt with that with, you know, the sake of Japan and sake of America mm-hmm. and with Microsoft and the Xbox brand. Mm-hmm. So he probably was like, yo, th- we have to move this Xbox to a mm-hmm. different place. We're not going to have that problem that we had over there at Sega and have the foresight in doing that to establish Xbox as a brand within itself mm-hmm. and, being you know, Microsoft Xbox. Yeah. I think yeah. there's one thing we don't give enough credit to Bill Gates for just like he went oh, into yeah. the Xbox with this vision and then they like halfway through it's done to like, oh yeah, your <laughs> vision like, nah, ain't happening. Yeah, it ain't happening, like, bro. Like, like I know you wanted us to be an extension to you, but we us. You, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. And he, he, he cursed them out, damn it. He yeah, pretty yeah. much cursed, cursed them, them out, out and then and then agreed to it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like your kids going, you know, going to school. Mm-hmm. Say, Listen, you're going to be a doctor. And you're gonna go do this and go do that, and your kid is like, "Nah, I want to stream games." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you, you, no, you're not. I paid too much in your college. Facts. You know how much money I spent. I don't care. I want to stream games. Lord Star Killer Xbox Series X. So one ten dollars super chat. Thank you, Peter Moore, for all that you did for the Xbox and the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 was one of my favorite consoles. How do you feel about the growth and direction of Xbox over the last five to seven years? Part two. To that. Part two. Well, he, he did say that, you know, he likes where they're going now. Where they're going yeah. now. They, and pretty, he, he did kind of allude. He's like, look, Phil is exactly who Phil was back then, a good yeah. leader. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he said, you know, he's the guy that I thought he was from the ground up. I can't, you know what I want? I'm going to have the Don on. You want Don? Oh, that, that Don I don't know what the asshole. I, I, want, I like that one too. I wonder if he would come on. I wonder if a Don would come outside. Somebody, somebody go I, find I the Don. We gotta, we gotta hit him up. See what's going yeah. on. I think, I think the Don will come on because uh, regardless to what that TV, TV, TV stuff where he was at with it, it was just too far ahead. Yeah, it was too far ahead, the and the messaging was too. You have to message it with options. Right. If you message it like we're telling you what you're gonna like, it, it's never gonna go over well. Also, yeah. the Dawn, I forgot, King, the Dawn was at EA. Yeah. And the Dawn, remember... Um, That's when EA took the tank. Remember I said he went over there, he, he, he went right. over there and followed but up. Remember, and I was going to ask Peter, we didn't get a chance to EA section. There was a time when EA games were not coming to Xbox Live. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Dawn helped broker that. He was at EA at that time. I think yep. it was Robbie Bach was at Microsoft. Phil, I mean, Peter was still around in the mix. Right. It, I'm very curious. It, it, it are questions for the doc. Like, I'd have the Don on. Yeah, yeah, I have my thoughts as far as the ranking, but I'd have him on, of course. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to give him uh, the downfall of Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know, because Peter. I think it was just the direction. He was just at the head. You yeah, know, he, he definitely. But we do help things we, by saying yeah, there's a third call for you. He had he had a uh, what is it a kid cataract? Who was the yeah, one that said moment. get a job? Who was the one that yeah, PlayStation that was, said get that it? was uh not, it was a Ken Kudarak. It was that? um uh, uh Jesus. Uh, no, it was Ken Kudarak. No, no, Ken Ken didn't come outside. It was cat was it Cas Cas arrived. Was Cas arrived? Okay, yeah. The dog had his moment. He's like, we got a console for you. You don't want to? You don't like digital? You don't like? That would be a good question. Yeah, I would love to see what in retrospect how he felt. And I about know that. he was like at that moment. You know how when you step on it, you're like, mm. 
He and he always looked like you know Tom Cruise to me. Like he looked like Tom Cruise's other brother. I remember when I first saw. I was like, "Where's Peter Moore? Who's there?" Yeah, yeah. I was a little mad. I was a little mad, but I would have to go from riding the high of Peter Moore. Because remember, I mean, tattoos on your arms. Oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's different stuff. It's hard to follow that dude. What else we got? So. Then we have uh, we have uh, Robert Kellett, five dollars super chat. How did you break it to Naka that the Hedgehog was going to be on Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what that, and I feel that way with Reggie Feesman. Mm. Like these dudes, y'all y'all think y'all think I be capping? They be really trying to get the competitor out of there, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go in there and you tell a dude that's a hardcore, we gonna fight these dudes. Now nah, we gonna play nice with them. Who mm-hmm. you? And, and what's funny is they all <laughs> were in one generation. Yep. Peter Moore, Sean yep. Layton, yeah. and yep. uh, and and Reggie Fiji, man. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get Sean Layton on. Mm-hmm. Like that day. Yeah, oh, Sean, might, we have a lot of questions. For yeah, y'all might yeah. get Jamaican Jim back that day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we don't. We like to retire him, sir. Why? Why no? Why go on? On I sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me my ginger beer. We can't have that. There we have Tay $5. So we chat. The writing is literally on the wall with Microsoft and Sega. Yes. And we, we've seen all the all the little posts and memes and yes. things of that nature. And we have uh, Robert Kellett, $2 super chat. Do you still have the fi- the G the fire GTA tattoo, Peter? And the yeah. world will never know. He never confirms yeah. or denies. GTA, I think that GTA patch with that was just a whatchamacallit. I know that that uh Halo joint that November 9th, that's a real joint. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the one that's real in the GTA one was yeah, it. Yeah. Like GTA that, yeah. one was not. That wasn't for real. That no, nah. but the other one was real. Then we have oh my god, I haven't seen this name in a minute. Element of PO, ten dollars wow. super chat. Such an amazing guest and episode. Thanks, ILP and Sir Peter Moore. Nights like this. Nights like this. <laughs> <laughs> Five heartbeat flavor. Yes, sir. Then we got Pony Up, $10 Super Chat. Uh, what can Xbox do to recapture the early 360 era success? To me, hardware design is uninspired, and they've had some creative deficits in game development. Can Xbox find success outside of Game Pass? I mean, I'm the hardware design. I don't care about uninspired hardware design as long as it functions and doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. Oh, you like that PlayStation design? <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there worrying about that, and there's not going to be no success outside of Xbox. Xbox is the platform. Grow up and understand this, right? You, you, you holding a box right now. That's just a placeholder. As soon as this 5G yeah. kick in. You're done, son. The question the question was, can Xbox find success outside of Game Pass? No, they're not. Because Game Pass is the platform. It is the platform. Okay. Like, why would you look for that? That question shouldn't even... Can Xbox dominate the actually, world with Game Pass? That, I actually, that's that question. I actually feel like it could find success without Game Pass. Oh. I, I think if the games that Xbox start delivering are A-tier... With you know, from Starfield to Fable, right. people are gonna go where the games are. Now, obviously, it would be a PR Pass. nightmare, and they'd get and they'd get skin alive if they ever got rid of Game Pass. But I think people would eventually fade that out if the games are good enough. Yeah, games uh, always gonna matter. Yeah. People always they're gonna go where the games are. If if that wasn't the case, PlayStation would have died at the PS3. Uh, Nintendo would have died at the uh, at the the Wii. Like there's multiple scenarios where you know stuff was changed drastically, but games brought people back. At the end of the day, we might complain about services, about hardware, 
but the center of the Tootsie Roll is getting <laughs> like, <laughs> it off. And we have Everborn Saga, $5 oh. Super Chat. Uh, shout out to the one and only Peter Moore. Many of us are Xbox guys specifically because we were Sega kids. Hashtag free knocker. <laughs> Peter might disagree there. Peter buddy. might disagree with the free knocker, Detroit. But uh, I will say he would disagree, but uh, he may have thoughts. He may, he have, may thoughts. have thoughts. Or no, that he may have thoughts. Salute. Uh, the Rambling Gamer Guy, $20 super chat. Finally getting confirmation why Xbox couldn't acquire many of the organic partners that they had during the 360 generation is huge. Great job, gents. Xbox has been playing catch up with studios and content ownership ever since. Mm. That's true. Okay. And we have Hargit Ch Chani, $5 Super Chat. Another question for Peter. Xbox hasn't been able to capture the non-US market. Any insights into why that is? Get out of question. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't get into that. Mm-hmm. Then we have sagging nutsack, <laughs> 10 pounds super chat. Question to Mr. Moore. If Microsoft knew that Apple would have turned out to be this big of a company today, do you think they would have sold off the 10% share that they had back then? Who knows? Mm. Who knows, man? Everything is shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Like I you told did. you about people uh, funneling your demons, paying your demons, right? So they gave the money to keep them afloat. So they little demon is sitting in the corner now that they funnel, they get them stronger. Sony about to funnel Microsoft with its cash from Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Get them checks going, baby. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the buck. Oh, there man. Have, then turn down the otaku. $2 per chat. All the Sega love is making my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, you got no Nintendo love there, right? Ha-ha. <laughs> you got to deal with that, bro. You got to deal with your history. Yeah. <laughs> we... There we have Pat F, $2 Super Chat. Peter said it. Microsoft will buy Sega. <laughs> it's confirmed. I, I don't know that he said that, but, you know, we, we, can, we can dream. Then we have Jax82, $2 Super Chat. Love this interview with Peter Moore. Good job, guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate mm, that. No doubt. And we have THX1138, $2 Super Chat. Dreamcast9999. Hashtag never forget the legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was classic. I like the fact that he was there from the uh conception of the 360. Yeah. You know, um like okay, so we went and we figured out what we needed because mm -hmm. he's always talking about CPU and GPU power. Yeah. And I think that thing he he understood what they needed to get to where they was at. So that and Unreal Engine 4 played a mm -hmm. big part yeah, in that. Unreal Engine, that powered yeah. a lot of games through. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask him the question of when y'all walked in and y'all saw them having a PlayStation uh, 3 mock-up of Gears of War, was that the part where y'all said, nah, we buying this from y'all? <laughs> 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 because but, his competitive fight was like, y'all not putting that over there. But he said, <laughs> what he said something about Epic, he was just like, they knew they had one. And yeah, they it was like, like they, your they, money. They, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they knew they had one, so they kind of had them by the cojones a little bit. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, what's up with that bag? Mm -hmm. <laughs> nah, they said no. He said, they said, we don't want your money. Yeah. We want to take a percentage. Percentage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, and I, I, this goes into fighting. I tell a lot of you guys, see, Bud Crawford and Spence, Spence had to co convince Bud, don't take the upfront money. Mm -hmm. Now, you can, you're convincing somebody not to take the upfront money and bet on ourselves. Let's bet on ourselves. Let's get the percentage. We take a higher percentage. We take 12% of all gross revenue mm -hmm. coming in. We're going to infinitely make more money than taking a set $10 million because they have to make their $10 million first, then pay you. 
Yeah. When Bud figured it out, he's like, yo, this was the way to go. This is the way you're always supposed to operate. If you believe in yourself, you take a percentage and you see what Epic is mm-hmm. now. No doubt. What else we got out? Then we have Q Tang Clan with the three $3 NZs. Okay, I got to look that up. My apologies. $3.49. Thanks for ex- for an excellent interview, Lords. Thank you, sir. Appreciate oh, that. Love. Then we got Hollywood Rules. $5 super chat. Who did that for you? The Iron Lords. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Bless the man, it, it has that twinkle in his eye. Such a dope history. Sega. Yeah, he, he he has that twinkle in his eye. Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a walk into a room and command it immediately. Yeah, yep. for sure, for sure. Then we have four IQ, no more, no less. <laughs> the five euro super super chat. Breaking news for KNN: Sony has just purchased Nintendo Labo in response to Jim Ryan being evicted from his cardboard box outside of Xbox headquarters. So <laughs> sad. I could just see King right now in front of a camera with a mic saying that. <laughs> back to you, Jim. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> There we have it, Lord. And when uh-huh. it goes back to the cam, it, it's it's one of your personalities. <laughs> <laughs> there we have Lord Roughness. Five five super chat. What an interview to get. Absolute legend, Peter Moore, Iron Lords. Big up your chest. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Hollywood rules. Thank you, brother. He hit me in the DM. Then we got Purple Haze, 4564, $5 super chat. Hey, gang, so honest opinion, Asus ROG Ally or Steam Deck, which one should I possibly go for? Hmm. The ROG is more versatile let me, let me and more say, powerful. Let me say one thing. If you want a nice, easy user interface, you want things a little bit more streamlined. If you're a console gamer and you really want to be a little bit more in that realm, like you put it in, you play it, and it works, and you can do minor tweaking, Go with the Steam Deck. If you want to have the most robust gaming experience, but you got to tweak and twerk a lot of stuff and you got to figure stuff out because this is a PC in your hands. This is not a console. This is a PC. Then I say go with the ROG. So if you're well versatile in that, and that's my only barrier with the ROG is because of that, I think the Steam Deck is your way if you're into, if you want to upgrade from your Switch. All right. If you if you if you are playing on PC, your PC gamer, go with the rock. Then we got Mighty Mellow. Put the crust in the chat for Lord Bronze Mighty Mellow. Thank you, sir. That's what's up. Then we got Puckish Rogue one hundred two dollars super chat here in LA, riding the storm, but still watching. Yes, be safe, please. Be safe. Please. Yeah. yeah, man. Then we got Hollywood Rules, $5 super chat. Peter Moore still like likes to swing them hands, and I love that he yes. wanted to pay Sony back. Pete spoke directly to the hearts of Sega and Microsoft fans. Great job, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Appreciate thank that. You. Then I know he'll got... be the first one there once they fade away, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got him! <laughs> got him! <laughs> got him! Got him! Then we got, uh, yeah, maybe five, five dollars in the chat. (laughs) Guys, that chat was one for the ages. Many can try to copy the recipe, but the dish is never the same. Mm, Thank you, brother. Appreciate Appreciate that. And we got Jericho. Welcome to the realm, Lord Gold Jericho. Let's put the crest in the chat for Lord Jericho. Yeah. Then we got JFX88. $5 $5 super chat. Imagine if Phil followed Peter Moore. You know where we would be now. <laughs> and it's true. Like if Phil just came directly afterwards, it'd be. You needed more grooming. Like, yeah. uh, 
a quarterbacks come out of the league now and they put them straight in the game. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, before you would study under the best, he studied under the best people, so he's getting the best attributes. He sees a lot of chance of, of mistakes. I'm glad he came after the Don. Mm-hmm. Then we got Spartan 661, $2 super chat. The beefy con got what he wanted. I'm happy. <laughs> Thanks, I hope you. They wildin'. Beefy con coming soon, baby. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> there we got slow mo backslap. Two dollars to be chat. Awesome interview. Peter Moore is a legend. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Silent cipher. Two dollars to be chat. This episode has excellent extra beef. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have Jericho with the $10 super chat. Is Starfield great? LOL. The eyes, Chico. They never lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll find that out on the 31st. On the 31st. You'll know. Everybody close your eyes. <laughs> then we have Huffy Bear. $10 super chat. Shout out to the Lords for the legendary interview. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Salute. Then we have the bougie coin, $5 super chat. <laughs> Watching the interview and telling my man, I'm going to be somebody, I'm going to be somebody dog on it. Hold the line. <laughs> there we have TSWS Gaming, member for four months, Lord Gold. Y'all made my wife say, turn that ish up. This is interesting. <laughs> Phenomenal yeah. interview, y'all. Hashtag chase your dreams. No doubt. Yeah. Yes. Then let's put the crest of the chat for Jericho once again. Gifted 20 IOP wow. memberships. Blessings. Oh, that's blessings. You. Wow. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Yo, I want you guys to know, um, go check out our Patreon. We got a lot of free stuff up there in the Patreon, mm-hmm. and that's the stuff that you can look forward to as far as Attic and I uh, doing uh, uh, movie uh, reaction. I mean, show reactions. Uh, you know, uh, R&R with the Lords, that stuff is coming. But also, you know, look out for our Kickstarter. You'll be able to sign up for our Kickstarter there. Patreon is going to get a lot of benefits. And uh, we're working on some stuff for you guys. So really go check out the Patreon. Um, that console is still coming, guys. Don't forget, we're about to give that console away. No doubt. Yes, sir. Then we got to hold on. Got jumped. We have Lord, uh, the man who got them horns. Remember for 33 months, Lord Bronze. Showing y'all some love. Those Sega creators seem like some of these old hip-hop rappers are trying to rap today. (laughs) Now, I just think it's, you're nice in your hometown. You're not nice around the world. The world look at you as corner. It's like, like, remember ATL, hip-hop, Cog? You know, they were nice there, and we was looking at them as corny until it popped off. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. They had to change, though, cause, but if ATL would have stayed the same and they didn't get versatile with it, they would have never popped off. So mm-hmm. he was trying to tell them, yo, listen, you just nice here. You local, B. You local. Yeah. He was trying to take you global. Facts. And they didn't want to listen, so they stay local. <laughs> <laughs> very, very local. Very local. <laughs> Let's put the crest of the chat for Lord Bronze Parasite 82 Green. Shout out to Parasite 82 Green. Appreciate you. Then we got Silent Cypher, $2 Super Chat. Don would be a wild interview. Bring it, Lords. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we got DJ Oros, $5 Super Chat. Did we talk about the Realm Online acquisition yet? Hey, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bestie. What's up, DJ? 
And we got Lord Starkiller, ex once again, member for seven months, Lord Bronze. Thank you, ILP, for the excellent Peter Moore interview. Looking forward to the part two interview. Yes, yeah, gotta happen. Gotta happen. The fact that he said that he wanted to do a part yeah, two. Yeah, that was yeah. just... That means Enjoy. that you had a good time yeah. here, bro. Mm -hmm. Then we have Michael Mooney, five pounds super chat. With Game Pass growing, should Connect be rebooted as a product? No. No. <laughs> That's, it's it's you know okay. What product y'all should reboot? That PlayStation VR 2. Go reboot that. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now your boy is hanging on. He little Timmy with the. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Yo, you better get that IV in there, kid. <laughs> he don't look too good. <laughs> I have plans to play that over vacation, but then yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm otherwise occupied. <laughs> then we got Reggie Mobile Nine, five dollars super chat. Shout out to the Lords and the great Peter Moore, man. Y'all making it happen. Bravo. Thank you. Appreciate that. Then we have Lucius Augustus, two dollars super chat. Sarah Bond to Phil Spencer interview next. Hey, hey. We, we all went ready for the queen. We're ready for the queen when yeah. she's ready. Whoever ready, whoever want, whoever want it. Whoever want it. We're working on things. For the working moment. on things. Then we have Lord Roughness, two pound super chat with the answer to the Steam Deck or ROG ally. He says Steam Deck until Steam Deck 2 releases. Simple. Okay. I don't think it's okay. The interface is simpler. It is still a PC at heart, and there's still some shucking and jiving you got to do when you get it there. Like, because, again, not everything. When you see something is Steam verified, that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it runs well. It really just means that the, that the, the interface is set up to work on the small screen. Yep. And it should work at a basic level. That's pretty much it. So mm -hmm. it, it's still a PC. <laughs> then we have Dr. Strange Love, two dollars in the chat. Need to see Attic throw that thing back to back. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Back to you, Saul. <laughs> you want to throw that it. thing? No, no, thigh slap it. Today. No, you ain't spinning the chair today, guys. You ain't gonna throw it back? You ain't throwing that thing out. back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, the way I he think, asked for that I was different. I holding off on these until Peter Boy. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Messy. You can't be too can You can never say, toss that thing back to back to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. Then we got Lord Starkiller once again, $2 Super Chat. Shout out to Lord Beefy. Shout out to Lord Beefy. <laughs> Salute, sir. Then we got Pony Up, $10 Super Chat. Owning the hardware impositions imp Microsoft to make quality titles to sustain Xbox as a product, whereas a service they can crap out whatever they want and supply it with other companies' content in perpetuity. In part, but the service, the main sticking point of their service is their, their stuff. So Yeah. We got Robert Kellett, $2 Super Chat. Lord of Beef got marinated nicely after that interview. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, man, what are we doing today? There's too much marinade talking. What's going on? the beef. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Hargit Chani, $10 Super Chat. I guess Peter following me is okay. 
What an interview. Peter was having fun, which is why he volunteered a part two. Yeah. ILP, the GOATs. Let's oh, go for Phil's. Phil, Seamus. With, with Seamus, we is it we know there's a lot of F-bombs with Seamus. It might have to be after dark with Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and Peter, part two. But I would love to have Seamus on as well. Yeah, Seamus. So and many. Shout out to Hargi. People love, yeah. love you on the show, brother. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah, he killed it. Then we have Spartan661, $2 super chat. I'm a gray beard that hasn't shown yet. Let's play. That's why you're gray bearded heart. That's fine. We'll no do doubt. that. We are finally caught up. All Thank right. you. Let's get, get it into the poll. <laughs> Topic number one. <laughs> number one, right? Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. yeah, to the question with the extremely positive reviews of Baldur's Gate 3, which feeling do you most closely align with regarding developer success? The winner of a very competitive four-way ILP poll at 34% of the vote was devs should never be weaponized against other devs to mimic an outlier like Baldur's Gate 3. Coming in at second place, super close, for 32%, was gamers should demand more from publishers in the current state of AAA launches. In third place, at 18% of the vote, was Baldur's Gate 3 should be used as a shining example for other devs to mimic its excellence. And in last place, at 15%, was all this sound nice. Y'all still going to bend the knee and buy that Red Dead 1 port when it's all set and done. <laughs> Shout out to all the lords who participated. Lord solved the the developers won out here. That that was I a surprise. Mean, it's it, like we said, it's so close because it's two different conversations happening, right? It's mm. like part of it is the weaponization, and that's not gonna happen very often. The other part is, you know, should you always strive for more, right? And I do think that the on the publishing side, it is sad that the norm has become, hey, these games are gonna come out kind of unfinished and come in hot all the time, right? Mm. And but Baldur's Gate is an outlier. Baldur's Gate was in development for multiple years before it went into early access. Right. And then it got money from early access to continue development to turn it into the game that it is. Mm -hmm. That is not how 95% of games operate in terms of how they're developed. So mm -hmm. you're not really going to see it like that. So it's great that we got that. It is sad that it isn't the norm that we get finished games a lot of the time at launch. It, that, but that's the industry's fault. And that is our fault for supporting it as well. So it's a cyclical thing. So, mm -hmm. hey, uh, this is going to be a forever conversation, I, I feel. No doubt, no doubt. Or we do have one Patreon question. It's not really a question, but it's a statement, mostly for King. Night Blue, not a question that you have to read on the show, he said, he said, but something I wanted to tell you guys about. The below is the result of a happy accident when my LG OLED freaked out the other night. King David was talking last week about ways to improve switch picture quality, a box that upscales to 1440p. I know mm. this is blasphemy, especially for Sov, I think, but take that LG OLED, change the picture settings from game to standard, find the true motion set. He's got the whole detail and crank the true motion. He says, I know blasphemy. Crank the true motion user settings to 10D Jetter, 10D Blur, Leave motion pro setting off. All of a sudden, that 30 frames per second Zelda is running at 120 frames per second. And I have to tell you, it looks amazing. Very little art artifacting and no noticeable input lag. I think it's even doing something with the resolution. It looks less Vaseline-y. Okay. Yeah, okay. uh, he's still I, got I know exactly balls, but... what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. what he did, mm -hmm. right? and that's how I operate. So, solve, don't do this. Okay? Yeah, he said I do right. this, right? So I'll be having all that stuff, and it still look like janky crap to me. So I got the M Classic, and you know, shout out to Saul with this M Classic. Ooh, he knows. And, and I don't even know why this... 
First of all, if you got a switch and you ain't got the M Classic, you ain't doing it. Yo, right? you, you know I went and it. got it myself too, right? Right. Yeah, I, I, it, it, I went and got it. And when you <laughs> plug it in, it's like, oh, wait a second, this is this is how they want to be seen. I don't know why they didn't buy them and just put this in the box. Yeah. <laughs> this and should be. It should ship with every switch that you can put into on <laughs> the TV. This is the best thing going. And, yeah. and the thing is, you could switch it right there in real time, so you could yep. see the difference. Like you see yes. it, and then you click it, and then it, it, there's no processing. Then there's processing, and then they have special processing for older uh, for older consoles that, that display in four three. Um, bro. It cleaned them lines up nice. Yeah. You got and more there's bars. another one out there called the the four the four K Pro. Yes. The difference between that is there's no anti aliasing to it, mm. and it comes off jaggy. Mm -hmm. It may look sharper, but it's super jaggy. This M Classic keeps it clean and nice. So yes. yeah. I don't he's, know. It looks like an official Nintendo. He, he still ain't finished his bars. He's got more bars. Oh. Mm. It honestly feels like I'm playing Zelda on a Series X. I've never used true motion in gaming before ever, but the way it transformed Zelda's frame rate with no lag, it took my breath away. I think King David and perhaps all of you might be impressed with how well it works if anyone is still playing Zelda and has an LG OLED. My LG is a GX. And I'm a video purist like a lot of you, game mode. And then he said, <laughs> um, he switched out the game mode and into standard with true motion. He, yeah, he repeated that he was in awe. Might even try. All right, thank you for the laughs and the joy you bring the gaming community. It means the world to your fans. Just wanted to share this, if for nothing else, just to try it. So that was Night Blue with the Patreon mm -hmm. statement. Appreciate that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Like, I don't, I have a Samsung, so it, the, the settings would be different. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's usually blasphemous to even look at that setting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get it. Like, you, you do what you got to do, especially you're not doing that on a Series X. You're not doing it on a PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, but you know, when you start looking at the switch when it's docked, then you're like, ah, mm, yeah, yeah let, let me see what I can do to fix Put this ugly <laughs> baby up. <laughs> All right, so moving in the first topic, uh, Starfield. Uh, I'm sorry, Go, we business? have two more super chats. Oh, business, super chats. Go ahead, business. Yeah, big mad mo member for 37 months, Lord Braun. Shout out to the Lords with the great interview. Can't wait for part two. Salute. Looking forward to the Dominus interview. Hey. Congrats on Starfield. Good, right? Thank oh, you, good luck. appreciate Thank that. You. Yeah. And we got Silent Cypher, $2 Super Chat. Arby's is going out of business. ILP stole the beef. <laughs> oh, oh they, are they going out of business for real? Wow. Oh, that's crazy. That's that crazy. There ain't no Arby's here. Uh, yeah, well, there's a bunch of Arby's here. And, you know, I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to, uh, you know, Bethesda. Like, they're one of the first companies that sent all of us a code. And that, mm -hmm. like, yeah. that meant a lot to me because it's Ooh, that. I get to actually go into something with all of us playing it instead of just feeling like, a lot of the information's on me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I feel like yeah that. you're not the only NDA dude this time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's with y'all? We good? We are good. All right, let's get into this topic. Starfield. Starfield <laughs> has gone gold. Preloads are coming. Shout out to PCGamer.com. They had a, a big Q&A in reference to all the information. Preloads begin August 17th. Xbox and then obviously, which was on uh, this week, and then Steam August 30th. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of info in this uh, drop that they did as well as um talking about um like the 
the lore and and things you can do and things you can't do. And he said uh, both real world and new religions will be present in Starfield, but the focus will be on three created for the game, the Sanctum Universe, the Enlightened, and House Varun. There'll be 20 named characters who can join your crew, following you around, carry your stuff. Crew members will be hired with a, will be hired with a one-time payment and won't require an ongoing salary. Companions won't level up, but they will have a set of perks at specific ranks, which will stack with yours in some instances, providing a boost to things like shields or weapon skills. So this was a big deal that finally, you know, they got the gold message and then they, they came out with more news. So uh, Lord Attic, man, obviously the realm knows what we're playing, but we can't get too deep there. But just what do you think about the lore stuff, the information they did drop and the fact that Starfield will go? I just, you know, I'm going to stay away from what I think. Just talk about it going go because I'm not risking <laughs> slipping on anything. I respect that. You know, th- th- this is an example of sometimes just because one game goes go to a certain area doesn't mean they all go go and what's funny is going go probably would have meant they rushed the process to get it go quicker so like as long as the games go clearly before launch why does it matter when it goes gold mm. like and and we seen with there was a game and someone in the chat to, uh, i i don't know if it was cyberpunk a game went gold and still got delayed mm-hmm. so it's just like that 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 status that went gold means nothing. Mm. It's like at the end of the day, if the game comes out and it's good, that's all that matters. When it goes gold, silver, blue, bronze, red, <laughs> like mm. none of that matters in the in the long run. Sure, it makes a nice video, and I made one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just down to it. it's like I would say if you see a go, go a, a game go go quick, like really quick, it's a good example of maybe that game has a lot more going for it in terms of being bug free, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't mean anything in the long run. We've seen games go gold and come out broken. (laughs) All that means is they were, they were more willing to pull out their broken game than the other person. (laughs) It just, you know, I, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, it's a, it's a prime example of until you see smoke don't automatically assume that there's Mm. fire (laughs) no doubt no doubt lord solve starfield gold some little news bits from bethesda what are your feelings sir uh yeah you know i mean these days gold just means that there is enough of that game done to print on a disc (laughs) and then uh and then you're gonna get a day one patch, right? That's 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 what gaming is right now. We talked about, we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. That's so that's what it is. Um, so you know, for, for those people that were worried about, you know, hey, there's no demo at Gamescom, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's hey, it's it's the game's gold. The mm-hmm. game is gold, and you know, it's it's going to print on disc. If you want it there, it's going to be available digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want it there, so yeah, worry not. Worry not. The the game is mm-hmm. is gonna be ready to go. Um beyond that, um the lore dump stuff, I, I stayed away from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I haven't wanted to read anything about the factions or the religions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've stayed away from that stuff completely. So the fact that they but I understand it's a it's a massive game. People wanna some people wanna go in with having kind of an idea of of the world and the sto- and the story that's gonna be told within the world. 
I'm I'm a going blind type of guy. So all of this stuff is is Greek to me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but I'm not looking at it. <laughs> no, shout out, to, shout out to Maddie because I know Maddie. Maddie, he, oh, he yeah, dives he deep into down this stuff. Oh, he broke, broke it, it down. down. He has, I mean, he has videos on it as well. You know, he, he loves this stuff. And he likes kind of dissecting every little thing that, you know, that this is his stuff. He loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, I like to go in as blind as possible. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really looked at it. Fair enough. I'm fair like enough. half and a half. I don't mind if I, I guess it's the anime in me because yeah. I, I mean, I knew, you know, Shadow, this is a spoiler for Naruto, but I knew Itachi was a good guy for like five years. So it was just like, <laughs> it was like one of those things where, well, what's funny is when that first was ruined to me and spoiled to me, they're like, yo, Itachi's a good guy. I'm like, man, you out your mind. Shut up. Because <laughs> keep in mind, King, at this time, it was, it was in the manga where it was yeah. explored. I was in the anime. And this is the time where anime would, and manga was like really far apart. Mm, no doubt. Lord King Starfield officially gone gold and uh, some lore and some tidbits dropped by Bethesda. Get the hype train going. What are your thoughts? Well, um, <clears throat> like Soft said, going gold. So what? <laughs> like, <laughs> we never cared about that. Is it little things that people worry and care about? Um, like you hear people talk about, there's no demo at uh, Gamescom. Oh, Are yeah. you even gonna be at Gamescom? Like, shut up! <laughs> like, the things is it's the dudes that's never getting off their couch and never going any place. Talk about it's not gonna be at Gamescom. I I'm upset. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you implying there was fear mongering going yeah, on? They just sitting there stoking somebody else's flame, like throwing a battery in somebody else's back, or or mm-hmm. or this uh, hasn't gone gold yet. Sounds of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Since when you know what gold means? Like you have, you have no idea. You don't get off your couch. You just sit at your PC all day. And you sitting there talking about man, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> they, they didn't go gold yet. Times of trouble. <laughs> and, and, okay, so then it went gold. You was like, oh. <laughs> took, took the win out yourself. Then, then they dropped. They had, had an informational dump, mm-hmm. like sovereign. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care to know nothing about your stuff. If I plan to buy something, I'm already invested into something. I'm already there. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'll tell you how I feel about it later. Mm-hmm. I'm going into a restaurant and I have an idea about what I want to eat. Then I look at the menu to confirm what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. No time do I ever, ever look at the waiter and say, hey, waiter, how does that steak taste? <laughs> like never one time. And he brings your plate over and will Mm, King, it tastes delicious. <laughs> I actually, I'll go to like a, a new restaurant that I don't know and ask what's popular, but I like. Uh, see, and okay, so what if he sells you our zucchini is bananas? Like, <laughs> I'm allergic. Then, then if I if I eat these zucchini and it's not bananas, it's your I'm fault. A, You're still paying I, for I'm it. A, I, I'm a I'm I'm gonna not take his word. <laughs> See yeah. exactly. So you rather have somebody, you know, tell you something. I know I don't care for anybody telling me anything. Now, as far as you know, Maddie diving deep into it, mm-hmm. he has a channel. This right. is what his passion is, and this is what he does. Mm-hmm. Other people consume games in different manners. I'm not I'll begrudging them for dropping out the information to dump on Starfield. Great, do so. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, it would never hit me. I would never know. I would never hear it because I want to boot up the game. I mean, from the title screen, I don't even want to see somebody booting up the title screen. Mm-hmm. I want to explore that. I want to enjoy title that. Screens. I want to have that experience. Controversial right? these days, title screens. Sorry. Well, some some dudes. 
and they feel that because you know some of us are streamers and reviewers and stuff we actively seek information ahead of time i actively run in the opposite direction <laughs> if i go to open my dm from you and it starts off with hey I, I i'm doing this and this game is i automatically stop looking i'm gonna leave you on scene until after the game come back and <laughs> comes out and i go back and look at your your dm it's because i still want to live in that age of wonder Mm -hmm. I still I don't need all the information like I don't need the plot point for a movie before I go oh, in yeah. by the way I saw the the, the last ship to Demir whoa the last the last the last ship of, of the Demir the, what the up? last voyage of the, the Demir, last yeah. voyage of the Demir I'm gonna see it this week go see it go Ooh. hurry up because it's gonna be out the movie theater. yeah I know they because it's just not doing well <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's not movie? doing well because it's a the classic Dracula movie, movie yeah yeah uh, Dracula joint but they really show the vampires so go see it mm -hmm. um very good stuff but again i don't want to hear the plot before i go in i want to experience you. so you know i can't talk about what i'm playing mm -hmm. but what i will say is thank you guys for not ruining it ruin it for me because some people said oh did i see the leaks mm -hmm. i'm like what leaks i don't look for leaks like unless it's in my house i'm not looking for no leaks <laughs> <So> <laughs> other than that that's it bro just Enjoy the game. And you guys that want to act like y'all concerned about some game going gold or they don't have a demo. And one, you was never going to be in Germany. Mm. All right. So you would never have found out about. OK, how about this? There's a demo there. Go to Germany and tell me. I challenge you. He just said, yo, they 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 surprised them in Germany. But you got to go there and find out if I'm lying or not. Tell me I'm lying <laughs> and let me know. Best All right. And, and, and then as far as, uh, you know, games going to go, you dudes don't know about that stuff. Stop it. All right. You just play a game. Like, you have to stop thinking you more important than you are. Oh, damn. Just worry about getting your money together to buy a game and play it and then talk about fun. Because you guys look at a game and be like, and I hate you guys. They'll take a <laughs> screenshot and be like, oh, that box is out of place. <laughs> you ain't never develop anything in your life. <laughs> the hardest thing you develop is that poo that came out a minute ago. Oh, you man. You needed help with that, the laxative. Listen, <laughs> mm -mm -mm. love it, enjoy it, but stop with the fake armchair developers. We haven't gone gold this week. Xbox is in trouble. Get out of here. I'm tired of you dudes. <laughs> I can't. I will say, I'll jump in. It was, it was funny because there was... You know, a, a lot of talk about this kind of stuff. And obviously, you know, if anyone who's followed Bethesda knows the track record, right? They know mm -hmm. that this is not something that is out of the norm for them. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't a concern for me. It wasn't a concern. We'll we talk about the title screen though. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. You know, not a concern for oh, me. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I forgot about that. And, and <laughs> the, then the other talk was, well, hey, it's not a Gamescom. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. And it's just like we looked at it and it made no sense that. When Gamescom's over, it's literally going to be right into the early release cycle in people's hands. So with a game like this, that's not something you really want to do. So yeah, it, it, that I never paid any, any any mind. As far as the information drop, I did. I'm not gonna. I, I agree with you, Sovereign King. That obviously I don't want plot points, but I thought there was some key things about 
kind of Bethesda-like systems that I thought was mm-hmm. cool. The campaigns, we got more information. There was more campaigns. We got more information as far as the jail system and that kind of thing. And I thought that was really cool. You know, the, kind of like classic Bethesda-isms to say, okay, there's some stuff that's going to be there that is classic, even though, you know, this should be a new thing or whatever it is. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought as far as... um. The title screen, let's get to it. Seems to be a controversy in these streets. A point of contention. A point of contention about a developer passion and all this other stuff. Uh, but I don't know if you saw uh Pete 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 Hines is outside, y'all. Did you mm. see? Yeah, Pete Pete has something to say. Pete was it I, Pete's I know. about to smoke. I've noticed yeah. that about Pete him. has something to say. Let me see if I can find my man Pete, man. Because I know I saw somebody post the the opening like screens for like Fallout for for elder scrolls they're like you know yeah. and then equally sort of simplistic like it's not a, a thing so right? someone asked pete hey um next time you and the lovely folks of bethesda game studios instead of rushing to make a game with many systems factions choices and ways to play i would urge you to only focus on the title screen so you guys won't appear to be hasty or simply didn't care <laughs> so this person's clearly being sarcastic he's being sarcastic to Pete. so pete took the bait so he's like or Pete says they designed what they wanted and that's been our menu for years and was one of the first things we settled on. Having an opinion is one thing. Questioning a developer's care because you would have done it differently is highly unprofessional coming from another dev. Mm. So, yeah, he he threw some shots oh, it, back. It came from a dev. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're, not, we're, not going, the... we're not going to justify the names of those. Right, right. Okay, it's fine. You know what I'm but, yes, the person, like to Addict's point, was a was a former dev who sparked this yeah. whole controversy kind of thing. So because it's not Persona Five levels of UI, it's like oh my god. Yeah, and then I think someone else on on Twitter actually put up like a lot of other Bethesda games and like how the title screen is like Skyrim is extremely minimalist. Like you no, see, the thing. it's it's worse than that, Cog. I don't know if it's hundred mm-hmm. percent sure or not, mm-hmm. but someone posted one of. The individuals' games after they let the studio oh that used to yeah be they at. put they this, put that the person screen was worse they than that put one. that person's because that's my screen was not happy so they put that person's business out as far as the games he developed with his title screen and was like you not the person to be talking based on <laughs> this so I'm not gonna get into that because that's super messy but if y'all want to go the receipts see, they too? got they got him in 4k they got oh. all they got his games with the title screens Damn. and how they look and they like <laughs> you they like you not you <laughs> should, not be you should be standing yeah on yeah they, they, they talking, had <laughs> you be talking and your bars ain't up the bar <laughs> It hit him with the ether. Nah, I know yeah. you ain't talking to me. Yo, you ain't talking to me. What? You been on my... You love, love my, my style. style. Hawaiian <laughs> Sophie. So, shout out to P. Hines not pulling out. He, he, he That guy uh, applied for a job. Ain't this your resume? Yeah, so they, the, the, the community collectively ethered this person. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this dev. So it was interesting. But that, that's all I really had to say. Dev, I thought it was, that this was, is the first time that we get dev smoke. Yeah, like dev on dev. <laughs> Yo, I, I gotta on say, dev violence. Yeah. I gotta say, I gotta, I, I love uh, mm-hmm. whatchamacallit, um, 
Boulder's Gate. Boulder's Gate has started Dev Smoke. I've never seen Dev Smoke. <laughs> yeah, Dev Smoke is real right now. It's yeah, real it's out crazy. here. Yeah, no doubt. That's all I got on that one. Unless we got anything else, so. Nah, that was good. Cool, cool. We got a next couple one. more super chats. A couple so we can't more. talk yeah. about that stuff anyway. Yeah, we got, we got <laughs> to move on as NBA we got, dudes. We got Corey Tidwell, $2 super chat. King is, it, King, is it gold or platinum? <laughs> <laughs> See you on the 31st. <laughs> you know how many people message me wanting information? It's like, look, man, like you got to wait to the 31st. Yeah, somebody, like, a couple people in my DMs, I'm like, bro, I'm not like, even to, to me, it's like, look, I get you guys want info, <laughs> but at least we have the game to give you that info on the yeah, 31st. But you, you've waited this long. You might yeah, as well wait that, an extra couple days. <laughs> there we have Corey Tidwell again. $2 super chat. The Greyhound don't go to Germany. <laughs> Yo. Oh my wow. God. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> take, him, take, take, take it from someone that's been on plenty of Greyhounds in his life. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Robert Keller. $2 super chat. Blink twice if the frame rate is stable. Yo, they messy. <laughs> Moving on. I, I can Confirmed that the frame rate in Alan Wake remastered is very stable. Yeah, yeah, Go play that. Go play Alan that. Wake. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but Alan Wake is nuts, baby. Banging, banging. <laughs> then we got Lord Starkiller, two dollars super chat. Starfield bringing that gold beef. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yo. Then we have. Oh. Uh oh. Oh. Halo reach around. <laughs> Five dollars super chat. Addict, I didn't like Final Fantasy 16 either, but I'm still trying to get your square soft. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. See, look, look, look. The, the issue with that statement is, you know, you got to fight with my girl over that. So. <laughs> Wait, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. First thing you're supposed to say you, is, I hell no. I got to do that. Yo, square salt. Yeah, he, yeah, you, you gotta so understand he, where he was going it yeah, with, with, was with you. Man. He was taking it somewhere else. We gotta you. understand the poetry. Yeah, the poetry. Yeah, yeah, maybe I knew. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, hey, hey, to each his own. To each his own. <laughs> Whatever you love. Back to you, son. Back to you, son. Not all of us agree with this. No, <laughs> let's no, hey. If the man likes his square sloth, that's <laughs> what he want to do. Yo, it's, it's, it's a word for that in a, in a certain community. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. It's, tw it's 2023. It, it rhymes with leggings. <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. Continue. <laughs> finish we out of here, baby. <laughs> to finish the super chat. Anyway. Joystick can have some. Last time I went reeking, I caught that child support. Oh, <laughs> yo. Yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. Silent Cypher, $2 super chat. Pete Pimp slapped that said dev and said, hold my beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we got uh, Corey Tidwell with the $5 super chat. King Thrash with his Windows media player analysis on a compact Presario. Oh, <laughs> look, look, the global illumination ain't illuminating. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron Foundry. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's going on. Yo. I don't know what's happening, bro. I don't know. People just catching shots. I don't know. For no reason. I, I don't for know. No reason. In our chat. In our chat. In our chat. Yeah, for no reason. Okay. 
Then we got Cedric H with the crest of the chapter. Cedric H gifted 10 ILP memberships. Oh, Thank you, bro. Awesome, Appreciate Cedric. that. Mm -hmm. Salute. That is it. We're caught up. All right. Woo. Moving on. Asav. Got this and one. Shout out to oh, Cedric, man. Uh, the realm, man. At him and thank him for all these member chats he'd be gifting today. He's yeah, making awesome. all of you. Oh, we we need some. We need some hold the line logos in there, man. Was, Plenty of was... you today. There's 43 new members. Wow. We need some yeah, hold man. the line. Cedric H. Star Killer. Yeah, appreciate yeah, you guys Cedric. and everybody else that that gifted uh, memberships. Appreciate Hit that, that subscribe button too, y'all. And uh, yes, yeah, so all you want to comment on Embrace It Group a little bit? Or you want me to set you up? Or ah, uh, yeah, that would okay. At... You can set me up this time. You yeah. can set it up. No, just uh, shout out to Derek uh, Strickland. He's uh, what you call Tweet Town's uh, PR game editor of news, industry, finance stuff. Embrace the group plans to cancel games and close game studios as part of its cost reduction plan. Mm. So, um, yeah, they've been laying out play plans to rein in massive uh, teams of uh, studios and reduce mm -hmm. spending. Embracer was really counting on their two uh, million, uh, two billion, excuse me, of cash to, to help fund fund new projects. Now the company will pare back its focus, canceling projects and closing studios along the way. So mm. this kind of hit kind of last minute, and we just brought this in. So mm -hmm. thoughts on Embracer? What you think is going on over there, man? Well, yeah. Apparently, uh, I gotta give uh, give gotta give Colin his props. He's been saying this from the very yes, beginning. Yes, yes. He was like, they are out here buying and buying and buying without any real infrastructure to support <laughs> these teams, mm -hmm. and without any real killer IP apart from the the more recent, you know, sort of acquisition of the Lord of the Rings license to really support that amount of studios with games that were never going to make that money back. Um, and it and it blew up in their face. They were looking to get a $2 billion infusion from what is now assumed to be the Savvy Games Group, which is AKA the Saudi government, mm. um, which, which would have been dirty money, very dirty money mm. as it was, and that fell through. So now, they have to pare down everything that they that they that they basically acquired in the previous couple of years wow. because they just can't support it. So mm. a lot of these sort of middle of the road, we talked about how you know the Embracer Group was sort of that uh, that sort of rebirth of THQ and, and sort of that mm. middle of the road sort of B tier mm. game that we just don't see unless it was going into a service or something like that. They had a lot of those IP. Um, they have a lot of beloved stuff that I think they, they also have like Legacy of Kane and stuff like that, that, you know, they said they was coming back. And now we don't know that that stuff is coming back. So mm -hmm. they are considerably going to pare down. And I know why King is because mm, mm -hmm. they eh, when the fox hears the rabbit scream, he comes <laughs> and running. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. But not to help because somebody is looking ripe. Right. Oh, I, for, are you, are for you, a phone call in the middle of the night. Oh man! So are you, are you fly to Microsoft with that uh, this strategy of the things man. are down. Listen, man. You you know as King said, and I have to I have to agree with him now. Mm -hmm. this, this, this 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 was a. You guys ever heard of a holding company? <laughs> this company. This company is holding some things that Microsoft might find interesting. Oh man! <laughs> as, Microsoft as just a, finds on the side of the road. Oh. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? this? Oh, what's this? <laughs> oh, Tomb Raider. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it seems that they are kind of in dire straits compared to where they were just, a, you know, m literally months ago mm -hmm. and what the plans were. And, you know, uh, I think 
and this is a, this is unfair to say, but it's a microcosm for all all the problems that they're having now. Gollum was really that that was it. That was the tipping point. That was the story that broke the camel's back. It's like, okay, if this is the level of quality of game that we can expect moving forward, we're going to tank this completely. Let's rejigger this now when we can. And maybe maybe that thinking doesn't happen if they had gotten that $2 billion infusion, right? Maybe they continue to try to grow and build and sort of make the money that they can off these IP. So in some ways, maybe this is good. And for somebody looking to acquire them, it looks especially good because then now they're not bloated. And now all of these IP that they now own, they could possibly be willing to part with in a fire sale. So uh, that's what I an, want Microsoft to go for its IP. It, I don't it is exactly. So it is an interesting, interesting development here. Um, okay, shout out to Colin because you've been saying this forever. Yeah, yes. He's also said, he's mm-hmm. also said, if you think about what Game Pass is, right? Mm-hmm. The IP that Embracer owns fit perfectly into those middle spaces where we're not getting first party games. Mm. This is the type of IP that fits perfectly in there where if they're brought back with care, there's a lot of quality games and quality IP there that can be brought back that don't have to be 150, $200 million franchises, but they make, there are great games there that could possibly be lost if these guys dissolve this completely. So interesting developments, um, Embracer just, the, the eyes got too, they were the eyes were bigger than their stomachs could hold, uh, and and they, they they're in some they're in some cockeyed you know, right now. You, you know what's funny? Someone put in the chat. I said before the embracer group is Microsoft's Xbox uh, offshore account. Once if like ten offshore years account. down the road you find out that's true, yo, King gonna be. Oh, we ain't not gonna hit the end of it. Yeah, yo, oh my goodness. If all of that turned out to be true. Oh, we're not going to hear. It's going to be hold the line part two. It's going to be a whole thing again. But I, I got to give it to him because he, he, he saw it. He saw it. He saw it. He was like, hmm, wait a minute. Hey, and wait a minute. All them goos. Oh, wait, Crystal D? Hold up. They're working with us. I, th- what he said, though, he said, let me, let me hold something. You got the let me hold it. Hold, hold that. Hold that. Hold that. I'll be oh, right back to, for that. I'll be back go. for that. I got some stuff for y'all. Wait till it's my go. So it, it's an Ooh. interesting development for Embracer for sure. Because I'll be honest, I saw them spending all that money. And I and I heard where Colin was coming from, and it made sense. But I'm like, nah, these people are busy. They, they, they have a plan. They're playing. They had no plan. <laughs> Their plan, Their plan was no to buy plan. more stuff and deal with it later. And deal with it later. Yeah. And and th- this is this is what happened. So, yeah. yeah. Addict uh, thoughts on the uh, Embracer Group situation? I I hate it in the same because it's like they bought a lot of the studios and game and IPs that I really really enjoy, mm-hmm. and it's disappointing that those IPs that I thought we would see a sequel or a reboot or something that most likely is never going to happen. And you know, I knew when I started seeing them like kind of like cashing out for these games that they buy like uh you know destroy humans mm-hmm. i think they own the mercenaries ip too there's not much mm-hmm. that this company doesn't own at this point they own the um what's the the game about the four horsemen uh, uh dark siders dark siders they own that franchise like they own everything you can really think of and mm-hmm. you know when i first heard about this company going out and doing this I'm like, okay we can finally get these games that I grew up with maybe we'll see a couple rebrands, a couple remakes. Uh, but it just seemed like, Oh, let's, 
it's they put like an assembly line out. Let's let's do uh, you know destroy humans one out destroy humans two out like <laughs> and, it, and it's just like it's it's disappointing because it's you know others uh, it's, you know clearly some of these games could never go mainstream because of the way they're structured, but I do feel like some of these games if done correctly, especially a Darksiders franchise, you know, could really, really captivate and grab an audience. Like I would like from software to make a Darksiders. I, I, uh, cause I think, I think that formula that they put in that type of, you know, lore that they put in that attention to detail on the atmosphere. I think they would do wonders with that kind of IP, but sadly embrace your group, just gobbling everything up. And now they, 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 they're, they're sick. Their stomach's upset. <laughs> and, and it's just like you gobble too, too fast. much stuff up. Too fast, yeah. The difference between them and like a Microsoft, that's why I don't want Microsoft to like expand too, too much more mm. because I don't want the same thing happen to them where it's like there's so much growth that it, it, it implodes from the, from the inside. Mm. But Microsoft already had a, a somewhat structure before they started gobbling stuff. You know, they, they had the skeleton inside them. So, you know, it was just <laughs> about hungry. filling, yeah, it was about filling up that skeleton. Like, like embrace your group, they're bloated. Like <laughs> it's just like they, they open their mouth, you see dark siders starting to fall out of it. Like, oh man, so uh, it's just uh, it, it's sad. It's sad because I know that comes with a lot of job loss, a lot of IPs that we love. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sad that it's happening. You know, hopefully, I want Microsoft to pick up more IPs that they can that profit IPs they can use in the future. You know, maybe pick up Crystal D. Uh, the uh, the other studios that's helping with Fable. Get that legacy. Uh, and, and I feel Ooh. like if they buy those studios, just merge them with the studio they're currently working with. Because mm. I feel like at that point, you create the full-fledged studio that it's meant to be. Yo, shout out to Paris. He said, I'm assuming this is hour 17 of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's stupid. Shout out to Paris. You messy, bro. Let me get kicking, man. This is, you, 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 you kind of speaking it to fruition. Once again, the general, the king out here predicting our thoughts, embracing it, looking a little shaky now. Um, they had a bunch of acquisitions. Now looking like they're selling things off. Your thoughts, sir? Feeling like Birdman out here. <laughs> <laughs> Looking mighty sweet, love. <laughs> Embrace the group with like shorties with them PPP loans. Oh, man. Out here thing. buying everything. Mm, getting hair and nails done. <laughs> Upgrading. <laughs> doing different things. Microsoft sitting in the back, Sugar Daddy Mac, like, mm. <laughs> Daddy Mac, sugar daddy Mac. Uh, uh, that money gonna run out, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Said um, Microsoft, you know the um. <laughs> hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crystal D looking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like his energy right now. <laughs> Yo, right now. This is the best thing. I told you, dudes, 369. If you ain't manifesting, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and I told you what it is. And y'all said this saying, how does this guy keep being right? Everything keeps going his way. Yo, I told you Embrace the Group was holding the bag from Microsoft. Good looking, shorty. Got that. Thank you for holding <laughs> Yo, when, when, when we had the, the great uh, competitor, mm -hmm. Peter Moore, on, mm -hmm. he told you, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, put some bread out let people live mm -hmm. when they was under scrutiny from the government we can't buy nothing right now mm -hmm. so we got to you know develop different things microsoft under scrutiny right now 
Yo, shorty, hold down my crystal hold D. Hold the weight. Hold the, hold the weight. My to the crystal <laughs> D. Y'all can come over still. And you get wonder why we get some super chats. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yo, they still coming over. They still get you. You know, you still getting the blowout, your chemical blowout really good. <laughs> they still doing your, your face, you. Chemical still, blowout. This story is wild. Right now. But you can't, you know, you can't let the government know that you <laughs> what's really going on. You right? put the house in your mama name. What you doing? I gotta do. You gotta do the P Diddy style. You know everything my mama name, man. Oh <laughs> man. So soon as this thing is done with the CMA, guarantee you, Embracer Group is gonna be all right. You all right, boo. You held me down during my lean times when the government was on my back. You was my ride or die. You Ooh. did this for me. You tucked that away so they couldn't find that for me. Thank you, boo. <laughs> So now, oh, that's too graphic. <laughs> Talking away is too graphic. Continue. I can't wait for IO and Crystal D to come home. Come on home, baby. And then those IPs. Hey, you need some money? Keep the lights on. What you need? What's going on? Mm. Con that dude, what's happening? What's going on over here? Microsoft is, they the check, they the can man. Anything can happen, her, baby. I mean, there we is. Can, we, we can go to Cancun. Anything can happen, baby. I mean, we do have the Daryl Gallagher relationship with Christy yes. Dynamics. We do know that they are still working and helping out on our perfect dog, which is interesting with initiative. Yes. yes. I like your energy places, right baby. now. There's people in places. It's you understand? Too much we got to foster good relations. <laughs> so I see a great relationship with Microsoft. And I, it just, you know, like you said, the rice is on the wall. Hey, Bo, come over here, man. Get a, Come in from the rain over here <laughs> under our umbrella. Yeah, we having caviar and stuff. <laughs> it's called Game Pass. Oh, oh, and, and if you sign a promotional agreement with us, <laughs> where your stuff can be distributed and we will actually fund you, you mm. know, things can happen. Embrace it. You got a home here. We don't want to own you, but we would like to hold you. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of pimp, pimp talk right now. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Microsoft doing the pimp thing in a pimp way. And you know, we know how pimps play, but she'll be home today. See you later, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. Good, I got it. You guys know? Oh, my fault. I thought somebody said No, it is, it is interesting to see how this is playing out. I mean, obviously, we saw Embracer just snatching up so much. And we were just like, yo, what are they doing? Like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was out here shopping, shopping. Shopping, shopping. Yaga. Yeah, like, it was insane. We were just like, yo, what's going on? And then even at the time, I remember, we were just like, yo, they got Crystal Dynamics and what was it? I know what it was. But. For at that time, we're just like it's so cheap. Like, like no one wanted to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like that was a crazy number. That was low. Yes, we were just so surprised they was able to get it that low. But I had to, especially for Tomb Raider. Yeah, I had to bend the knees. Tomb Raider King by himself is probably worth that. Yeah, Tomb Raider is insane. I mean, don't don't they got some? Don't they got Lord of the Rings IP? They have Lord of the Rings now, right? So Go Gollum was their latest. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Gollum. Shout but out then, to and then the game, the Lord of the Rings game that they had in development was canceled. They were like, no, nope. canceled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nope. Just if put on hold. If this <laughs> turned out to be true, oh my lord, we're never gonna hear it from King because it it would be on brand. 
for Microsoft to to swoop in when times are rough for you. <laughs> when all you going through, you can't pay the rent, here come Microsoft all of a sudden. <laughs> Figured out a way to help you on your, 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 your tough times, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and then obviously, you know, if we're going to feed the rumors and we're going to feed King right now, you know, I, I always felt that it was, we, we had funny skits, all of us, me, you, Attic, talk about the Crystal D takeover and initiative <laughs> and how dudes came in with their shirts and all of a sudden Daryl Gallagher got his way as far as how the studio is going to be run now and the whole regime moved out, new regime moved in and nine majority of my Crystal Dynamic, you know, employees or whatever. So we got to pay attention. This is interesting. Um, it just seems they probably took on way too much too fast. And yeah, I mean, it's, Microsoft, it will be an opportunist if you present it. So yeah, yeah it's got to see how this goes. As soon as that deal closes, bro, it's open season. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it will be interesting to see how they move because you, you acquire ABK. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, you know what I'm saying, about consolidation. But that's a big hurdle for, you know, speaking the whole law, anything... Once you get into the billions and all that, that you know, obviously it's going to be yeah. government regulatory scrutiny. But anything after that, it's really about the money. And, and if the mm -hmm. money's in the millions and way low, the government not they're not caring at they're that. Not, yeah, they're not yeah. going to even look. They're they're not, they don't care when they expect a night cut. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's all worth eighty billion. How much and, we get? And we know for a fact, Microsoft yeah. has said they are not Phil Phil Dominus has said. They are not stopping. They, this is not a one note. So I know a lot of people who are, you know, very concerned about the health of the industry and acquisitions. But the reality is it's still going to happen. So it will be interesting. Uh -oh. what? You know what I like? What? I like having great Peter Moore on, right? Mm -hmm. And dudes getting a chance to peep into the psyche of how these dudes move in the background. Yeah. And, you know, we, we get a chance. We get a little glimpse. A little glimpse, they let it slip. Like, you mm -hmm. know, Satya, the great Odin. Mm -hmm. It's about competition. Let us have competition. Let us have competition. So you know these dudes is down for the smoke, mm -hmm. right? So how not? Why not? Yeah. You go and get whatever you can to bolster your situation. I mean, he did, he did allude that, like, Phil's greatest strength is getting Microsoft leadership to, mm -hmm. to first of all, he's a lifer, a gamer, and getting them to invest n way on the level that it, Peter had to fight. I, I, I almost kind of looked like one hand behind his back. Yeah. They was going through, we are breaking up Microsoft. Yep. And you can't have no more, like, like, it, like they were not trying to really acquire. They had to do all these other things. And that's why at the time they were very aggressive with the third party deals. See? At that time. At that point. See, yeah. see, that's the point that people probably missed in that interview. Because we always hear that argument, they should just do that now. And it was right. just like, mm -mm, We couldn't mm -mm. do that. Yeah. You know, like, you see now, Phil, that, that scrutiny is not there. So Phil is able to to bolster the, the first party from, what what what, what was it, like six yeah, to 36? Yeah. Right? So then you understood now this is why the third party was such a huge thing right. we can do these third party deals all over the place mm -hmm. to bolster what we were deficient in but there was a reason why was because they were under government scrutiny yes. i mean it's kind of the same thing now but mm -hmm. phil had a head start on seeing what they were weren't able to do and what was the problems so maybe if those problems weren't there they would have had a more robust first party studio yeah. situation to begin with because uh, Peter comes from first party running Sega. Yeah. 
Remember? Because yeah. the arcade stuff was actually helping out, and he helped facilitate all those third-party deals with right. the Dreamcast that got the Dreamcast as the greatest launch library in the history. And the mm-hmm. thing is, even back then, with, during his Dreamcast, they were trying to acquire studios yep. to compete. Mm-hmm. It was really tough because they, they acquired, what is it, Visual Concepts, he said? Yes. Mm-hmm. With, with, to try to get the sports joints. But even then, it was like, it wasn't going to be enough. And then, when you're trying to do the third-party game and the deals, he said... EA and them was fronting on them. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they got to see. So again, this strategy of all you got to do is invest in your little, you know, and, and mm-hmm. buy third party. That's not going to work. <laughs> you so, can't you can't play that game with someone stronger than you in that space. Mm-hmm. So, so, you can't so, play that game. I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. So I'm listening to you. Yeah. So this can go right back to the kind of funny interview with Phil mm-hmm. where he says just making great games isn't enough. Mm-hmm. See, see, people looked at that conversation like, oh, so then you mean that you just don't want to try? Mm-hmm. No. No. It has to be multifaceted because, like Peter was saying, Peter and them was making great games. There's no mm-hmm. way you can tell me yeah. that, that 2K football oh, was crazy, on, that man. basketball wasn't crazy. Yeah, launch line the launch yeah. Line yeah. The only thing crazy. I laughed, you remember when I laughed when they, the 2K sports thing? Because it was, all the sports were amazing. Yep. Except for baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Baseball I knew you had a feel of a way. You know, just great games alone won't sustain your platform. And, you know, it's the deals and stuff and, and thinking outside the box. I love the fact that he said coming from that underdog and companies know exactly where they are in places. Right. Mm-hmm. So you hear he telling you he's telling you we are the underdog. Yeah. We have to fight. We have to do things differently. Which technically they still to, are with them and this is their place. It's, it's the same thing. That's why it's good to get it from the source. Like yes. It just validated everything we've been saying for the longest. But a lot of people were emotional and didn't want to hear it. But he's literally saying it. So it's just like, it was really, I'm glad you brought that up, Kick. It was really insightful to hear how they are trying to battle the juggernaut that is Sony. Sony. And he talked about, well, he used the word, was it FUD or yeah. What is it? What does Flower Foot stand for? Uh, so, uh, um, fear, what is, fear, something, something uh, and doubt. And some doubt, yeah. 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 And basically, when they're the dominant brand in the, in the market leader, right? And telling people, hey, you can get that system, but you know. Uncertainty. Yeah. Uncertainty. uncertainty. Yes, fear, uncertainty. <laughs> and again, when you, the market leader can, can command that, that's why the acquisition, all that stuff is necessary to compete. That's why when he was able to re up. With 360, right? Xenon, mm-hmm. and then Bomber putting the money down and saying, all right, here's the budget. And even though they had the budget, it was still limited into where they could go yep. and stuff like that. So Phil's greatest strength, like we talked about, is now getting Satya, which is now replacing you know, yep. the Bomber role, and then getting them at the table. Because back then, they were really office and... You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Xbox wasn't the thing, man. Right. And it's, he it, helped establish Xbox as a brand. Factual. And he started X. He said, we're going. We're not even going to be in the same building with y'all. We don't want to associate yeah, with that. We want to do yeah. this over here in the cut. But I got to say this. Mm-hmm. When he fought Sony, mm-hmm. Sony is not the champion that they are now. That's when I tell you they're a different beast. Mm-hmm. He fought them, and he told you, this is, they were in a heyday. Yeah, I fought the champ when the champ was the champ. Facts. Right when it when the champ was doing a thousand sit ups and thousand push ups a day. Facts. He, they had TVs. They had cameras. They mm-hmm. had uh, oh, Walkman. Walkman. They had Blu-ray. Trinitron. They were balling on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. take on that juggernaut and still and drop the champ. Mm-hmm. I mean, to drop the champ and the champ had to get up off the mat, had to clean himself. <laughs> you, <laughs> really? you bloodied his nose. He mm-hmm. did his thing, man. So yeah, right now we're seeing. You can argue Peter Moore has been the only. Uh, head of a generation that successfully 
you know, beat Sony at their own game. Yep. You can make the argument. With, with, with his hand behind his back. But mm-hmm. to bring it back to Embracer Group, mm-hmm. I believe that right now, I mean, they, they, you know, PPP loan thing going crazy. <laughs> And, and I believe that you know the wounded, the wounded tiger will get that uh, that thing taken out his paw, that splinter taken out his paw. Mm-hmm. Microsoft will come over there, bandage him up, and and help him out. And I always believe that they had a great relationship with Microsoft. I always yeah. believe that they was holding the bag for Microsoft. And this is the time that they they repay that 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 kindness. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe this is the time. You know, they come through. Oh, don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Boo-boo. I got that. You know how you walk through a restaurant and you mm-hmm. see somebody that had helped you out in the past and he's eating. Yeah. And, and you walk past the major, then you tell him, hey, whatever his bill is, I got that. I covered that. And mm-hmm. you pay for it. And he goes to pay for it at the end of the night. Yeah. Well, and he's like, nah, that dude took care of it a long time ago. Mm. That type of thing. And and I, I believe that's gonna happen. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. Great stuff. That's all I got on Embracer. You wanna uh, get the super chat before we get to the last one? Sir? Yes, sir. We have a uh, Sappho with the five dollars super chat. Maybe Jim Ryan could offer him some frequent flyer miles to help him get to Germany. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Shout out to Sappho. Then we have Lord Star Killer, two dollars super mm-hmm. chat. These devs never heard of a minimal interface. <laughs> <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> then we have uh Chilib Elam, five dollars super chat. Starting nearly three hours late, sending to the future. It's inspiring hearing Mr. Moore's story as a PE teacher myself. Love the show. Shout out to Sugar Sean. <laughs> Sugar Sean. <laughs> wow, salute. Then we got One Bad Mother, $10 Super Chat. ILP sets a benchmark for combining entertainment, industry insight, and quality interviews. Congratulations for another great one and my favorite of the year. Looking forward to part two. Thank you, brother. That's my guy. One Bad Mother. Salute. So much love for you, brother. Love what you do. Always, always humbling. No doubt. Then let's put the crest in the chat once again for Silent Cypher gifting 10 IOP Bless membership. You. Silent Cypher, appreciate mm. you. Bless yeah. Silent. Y'all spreading the love today. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We have Corey Tidwell, $5 super chat. Mm-hmm. They bought them studios with PPP loans. Everybody was wondering how you bought that 4,000 square foot uh, house working at a call center. Call. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that working at dark, dark. Oh, man, that was dark? Yeah, I oh, guess God, I don't know. Nah, that funny. was torrented. Well, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I thought he said dark. My fault. No, he said he said center with Doc Dark. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! Salute. Then we have a uh, silent cipher with the five dollars we chat. Purchasing Embracer straight up is a no go given Embracer's direct government relation. So the the same the set the savvy games group owns about like eight percent of whatever. So which is the Saudi government? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Buying devs from them bit by bit is the best legal approach. Yeah. We don't need all those IP, just the best ones. <laughs> just get those. Just get those. Picking pick, pick through the trash. Pick, pick and choose. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, we just take your best bits. <laughs> then we have Sinjutsu Sage, $5 oh. super chat. Microsoft's strategy with gaming and Game Pass is not to go where the path may lead, but go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm. Yeah, trailblazer. Then we have Robert Kellett, two dollars super chat. Phil slapping embracer with that beefy check. What up? He said, "What up? What up, yo? Yeah." 
Then we have Igro Fire 67 $5 super chat. Can we finally agree that it's Peter Moore's face chiseled in the pole oh, position yeah. on Mount Xbox Rushmore? I, I made sure I gave him that. I made sure I, I threw yeah, that in is. there. I threw that. He's yeah, he on is. that. He's always solidified. And then we have Corey Tidwell again, $5 super chat. Y'all seen Doc Dark call center headset? Come on, man. Ain't no levels to that headset. <laughs> Y'all go there, my man's headset. Like, what's going on? We got to get Doc Shout Dark out to Dr. Dark. Dark. We'll get him in. We'll get you him about in. this headset? What do you want? No, they not you. They talk about oh. um, the homie. Oh, dog, oh, okay. Dog. I thought they was going after my head. No, 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 I don't. No. I, I have not seen his headset. Seen, so clearly, they going after my man, dog, dog. We gonna we gonna straighten it out. <laughs> Being disrespectful. Anyway, um, and we yes, we're caught up. All right, the final one. This is King's topic. I'll set it up. Um, TechCrunch article. Um, from Claude Cummings Jr., who is the president of the Communications Workers of America and uh, labor and civil rights activists. And the title of his article is um, A Merger That's Good for Workers and Consumers. So I'm just going to paraphrase because there's a lot here. So pretty much he's summarizing after the review um, of regulators as far as the ABK deal, you know, is on track to close later this year. He says the newly elected uh, president of the CWA, I'm extremely encouraged by these developments. Thanks to the regulatory process, this deal will significantly enhance competition in the video games industry while securing workers' rights and consumers' interests. He says that this is a significant win for consumers. Under the merger, Microsoft is going to be doing more to ensure that its games are on multiple platforms than uh, ABK is currently doing, and more than its chief competitor, Sony, which blocks U.S.-based competitors from competing in Japan's gaming market. He said for workers, the potential benefits are even more dramatic. He goes on to say that, 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 that Microsoft has taken a reach, uh, different approach, that they've worked with us to negotiate an unprecedented, un enforceable labor neutrality agreement, which if the merger is approved would allow workers at ABK to freely and fairly make a choice about union representation. The fact that workers' concerns uh, entered the acquisition conversation is no small part thanks to the new antitrust emphasis on labor. And then um, she goes on, he talks about ZeniMax um, as far as um, they expressed that they, they stressed joining the CWA. They were allowed to choose for themselves whether to join. No one was fired in retaliation for union activity. No one was forced to attend mandatory meetings and listen to union busting pitches. The process was simple, free, and fair the way it should be. He said, sadly, Microsoft stands alone among U.S. video game and uh, tech companies. While he said Sony's U.S. workforce is in the same position as Activision Blizzard's, left to struggle under weak labor laws that companies often ignore. He said at this year's Game Developers Conference, a group of video game workers delivered a letter to Sony's management asking the company to agree to allow its workers to organize free from retaliation and interference. The response silence so yeah he he pretty much is um you know talking from this position and the last statement he just said is that um it will be microsoft acquisition of activision will truly be a game changer for workers in the industry collective bargaining puts power into the hands of workers to shape their working conditions and protect their rights to speak up about the concerns on the job so he is Clearly in favor of the move. Um, shout out to King with a KNN exclusive that I, I missed. <laughs> pretty, pretty legitimate. So, King, your thoughts on this? Um, you know, you brought this article to the room. Yeah, well, KNN, we're worldwide. <laughs>
what we'd like to do is like we we, we want to think about the little man we want to think about everyone that's working inside the company and the fact that mm-hmm. you know this acquisition will only just bolster the 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 working relationship between the upper management and lower management because lower management just wants the ability to feel safe right so when you start the unionizing uh practices and you start to unionize and you can have a voice you can have a head of a union that can advocate on your behalf opposed to you being alone going up against a big juggernaut i think that's a little bit more comforting in workers so this all started before with abk with the problems that they were having there and Mm -hmm. the fact that you know unionizing will help things out so in reading this article and understanding this article, I found out that Sony doesn't believe in these practices. Mm. I found out that Sony is uh, directly opposed to these practices as far as having uh, unions and being having the right to assembly and uh, feel protected in the workplace. And it seems like it, it causes an adversarial uh, connotation to the, the project where it's the people against management. And it should never be that way. You should never feel when you go into work that you're unprotected. You should go mm-hmm. into work feeling protected that management, uh, if not, uh, doesn't have your best interests at heart, that you do have a representative that will advocate your position. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the ability to have that advocate to advocate that position. And when they did ask, uh, would they be allowed to do such things? They were met with silence. So mm-hmm. sometimes silence means uh, n- no, it could be meaning yes, but I don't think at this moment in time that they're ready to have that conversation, but Microsoft is openly having that conversation and encourages these things. So if it starts from one position and it allows us to get to a better understanding of worker relationship with management and uh, unionizing, and that becomes a normal practice in this industry where a lot of you guys say that y'all are for the workers, y'all for the devs. Well, this is really being for the devs. Mm. This is really being for the workers. This is really being for the small people. Why would you oppose this deal? How could you be on the opposite end of this deal when this deal actually facilitates that these workers and these people, the smaller people are being protected and understood and it will be heard from uh, the smallest bowels of the company to the largest bowels of the company. I don't understand why people are opposed to it when everybody that is on the right side of the consumer and the workers are for it. Yeah, no, well, well said. Um, Again, good information drop. Lord Attic, um, what's your feeling on the, you know, union unionization part and, you know, the CWA really pro Microsoft with uh, this deal and getting unionization going after Activision Blizzard is, is finalized? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, unionization of everything you can really do is, is good for everyone. It's always good to have someone looking out that is financially motivated to look out for your well-being. And, and I think the, the financially thing is the most important anything because most people, you know, uh, people got each other's self-interest in mind and that's that's just human nature so you know you need organizations that are just going to naturally look out for you because what what are we to a multi-billion dollar trillion dollar company like it's it's we're we're just numbers in a computer Mm -hmm. and sometimes you need that that help to 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 loosen that gap between us and the employer yeah, not fair enough. Solve this information in reference to the CWA and uh, the merger of ABK. Um, the CWA, much like 
any sort of unionized body mm-hmm. is beholden to have to make dealings with the devil in mm-hmm. order to create situations that create protections for the workers that are within the CWA, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is that the CWA, if you're looking at it from a purely, like just pure standpoint, like mm-hmm. they, they're supposed to be there to protect the workers, they do a lot of deals with management in order to be able to create those scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is in scenarios where there, where there have been strikes and scenarios where there has been, you know, pushback from workers that are unionized within a certain space, mm-hmm. what will happen is those strikes will be cut short. Those strikes oftentimes without getting the things that the workers have been have, have asked for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the union jumping in and saying, hey, creating a scenario with saying, hey, we can't do this, right? Mm-hmm. We can't do this. But again, that comes from dealings with these big companies, right? In this specific situation, Microsoft, mm-hmm. where they sit down and be like, okay, we'll what we'll give you is we'll be neutral and we're not going to comment one way or the other about your acquisition of abk but you have to agree mm. that once they're under your uh, under your umbrella you do not create any sort of barriers to all of the employees within these companies to to reach some form of unionization mm. so it's a dance with the devil Right. You, you have to do this. And as somebody who's been part of a union for now, what, 30 something years, yeah, you got experience. I was curious how you, you feel about you, this. you see it. And it's like, look, there were there were times when when our company got taken over by another company, we had we fought for all new incoming employees to get the same benefits that we had mm-hmm. under the new company. And we fought for months until eventually we had to throw our hands up and say, hey, we have to protect what's here already for the ones that are here already. And we have to, and we have to let some of that go for the new incoming people. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. They're not gonna, they're not gonna budge on this. Mm -hmm. So we have to make those concessions. So, you know, in a union space, it is that thing of like, you, it's a give and take. It's mm-hmm. a give and take, mm-hmm. and you, you're gonna look at your union reps and be like, you sometimes be disgusted mm-hmm. with the concessions they have to make in, in order to protect what you have already. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case for the CWA, it's the concessions that have to be made in order for us to get our foot in the door, right? And do it right. So it's it's a dance with the devil. You're not mm-hmm. always gonna be. You're not always gonna feel good about yourself. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're creating a situation that in the gaming space specifically, mm-hmm. has never existed, right? Right, right. So it, it, you, you, you do what you got to do. And you hope, hopefully, in the process, you don't get Jimmy Hoffa. And, <laughs> yeah, and you know careful. what I mean? Yeah, just be careful. Careful but, out there. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it, it's, it's crazy because, again, for, from a lot of people's perspectives, the CWA doing this is just another example of them getting in bed with management mm-hmm. as opposed to protecting the rights of the workers. But mm-hmm. in this specific case... It is that somebody has to make that deal mm-hmm. and somebody has to for listen, because if a big u- union opposes, if big unions get together and oppose, and oppose the deal, Ooh. it is a, it is not a good it is a black eye on mm-hmm. this on this merger. So mm-hmm. it behooved Microsoft to say, hey, you know what? Let's just create a scenario. It, it looks good for us. And at the end of the day, these are these are workers with high skill set ceilings mm-hmm. that that 
if, if you really want to be the change you talk about, mm -hmm. these are the things you allow to happen. And when we start talking about all these articles about crunch and this, that, and the other, and, and people just being beat down by the industry and leaving the industry, these are the things that need to happen in order for that change to happen. So, mm -hmm. so be it. So again, there, there's two sides to every story. Mm -hmm. There's a little shystiness on, on either <laughs> side, but it has to happen. Yeah, so, hey. Good One act. thing I want to point out that like my, you got to do stuff like this for my, like my brother's generation. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I will say is, like, the younger generations, they don't play these games. Like, they 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 will job hop like crazy before they deal with hostile environments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, part of my generation is, like, we were raised by, by the the upper generation. We're like, we, we're already too far in. Like, mm -hmm. but, but my brother's generation, they don't care. They, they they do not care whatsoever if they feel offended in any way you know obviously some of it's too much but a lot of it is like is it their right and we've all been dealt with this for years or we've just been conditioned to deal with this and they're wrong so it, well I, I flipped that around but it's just you know if you make things better for future developers you get better talent in the long run Yes, because you, you have probably very talented people that's in college right now looking into what field, what area they should go into. Like, oh, that gaming industry, they got no unions. What? <laughs> he ain't doing that. So they go completely somewhere else. And th that could be another clip that just left that didn't even try the industry because they've heard how toxic some of the environments are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a important discussion. I mean, you know. I'm always going to be pro-dev. Someone said there's levels to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm always going to be pro-dev. And it always, I mean, listen, ILP, we've had so many developers on. And what are the stories we hear? We always hear, yo, um, I was doing well. Or, you know, I, I wanted to chase my dream. And I left. I moved. And I, I, I you know, moved my family across whatever for the, the shot for the risk of this dream. Mm -hmm. And then we know about the volatility of the industry, right? Which is like, yo, you get there. You put your heart in something doesn't necessarily mean the game's gonna you know do well publishers maybe squander or miss opportunities and you know you're out of here right and now you know the studio closes and we we hear these story it's very it's a very volatile business and it's a very risky business no guarantee of success there's no guarantee just because you do xyz automatically this is going to work so you know, they've been operating in these conditions for a while. And we've also had, uh, was it, Lord Jason Schreier on. This is something he's mm -hmm. always been pro, you know, that there needs to be unions. And, 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 and uh, yeah. Sorry, not to mention uh, the uh, person that we had with Naughty Dog. I can't remember his name. Oh, my um, man. Um, Jason Rubin. Jason Rubin. Jason Rubin, yeah. yeah. He even said, look, I ran my people to the bone. And I regret every bit of that. I should not have done that. That's just how things were. And if you know what I noticed? You see a lot of the older developers, the mm -hmm. people that ran teams and stuff, be like, "Yeah, I was bugging. I should have done that." Like, <laughs> I, they, 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 they're, they're really, really anti crunch. Is a reason for that because they see people sleeping under desks because they yeah. want to make we've, deadlines. We've had mm -hmm. so many devs on. Yep. We've heard the stories, and we heard like, "Hey, it was just how it was at the time, right?" That kind of thing, and and you know, th th there has been talk about, hey, they, these guys need to be protected, you know, kind of thing. So look, like Saab said, I defer to you with your union experience. You know, it's kind of like that dance with the devil on both sides in order for 
the greater good of it existing maybe to happen. Obviously, yes. um, we know about, um, you know, this has started now with the CW, CWA and then uh, ZeniMax expressed their interest with the Bethesda acquisition. It probably behooves Microsoft to, you know, not be in the way of this and allow this to happen and could be one of those contingencies to, you know what I mean, public opinion, you probably best, especially with ABK and all their scenarios and their mm-hmm. prior history and their baggage of what's going on internally behind the scenes as, as you know, employees and stuff like that. So... Look, you know, I get it, you know, and I, I knew King was going to point out Sony silence on this. <laughs> I knew King was going to go straight for the juggler on that, you know. But look, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to start. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying unions are perfect. I'm not. But it's got to start somewhere. And I think this is a good call out by King and Canon News that, you know, no one is talking about. Everyone, no one's talking. We've always said. Yes, we know Call of Duty with ABK. We know how big this is, one of the biggest mergers, and get, we get it. But I, I rarely hear people talk about the actual workers, the developers, and the people who were in here suffering behind the scenes with in bad conditions. Like, no mm. one's really talking about that. And a lot of them do want this change, you know, kind of thing. So we got to see how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see the super strong support of, um, you know, the CWA you know, behind Microsoft uh, finalizing this acquisition. So we shall stay tuned. That's what I got. Anything else uh, for y'all on this one? Nope. Uh, nope. Just the fact that Sony ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, uh, you let like me to... reiterate that Sony ain't saying nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, want to break that? Talk about pro consumer. The gym is not about the devs. Yeah. <laughs> said, Wait a second, y'all want to unionize? Huh? No, Wait a second. No. Uh, close that door. Change his key card. <laughs> Change his key card. <laughs> let him in the building. That's all I <laughs> got. Sorry, we get to see what chance to get up out of here. Yes, sir. Road. We got JD Gamer uh, gifted ten ILP oh, memberships. Shout out to you. Brother, so appreciate you. He really go hard for us, man. Support JD Gaming, man. Salute. Yes, sir. And we got a. Uh, oh damn, we, I got jump. Give me one moment. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No problem. Carl, you read the chat? Um, no, I did not because I couldn't see it for some reason. Yeah, from send it to your Facebook message for whatever reason it didn't come mm-hmm. through. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we got Robert Kellett, uh, two dollars super chat. Sony anti developer two. Damn, Jim be clowning. <laughs> <laughs> KNN News Special Report. Mm-hmm. Then we have JD Gaber again, twenty dollars super chat. Iron Lords out here doing it better than any of the big boys. Meets the meet the new kings of the block. Interviews, entertainment, and industry insight. We ILP soldiers are eating good up in here. Put the crest in the chat for the ILP. Mm-hmm. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah, you, no man. Doubt, I want you guys to stick around. We got a treat for y'all. If y'all mm-hmm. wasn't here at the beginning of the show, we got something right here to yeah, end, yeah, yeah. end the show for you. Sure. No doubt, no doubt. Then we got Mighty Mellow, $10 super chat. Phil Dominus needs to revive the Coliseum that MLG once was. Acquire mm-hmm. Iron Galaxy, make Killer Instinct 2, and hire Lord Beefy as the announcer. Beefy combo. <laughs> yo, 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 I am not going to sit there and lie. I'm telling you right now, if if that if that's a thing, make it a thing. Make, make it a thing. A thing. Mm-hmm. Make it a thing. Salute. Make that a thing. Hell yeah. Could then you imagine, Saul? I think I would literally pass out to hear him get his yep. chair to do that. Introducing. I mean, Introducing. did he become the new Michael Buffer of our <laughs> generation? Oh, hey, hell yeah. Anyone, you know, interested, yeah. Cog is available to talk. Go. <laughs> oh, there. No, no. Beefy. 
<laughs> See, there you, there he go. Beefy, come there on, he go. Oh, beefy. <laughs> doing oh, so good. He doing, doing so good. good. He got to throw extra on it. There you go. Beefy <laughs> combo. <laughs> Shit, I don't like that. So it's, oh, like, it's like beefy combo, and it just has that, that gif where it just... <laughs> meat on the table. <laughs> Yo! Mega meat move. Mega meat move. <laughs> beefy. Beefy breaker. <laughs> the Yo. beefy breaker. The beefy breaker. <laughs> Y'all stupid. Uh, there we go. Tony Bryant, member for 35 months, Lord Bronze. Happy Lord's Day. All embracer group to Microsoft. I'm in a bind, Nate. Well, better do what you got to do. <laughs> Messy. Yeah. There we got silent sign for $2 for chat. Thanks for the awesome continued content. Cheers. Mm -hmm. Cheers to you as well, sir. Mm -hmm. Then we got Country Big 94 oh, with the two pounds super chat. How we doing, Lords? 19.3K subs, 20K incoming. Yes, 20K incoming. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. We're coming through. It. Country vibe. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Good to see you. Our goal, my goal is to hit 20K by the end of the year, and we yeah. might hit it by like the end of next month. Yeah, man. Salute, man. Salute. So, we good. We are caught up, sir. All right. No no poll this week because uh, we Lords might be traveling. We got to figure some things out. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So we're going to figure something, but we're going to keep y'all abreast of what our plans are. Yeah, yo, shout out to y'all, man. The round showed out Peter Moore. Wow. That was tremendous. That was, again, bucket list type stuff. And just to see your heroes and, and people you respect, you know, have a good time. You know, a man said he want to come back, you know, um, and, and it just really meant a lot. And we want to thank the round because let's be honest, you know, obviously we shot our shot. But the realm put the pressure down. The realm yeah, said, did. this is the place you need to be. We don't care where you go, anyone else. If you <laughs> ain't come to the realm, the ILP, we've got the best community. And I really want to thank y'all because without you guys, this doesn't happen. And he took notice. He took notice. Make no mistake. You know, and I really yeah. want to thank you guys for that because you guys won't get enough credit for our success. We wouldn't be here without you guys. For real. So. Yeah, and I want to point out, mm -hmm. you know, Carl's probably going to get mad at me for this one. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for pulling up on Sarah Bond because we are in communication. <laughs> so, you know, if we wouldn't like, I can't pulling believe how Sarah many Bond. people mess like commented on that. Was like, you got this is the place to go. This is the place. It's like every other comment was like, come to ILP, come to ILP, come yeah, to ILP. Like, yeah. and you know, because of that, you know, we, we are in conversation. I don't know if it's gonna happen, mm -hmm. uh, but we that it she does come on the that's you. That's yeah, you got it. That's why I got to give it up to the realm. They made they, they made this happen. Like I said, we shoot our shots, but the realm puts it over the top and says, let's go. So salute to that as a magical day. Lord Addict, where can the fine people find you? What you got going on, sir? Find me on Twitter. At Lord Addict. I don't care what they say. X, not nah, <laughs> You ain't finding no X. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to take me a minute before I say Twitter's a porn star, mm -hmm. a porn site. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first off, I want to thank Peter Moore for coming on. It was a it was a fantastic show. We had up to like 15, 1600 people in the chat. Yeah. Uh, definitely hit that like button on your way out. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's not really anyone to send you guys to today. Uh, so I guess I'll just pick one of the random people on there. Cause, you know, I think he's got like three people in there watching right mm -hmm. now. So, mm -hmm. you know, go in there in a big way. Uh, tell, you know, t tell him IOP. Put IOP raid. That's what I want you guys to put. put IOP raid. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, guys, every week, man. You guys here every week. Now, next week, 
Cog is going to be out of town, so we have to figure out if we're going to have a show next week. If we are, I do have like an ideal if we have a show, just to make it a little bit more of a community thing. I don't know. Mm. I have to talk to Cog and yeah, about, about. Uh, Cog and them about that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, appreciate all you guys coming through here. How we're going to handle the Starfield content is, you know, we're just going to sit down. We're going to have a chat. Uh, you know, it, it'll probably most likely it will it will preview the moment the embargo's up. But, mm-hmm. you know, the good thing about us all having a code mm-hmm. is we can give you a genuine all of us, all of our uh, experience yeah. playing the game. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do of that. Now, in case you guys have we did one for Redfall where, mm-hmm. you know, Cog and Solve went over there in details of uh, playing it. We're going to do that for this. Yeah, uh, so for sure. uh, look, look forward to it. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Lord saw man. I've wanted to try to sneak you in as much as I can with Peter because I know the second times was, was there. It was just tough, but uh, I was hoping you get most of your bars. You got some of your bars there, which I yeah, no, because it's the, you know what it is. Like like I said, Peter Moore is really like a ten hour interview because yeah. there's, deep, there's yep. deep cuts. Like there's deep cuts, like personal things you want to talk about. Like I wanted to get into that Sega Sports baseball thing. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I, you let that. Go. I, no, I just wanted to know what happened there because again, <laughs> World Series baseball on the Genesis and then on the Saturn was great. Yes. like it was great. Like Genesis would would. would like really like um whatchamacallit they were really uh simulation games mm-hmm. and then on the saturn they got a little more katie but they were still fun mm-hmm. and they went into the 3d realm and then on the dreamcast it, <laughs> bro i listen cog remembers i, I traded a mcdonald's breakfast yes for, for the last copy that a dude at eb games had he's like yo just get go get me McDonald's go, go be breakfast. breakfast yeah it was the last and, copy. And, and i'll give you my copy of of uh, world series baseball 2k1 i was like no doubt pew to this day, I'm regretting giving this guy that breakfast. <laughs> that was the worst baseball game. It looked pretty. Yeah. It was the worst. And then baseball games on the Dreamcast is just not not it after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Peter Moore, uh, amazing, amazing. And again, the guy, it's hard to find somebody with that level of experience at C-suite experience and yeah. being up there and not have hubris about it. Mm-hmm. He is. He's just... It's a team. We work hard. I go out there, and I'm 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 a, I'm a killer when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. But it's all about making sure that that the 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 people that support the brands that I'm working for or that I'm taking care of know that we're in their corner 100. percent And I, that was really really beautiful to listen to. So I can't wait for part two as well. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like I said, like blessed to be able to have this opportunity to 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 have the early access period for starfield and you know just playing it and we will have our we will have a, a pretty yeah. detailed sort of talk I, you know i don't know about finished but we will yeah. have a pretty detailed talk might about be a part three yeah <laughs> for real we'll have a pretty detailed uh, discussion about what we've played to that point so mm-hmm. for sure look out for that we will be in the air literally yeah, when we we'll lives everybody yeah. will be in the air on our way to, to pax west so um mm-hmm. hope you enjoy that when it comes out no doubt, no doubt. Lord King got to break bread with the legend. Was talking his talk, talking that competitive talk. It was, it was a moment. What, what uh, you got to say? I would love to have, uh, like, because uh, my conversations with him would be a whole lot different. Like, you know, it's like certain things I we couldn't ask, and I just want to have like off the record conversations. I have off the record yeah. conversations with a ton of people, and you know, my off the record conversation with him will be crazy because. You know him being a PE teacher and coming from that competitive nature. I'm y'all guys don't really know how these dudes take their soccer. They take their soccer serious. Oh, it's for no. real. And he's 
being a PE teacher, you're training young men, right? Or young young men and women. Mm-hmm. All right, you're, you're crafting the minds. He goes over to Reebok. Remember, yep. his, his his thought process is to get young men. Yep. And, and at this this is at that period of time, young men to purchase these sneakers. So mm-hmm. he's creatively in his head crafting plans to yeah. to, to get young men in. Mm-hmm. The representative from Sega saw this. Yeah. From and you know people talk. You you meet people from day to day and and you know from time to time and people talk. He's good. He understands the mind of the young man that you, you're trying to reach. Because mm-hmm. remember, he thought it was video games for uh, boys in mm-hmm. rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get it to the living room. So he learned. He's learning along the way. He gets. He's the mm-hmm. perfect person for the 360 at the time. Yeah. I don't under. I don't think if we had anyone else yeah. that was going up to Steve Ballmer to tell him what was going on, would they been able to sell him? on putting up a billion dollars yeah to to fix something right that's supposed to be profitable because they 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 planned all the way out so his competitive nature and everything led him to a moment where we needed him most at a time and Mm -hmm. he fixed that brand there so you can see where the fixing of the brand was Mm -hmm. going forward and he was he's definitely on the mount rushmore oh for sure and real quick I'm sorry, Gag King. Yeah. I, I just want to add because I'm glad, glad what you said what you said because there's also the other part is the time he's in the industry, a lot of the companies yet weren't believing in gaming as this yeah. billion-dollar industry that yeah, you can invest it. in. And then they got them to believe, like, yo, this demographic, this is the target, this is what they're doing, then the online, all that stuff, to make it the, one of the largest industries. At the time, you had to get people to buy in. People right. were looking at games like, oh, that's a kid's toy. And, and gaming he said ain't, that. Yeah. He said he was still at the toy fairs throughout the yes. year. I forgot Remember, about that. Yeah. he was the biggest proponent in online. Yeah. If he got Sega and them to to believe, and he brings that information over to Microsoft, you guys really didn't know who you were seeing today. Mm. And you know, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I'm hungry. I wanted okay. We had sixteen hundred. I wanted four thousand people to hear this man, mm-hmm. right? I really did. So I want everybody that's watching this to share this out. We got something special again, yeah. like I said for you Fresh. at the end. And we had you know we had something special in the beginning. It it, it epitomizes who we are as a brand. Mm-hmm. And who we are as a team, selfless, loving, and inclusive, right? Yeah. So if you're a Sony fan, you're a Nintendo fan. I know we didn't talk too much about you today, mm-hmm. but you know, and you're a Sega fan, and everything in between. You got a lot of meat on this table today, Paul. <laughs> a lot um, of meat. I mean, y'all gonna be dissecting this interview for a while. It's so big that he want to come back and do another yeah. one. So my hat is off to him. The man showed you at the age of 45. Mm-hmm. That you can switch and turn on yeah. a dime. Bro, that inspired to me. be the greatest. That's inspired me. He's in that pocket. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I yeah. was just like, yo, he did that at that. That's crazy. Like, bro, it's, it's insane. Very inspiring, super powerful, definitely um, you know, gems for days. Gems for yes. days. We didn't even get I'm into watch it the, again. I had so much for the EA sports chamber, the EA chamber, EA Access Live yeah. Service. He also kind of followed that. EA Access, that I believe, was in his it's so much we we didn't even do the Liverpool way from what he's doing he, now. Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah, it was it was a yeah. lot going. And then and then the esports, because he was part yeah, of the competition. He, he, mm-hmm. Yeah, of of so that chamber we ain't even get into. And, sir, and one thing I you always realize with him is that 
he's got his finger on the pulse of where things are going. He's playing mobile gaming now. Right. You should notice he said that. Uh -huh. He doesn't say that. And I was very curious to ask about, you know, again, with games as a, I mean, games as a, um, subscription services, right? Yes. Like how we all with Game Pass stuff. Like, there's a lot of the stuff. EA, I remember when EA Access first came out and all that stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it, it is, and now look at it, it became EA Play, which EA Play then ended up going into Game Pass. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff we didn't get a chance to talk about FIFA, Matt. Oh my God, it's stuff. We will bring them back. We'll bring them back. There's other questions for um for Sega that we I wanted to get into. The 360 was a chamber in itself, and um yeah, like he. This is a legend, y'all. This we will have him back. Very inspirational. Want to shout the realm out for that. This is again, he's one of my gaming heroes, and he blessed us with some time. And uh, he even had to. He ever had the, the way he ended what? the drip. You know that's a showman. You know yeah, this. He I had that means he had the Dreamcast shorts where on. We're from that's what you know what I'm saying. Like lady, he had his, he had stuff on tuck ready. He was to all go. ready to go. He knows how to control the crowd, man. Bro, that's that's a showman, man. That's that yes. that's that's the scouser. That's the Liverpool in him too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So salute to the legend. You already know. But uh, we gonna wrap up. Let's get the super chats, and then we gonna hit y'all with this special. Stay for that special exclusive. Stay for the special. You know what I'm saying? We got for y'all. Yeah, hold on. Go mm -hmm. back a little bit. We got da, 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 Tony Bryant. Okay, no, I got that already. Mm -hmm. We got JD Gamer gifting five IOP memberships oh, once wow. again. Y'all showed out today. Appreciate y'all. Salute. Appreciate that, JD Gamer. Put the crust in the chat. Put that the we crust. have J Boy on the run. Two dollars <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> Yo, Jim. <laughs> Jim, what union? Trash new game remaster now. Oh man, Jay Vessi. Then we have Robert Kelly, two loud super chat, ultra beefy cuts. <laughs> Yo. Then we have JD Gamer, five dollar super chat. One more time for the IOP. We need to give them their flowers. Oh, they out thank here you. hustling. IGN, GameSpot, GameRant, and more. This is how you do it. Thank oh, you. Thank bro. you. We work that. hard. We all work hard. Thank you. Then we got Spartan 661, $2 Super Chat. Just enjoying the ILP content. We enjoy all of it. Thank you. Appreciate Absolute. it. Thank you. Let's put the crush in the chat for Lord Bronze Neon Black. Shout out to Neon Black. <laughs> Neon Black. Then we have Corey Tidwell once again, $5 Super Chat. King, are you saying if Phil would have walked into Bomber's office at the time and asked for $1.5 he would have gotten stole cold stunned? <laughs> yo, yo, I'm not going to lie. I don't think he would have got it. Yeah, it's, it's something about it. Peter Moore comes in. It's a different. It's, it's, it's different times deserve different people. Different people. Yeah. And I believe at that period of time, because remember, he was still grooming Phil. Mm. So you got to take that period based time. Don't tell me. Now, I mean, this this Phil right now is a different animal. Mm. Is it right now today? This Phil right now today can go in there and do that. But I'm talking about that period of time, that period of time. You know, different people. Yeah, to build up to it. Yeah, yeah. Phil was out there. He said he he had him out there with the um, the like, what is it? The, the British, the, the difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah. The moment yeah. he said he didn't say who. He didn't say I who, but Vince knew, knew exactly what we were talking about. Was talking I was about. like, damn, they had Phil in the trenches, boy. Yes. The 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 com the confidence that and you know, obviously I I didn't know Phil to that degree even now but mm -hmm. one would think the confidence of you know early phil going into the confidence of veteran phil at the uh, you know uh, this far into the game is probably two entirely different people like, yeah <laughs> absolutely what else we yeah. got some scrap because life experience teaches you a lot yeah. it does and wow. we got 
We got drive by Joe, five dollar super chat. <laughs> That's my guy. It's a good day for PlayStation fans when King ain't got much to say about us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a whole bunch to say about you. Y'all lucky. I, King and had a bunch of news, but I was just like, now nah, I'm gonna go with the fact that y'all don't want to unionize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we have Silent Cipher. Remember for one month, Lord Bronze. Thank you, Lords, for all that you do. Looking forward to your Starfield content. Thank Ooh, you. It's going to be great. I'm recording it now, too. Then we have Zay316, $2 Super Chat. Shout out to the Lords and S-tier game Vampire Survivors. Thank Phil's you. favorite game. We know. We know. He he let me know in my face and embarrassed me in front of Solve and King. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool, Phil. We, we are caught up, sir. We are caught no up. No doubt. So we're going to leave y'all with this special again. Yeah, Tremendous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, got it. Got it. I was like, shout out, you know, and I'm sending you guys over to this. You got like six viewers in there, man. Go in there. Even if you don't got time, go in there. Drop them a like, man. So let's show. So let's let's bring everyone up. But man. watch this video. But watch first. this video <laughs> first. <laughs> no, they can't go there unless they see the video. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, no doubt. So look, everybody enjoy. Again, thank you for the realm. A tremendous, tremendous day. We did it with you guys. This was fun. And uh, yeah, we, we got more to look Shout for. out to you, brother. Uh, you have not slept. Trying no, to put this I together. So I was, I was, I'll be honest. You. Thank you. And he did it with the flu. He, he yeah. did his job. And, and he was game. not well. Yeah, exactly. I, wasn't, I wasn't I was not well this week. Obviously, a lot of people know I had an MRI. I had a panic attack. <laughs> had all type of stuff. And then, mm. you know, Peter's this week. And there's no way I'm missing it. And I have to prepare for this, man. This is one of the legends. So thank y'all for that. I definitely get some well-earned rest. <laughs> mm -hmm, but look, sir. we got a special for you guys. Go stick by, by, by man. Hip-hop in the building. What a, what, a, what a nice one. And uh, we will yes. catch you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Do you think it's a game? 660 with Hip Hop Gamer. 660, baby. It's on now, son. The go to the game, baby. Hip-hop Ready for war, ready to the core, never ignore. Sweating your pores, breathing is all. Allergies war, time is all, time is all. Fury of eSports. Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury, baby, jury, murder, murder. Try to sue me, try to move me. Never, never, ever can you make this movie real life. I'm real nice in real fights. I'm Bill right. Hip hop gamer versus everybody. Got a night. Devil barrel breaking later. Ultimate decapitator. Holding up the ratchet because your casket is my generator. Never was a hesitator. My greatness is getting greater. Best to ever do it as a gamer. Damn, my name is major. Gonna try to battle. Don't make me go back to Jackal. My status should be a statue. Division will rip the classroom. Student in a I'm the leader, better follow me You looking and you living through the reason I'm anomaly, dominant and rhyming and merge and verse Profit hits, my confidence consists No eight kiss for compliments or promises Anybody can get it for anything There's only one, go to the game They'll say my name, King Hip Hop Better believe it, dog, I'm the illest The realest game of the spit it The best to go independent Now eSports, be furious, furious You gotta feel it, cause we taking over Every corner, the corner, the business Right. Oh, yes, you're right. You're I know right. I'm right. This, this, disgusting. 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 disgusting.
to believe. I got the keys. I am the one that you want to be. Just like your speed, paying the seed. Lyrical kills to any MC. Anyone need elevating? I am the bar, raising the grease. Don't gonna stop when I'm a beat. Now then I'm the face of gaming. Rapidly anticipating, patiently the patient waits. The more they hate me, builds the greater. Who I am or what they ain't. The picture paints of flying stains. Truth is real, cause I remain undefeated. No deletion. My mission completes the game.